Magos, we are receiving a transmission. It appears to contain vital intelligence from the Warfront. From whom is this transmission? The Loyalists or the forces of the Warmaster? Ascertain this, Adept. It is a vocal transmission. It appears to be three remembrances. I cannot tell you to whom they are loyal. Where is it coming from? It is from the Galactic Northeast, from the edge of the Empire. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of year 3 of the Age of Empire podcast, singular, not plural. Uh, tonight on this show, we are going to be doing our Black Shields focus episode, as suggested by our uh, listeners. Uh, joining me, as always, are my dear brother, Graham Mills. Hello there. And the ever-wonderful and effervescent Michael Botterill. <laughs> Effervescent. Effervescent. That's good. Yeah. First thing. Good, okay. Good, good word. You're a bubbly character. He certainly is. Certainly is. I think so, Michael. When you know, think about all the people that I know. Who's the bubbliest? Well, I think Michael Bottrell's right up there. Yeah. Oh, frankly. I would I would put you in that bracket. Yeah. Fair Always enough. happy. Always happy. Everybody everybody good. Everyone happy? Yes, yeah, very good. Yeah. We're we're a, a little bit later doing this this show than we normally would be just because we've all had sort of time off. Over yeah. the last uh, four yes. or five weeks, and so holidays and work, and we've travelled and seen the world and done we, things. We have, and it's been. I was just recounting all the things that I've done over the last six or so weeks, and there has been a ton of things. Plenty yeah. of games played as well, which we'll come on to later. Was it, was it Barcelona you went to, Chris? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, which was I got it right. You know, I kept saying, did, yeah. I kept I saying think, well. Yes, no, no, that was last year. Again, I think so I'm going away again after coming of Legends. And I, Oh, sure where are you going on. this time? Uh, Amsterdam. For, Amsterdam. Yeah, I go the Monday after Company of Legends. Nice. Cool. That'd be good. Um, so let's have a look at what we're going to be doing mm. this month's show. So we're going to take a quick look at this month's new releases. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's not a, the smallest list we've had, which is good. Uh, an update of what our, us ourselves have been up to over the last few weeks. Hobby-wise, uh, a run-through of the month's news. Uh, we're going to have our review of Conrad Kerr's The Night Haunter and an overview of the Black Shield series of audio dramas. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a look at the fluff behind the Black Shields, get into the crunch of the Black Shields, and we'll have our always popular list challenge. And we are be being joined by a friend of the show, friend of ourselves, uh, Richie, he is a hardcore Black Shields player, yep. which will be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, we'll be looking at what events are coming up over the next few months, uh, getting on into next year at this point, which is scary, yeah, yeah, scary, scary how terrifying stuff. Few events for our next show coming up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, for those of you who listened and are subscribing, we did put out our the interview that Graham did with Mark Frost. Um, uh, his work with Frostfiend Studios and the Models for Heroes charity, which was uh, is available for you all to download and listen to. Are yeah, we putting it in this show as well? I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to. No, no, well, well yeah. it's in the feed, so it's in the yeah, it's there for everyone to listen to. But it's it's a well worth a, a listen for, um, sort of encourage people to get behind that cause. Yeah, although I did have to cut out a lovely bit at the beginning with with, with, with discussion about me. Yeah, that's true. It was, all, it, was, it was all popular, was it? It was all it good. Was, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, the, fundamentally, the conversation between myself and Mark was about my uh, 
theory that Michael is the best straight man in heresy. Oh, yes. Because, you know, he has does, you know, to be a good and funny comic, you always need the straight man. He is, you know, the the little to our respective larges, <laughs> or certainly in my case, um, or the um, Ernie Wise to the to our Morecams. And whether by luck, judgment, or by a sharp wit that he hides under his effervescent exterior, Michael has got a tendency Ten. to drop certain words into this podcast, which unfortunately, because myself and Chris uh, are really 14-year-olds at heart, tend to find incredibly funny and at least once an episode end up falling about in laughter as yeah. some unfortunate double entendre uh, gets delivered. Can I just add that it's not always just in the show. So Sunday morning, I wake up and I look at my phone and there's in our Edge of Empire messenger thing, uh, you guys are going to an event. And the last line in the message that Graham wrote, uh, that Michael wrote was, and Graham, I'll be sure to grab your tatoes. Now, <laughs> I laughed so loudly that I woke Annie up because I couldn't not, couldn't keep it in. Couldn't keep it. And I just thought, the man's a genius. The man's a professional genius. Absolutely. So just to give you some some context there, Michael, uh, was indeed grabbing my potatoes. Did grab your potatoes? He totally did. And um, so, Michael was this month went to Worldcom, didn't you, Mike? Yes, I did. Which is was in Dublin, and uh, those of you who are familiar with Ireland know that they have a brand of crisps, legendary brand of crisps called potatoes. So I asked Michael to bring me back a couple of packets of potatoes so I could experience this culinary delight. Uh, that's chips, incidentally, if you're listening in America. And uh, they are indeed a spectacularly nice chip slash crisp. So there you go. Yeah, Not only did bit... Michael grab potatoes, um, they were very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are children. Uh, right. We. I know you are. We... <laughs> you know I am, yeah, exactly. Uh, also, this episode, we wanted to say a go big destroyer. To well our listeners in the Ukraine, which uh, was was a turn up for the books, uh, <laughs> Michael had a brief look at the uh, at the stats for downloads, and apparently Ukrainians make up nearly twenty percent of our listenership. I can't, I which just, is I don't get that, but okay. Um, so we're we're going to claim that we're the biggest heresy podcast in the Ukraine, yep. <laughs> because we have no facts to prove otherwise. No, but it's very weird, isn't it? So if if you are Sort of Ukrainian, and you do actually listen, and this isn't just whatever the FSB or whoever it is these days, uh, just listening in for, for random comments. Um, feel free to drop us a message because we'd like to, you know, pin it on our walls, respectively. Yeah, well, well, we'd love to know what the community is like over there. What got you know, what you play, and I mean, it's we shall see, right? Because I must admit, I was slightly incredulous when you told me this and thought maybe it's some sort of analytics thing or possibly some sort of VPN routing or something. Who knows? But anyway, if, if that is the case, and, uh, you know, that would be great to hear from people from the Ukraine, frankly, because um, 18% of our leadership is oof, about three people. So um, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's the, all the downloads that Graham Campbell doesn't make. Basically, just to keep the numbers up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and also we'd like to say a big thank you to 
everyone who follows us on Facebook. Uh, we got 600 likes over the last couple of weeks, which is, yeah, I know it's, we're getting there. Scary. I know. There's a lot of people liking our page. Like, Excellent. And we normally get like a big spike in that around Cognitive Legends because we tend to chuck out a load of content around then. So, yes. Spread spread the word, you know. One day we we might get to it. We don't like. You know what? A thousand doesn't sound like it's undoable. It's it's not. It's really, you know, it's not. It could be done. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, shall we crack on to the new releases? All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. A few weeks worth. Okay, we've got a few weeks worth of five weeks worth of releases here. So obviously we're not going to cover anything that comes out on the Friday after this is recorded. So that's the first Friday in September. But um, yeah, so as of the day of recording, which is the Monday, uh, we've got the following new releases. So the first one was a really cool one. It's the Adeptus Titanicus Reaver Titan Carapace uh, Warp Missile Rack. I bought this. You bought it? Excellent. Yes, I did. I What's thought... I haven't even played the game, and I still bought this because it just looks so cool. I was like, oh, I've always wanted a big, you know, big missile thing, and that looks great. It's very on trend for you, isn't it? That's the thing. It's it, it, if someone said Graham Mills, what would he put mm. on a Titan? Biggest, massive, biggest massive missile rocket he could find. Yeah, it's spectacularly good. It is. Uh, I mean, it is back in stock. back in stock. Excellent. That, I couldn't get. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it when I got paid, so I might go and get one now. So, um, but yeah, so, so sorry, Chris, you were saying. I, I I was just alluding to the the the, the phallic imagery and, and to why you would want one, but that's okay. Well, actually, it's not that at all. There's something I quite like about the Reaver Titans aesthetic. Yeah, they are, cool. and I think they've got a, you know, the Wardlaw Titan looks all very well put together and you know pristine. The the War Hound Titan you know, has that sort of feral look about it. The Reaver is a is a, an odd. It's not the it's not the prettiest of titans, but it's got something about it um, that is quite appealing. So um, that's why I got it because I thought, oh yeah, Reaver. I really like Reaver titans. I think they look quite good um, in a weird kind of weird way. And so um, I thought, big missile. That's going to set that off lovely. So I've no idea what it does. Instantly, I warp you, and I, missile I can, together is usually great. I can tell you if you like. Go on. It won't mean a damn thing to me, but it might mean something to somebody. Exactly. So it is a has a short range of 20 inches, short accuracy of plus one, long range is 80 inches, long accuracy plus two. Uh, you only get one shot with it. That's yes, that's right. It's a one-shot wonder, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, warp weapons, most famously warp weapons, are fired in real space but translate to the warp for the majority of their fight, only return to reality as they reach their target. Ooh. If an attack made by a warp weapon hits its target, make a location roll, as you would normally then, regardless of whether the target is shielded, roll a d6. On a result of one, the target loses one structure point. On a result to two to three, the target loses d3 structure points. And on a four to six, the target location suffers critical damage. Is that good? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's a one shot, though, isn't it? So it's once it it's is, gone, yeah. it's gone. It's a pretty good one shot weapon. So. Yeah. Cool. I like the idea of the warp missiles. Like they kind of, you fire them and they kind of warp, change into sort of warp space and then just appear right at the end before they blow up against Wasn't you. Wasn't there one for, in, um, 
uh, 40k for the guard, didn't they bring out that crazy little tank that fired that horrific missile that was a one-shot thing? Yes, it was one that it was the one that had a sort of countdown timer on it. You yeah. never knew which turn was, it was going to fire in. There was the apocalypse mode, which was the scary one, and then there oh, was yeah, the toned right. down, sort of toned down version of it. That's right. Yeah, I think it had like a massive blast vortex or something. I can't yeah, remember the rules. I think I had it and I never managed to achieve it because it's got it, shot board. Yeah, I think it was off the same kit as the not the hydras, but the other things. Manticore. Yeah, it might be those. Called? Might have been the hydra or the manticore. One of the two. Yeah, it's on the same kit as that. But you could just put the missile up there. I've still got the missile somewhere, so yeah. that'd actually be quite a cool bit of scenery you could make for Titanicus, for example, if it was like a rocket launch thing. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so then we had uh, Conrad Kurz, The Night Haunter, the book. So that is $12.99 as a hardback book, $9.99 as an EPUB, or $19.99 as an audio book. Um, or you can get it for one credit on Audible. Oh, um, so this is really good. Really good book. I reviewed it later in the show. Okay. Um, it's whether it's heresy or not. Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> um, no, really? Obviously, it is a Horus Heresy Primarch's book, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not quite in the heresy if that makes any sense. So, so is it after or before? <clears throat> after. Oh, that's okay, so when before he gets. I'm guessing before he gets the you know, bullet through the brain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be much of a book if it wasn't. Well, there <laughs> we... yes. I, I, I realise that, Graham. <laughs> I, will reveal, I will reveal all in the review. Thanks. I'll reveal all in the Ladies review. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be that kind of show. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know. I mean, twelve ninety nine for a, for a <laughs> book which is going to have one page. He got shot. We could have it written a, very, a great number of times. That's true. That's yes. true. So then we have the Dark Angels Legion Praetor in Cataprachi Terminator armor. Give him to me now. Let me have a little look see. He is temporarily out of stock, by the way. Yeah, he's very, very, very popular. Very, very popular. He's a good model, isn't he? He's a lovely model. Really nice model. I think he is my favorite Cataprachi Praetor or favorite Terminator Praetor. You know what? You Possibly my favourite Praetor of all time. Favourite Praetor of all time. He's certainly up there. He's, he's a really nice model. Really I, nice model. I, I mean, I like my Blood Angels Tartarus mm. Terminator one. I like the other one. But that guy, I mean, he he, he makes me want to consider playing Dark Angels. I'm never going to. Yeah. I, yeah. I know a man that's, that is very tempted. But, uh, mm. uh, uh, yeah, this this guy is just... That's just, the thing. Just the beauty yeah. yeah, yeah, he looks. And he looks the business. And he looks. The thing is the, when you click on the three D, mm. like the three sixty movement thing on the yes. on the thing, he rotates round, and it just looks like he's spinning around with that blade. Oh, it's, so it does. You're right. Just you know. Whoosh. And, the, and his cloak. Oh, it's great. I mean, what I like about that is I quite like the helmet there. It yeah. does look. It gives him that kind of knight like you know kind of yeah. medieval knight look which is obviously what they're oh, yeah, about yeah. and, and that's chain chain mail. Mail. Yeah, yeah totally it's a it's a absolutely wonderful model they really knocked it out of the park with this one um the bare head is a little just another way that the dark angels are better than space wolves i'm not sure about the dark the bare head though it, maybe it's just the render on the um thing but it looks a little lacking in detail i'd always take a helmet over a bare head 
Oh yeah, the, the the helmet is the best part. The helmet is one of the best parts of this. But the the bare head that they've got on there, it just looks like it's lacking in detail. But I'm that's that looks to me like it might be a three D render. So okay, it's got some yeah. weird thing going on his on top of his head, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like a little it's like the sprues there. Oh. oh yeah, actually yeah, it might be maybe there. that's because I don't know. But it, it just looks it just looks sort of the detail looks very soft on it. It yeah. does. It might just be the. I mean, but if you look at the actual model as well on the left of that picture that also looks fairly doesn't look quite so crisp as the actual painted one yeah, so it may so it may just be the maybe the early 3d yeah it might be the rapid prototypes um, very good yes. anyway um, okay. that's totally a thumbs up isn't it from all yeah, of so that's that one. 26 oh, yeah. quid oh the right. carapace weapon the walk all right that was 11 quid i forgot to mention the price i think okay. um okay and then the dark angels legion contemptor dreadnought um which is 38 pounds and looks I mean, I I don't know about this one. I I'd be a oh, honest. I don't know. Really, I like it. Apart from the candles. Candles. Oh yeah. As I said, I I don't like the candles, but I get why they put them on there because that is a that that to me says heresy dark angely, you know, yeah, type things, ritual. Yeah, shenanigans. I don't like them, but you know what? That's fine. Not everyone's going to like every single model or everything, but I love everything else about it. I like, uh, I, I like the the spread wings on the front yeah it's nice isn't it yeah and you've got two different fronts you can put in there as well oh okay. that's pretty cool you've got oh, one yeah, with so a sword you've you got one with a sword and one with the angel oh yeah so you have and i love it well uh, i think the, i think i like the angel one these models really make me want to do dark angels but a getting a hold of that much i don't know if i want to sacrifice all my mark ii for a dark angel's army Mm. Yeah, you'd have to do it Mark II, wouldn't you? Yeah, you need to do it Mark II. Need yeah. to do it Mark II. And um uh and I, I, I just don't know about painting black. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've done it so well there. I mean I think that's a, a cracking model. Really yeah, it's, I, it's a it beautiful. looks some contemptors can look a bit feeble. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the way it's posed or whatever, but it looks quite bulky. Yeah. yeah it may yeah. be the way that the wings kind of draw your I, eye or whatever, but I think is that, that there's no spare space on the front. Yes, you've yes, got the right. chains at the at the lower abdomen, the candles filling the gap uh, next to the head. Mm. Um, it's it's an amazing design. Um, whoever designed this, you, they knocked it out of the park. You know, his I um, like that shoulder as well. That's, so that's what I was going to say. The yeah, Lor- the shoulders, the Lorica style shoulder. Yeah, with the sort of overlapping plates rather than it just being flat. Yeah, that, like that that, that that hint of Mark Two. That really does make a difference to that model. Yeah. I wonder if they do that on other contemptors. Anyway, great model. Both I of those are I don't know really if there's good. another contemptor with that, but I don't think there is. But yeah, I was just thinking whether, whether they're going to do it on other non-Dark Angels contemptors, if you see what I mean. Hopefully. Yeah. I, could see I, that on a, I could see that on a Salamander's contemptor. Yeah. Or, or on But then again, they've, Ultramine, done, a Salam- they've but... done a Salamander's contemptor. Yeah, yeah, do it on an Ultramine contemptor. In fact, do an Ultramine <laughs> contemptor. <laughs> if, if you... <laughs> You know, I'm sure you could pick that shoulder up from somewhere. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. There, it, there's going to be somewhere on 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 the vast internet we can mm. track down one of those shoulder blades. Shoulder very, very cool. Very cool. Yes. Uh, okay. okay. So coming up next, we've got a couple of couple of bits. Which um, oh, I missed off. I missed off something, but I will get them on there. Um, okay. So we have white scars dice. 20 pounds or 17 pounds from our friends at element games now uh, i know some people think they're a little janky but you know 
they're white scars dice. What can you say? They're... Let's have a little look see. Um, I was looking at the Ultramines dice, which you've. Yeah, I've got the Ultramines dice. I missed them so off. So I've um, got some talk... Blood Angels dice like this. Uh, did they do dice like this? They did, yeah. I, I picked some up off, uh, off the internet. Um, and I used them the other day. And the problem is when they're under light, might be different for these because the color contrast is probably a bit better. But when they've got like light directly on them, they're so mm. reflective. It's really hard to read them. Were those the okay, the Blood Angels dice that had the um, uh, what you call it, the the four in gold and the four in black as well? Uh, no. Yes, yes, it was those. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got them. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, they're, they're, like they're the same as these, aren't they? But I, I used them. I couldn't read um, what they were, what they had on them, because the because the flat the surface is so flat and shiny. Yes, I see. They are very square, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not no, a fan I, of those. I've got to be honest with you. I wouldn't. I don't like those particularly. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, but if you are a dark, uh, sorry, a white scars player, and you want some dice, these are probably your best shot right now. How uh, many of those dice do you have, Mister Butchell? Just out of interest. Dice. Mm, the, how many dice? Angels, the Blood Angels dice. Just I've got the Blood Angels dice because I've got a 40k Blood Angels army. Oh, damn, well, I should say I share a 40k Blood Angels with Megan. Megan. Yeah. She's, oh, in that case, it's yeah. mostly her army, um, but you know, we we painted it together, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I've got a few dice. Um, I've got the Knight's dice. I've got the Custodes dice. I want the Custodes dice, but can't get them anywhere now. Oh, um, I bought the supply. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah. But the White Scars dice, 20 quid, 17 pounds from Element Games. Up to you if you want them or not, but we thought we'd mention them. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, then cool. the, oh, and then there's the White Scars primaris upgrades and transfers i'm sorry I don't pounds i know it's primaris stuff i know it's primaris stuff but there's a couple of reasons why i included this here okay go on uh first of all there are definitely some bits in there that people could use for conversion work uh, a couple a couple of bare heads um some skulls things and the shoulder pads though i mean they're mark four basically shoulder pads can i ask a question about these so-called primaris marines wouldn't the <laughs> wouldn't the okay you'll have to forgive me i've never been anywhere near one wouldn't the heads be slightly larger than your normal space marine noggin no they're about the same size so what have they okay so they've, they've made the bigger bodies body. bigger but they haven't got the, they've got the same size got the same size shoulder, they've got the same size shoulder pads and the same size um and, and the same size heads basically there's not much difference in the heads you okay. can put yeah you can easily move their heads around i have done it myself um with kits so it's fine but as well as the, the so you get a couple of slightly curved chain chain swords in there yes i saw that I definitely see them being used on some on some conversions um obviously it is you know it is what it is. i i've put it in there because there's a conversion possibilities but you also have white scars transfers in there and right oh. now that's the only way you're getting white scars transfers you've got two sheets of um uh of transfers in there uh, for your 15 quid as well as and those shoulder pads they i mean the primary shoulder pads really look so similar to mark four you don't get a yeah. lot of transfers do you you get uh cool. you get two of those sheets yeah they're they're little ones but again it's 15 pounds it's yeah. i see what you mean if you have, if you were starting with a mark four army you could use the shoulder pads that's cheaper than the forge world ones and you get the um transfers thrown in it's worth doing right yeah it's definitely there i mean obviously i'm sure mr reese or, or mr fellhanded will um will, will give us send us angry messages saying absolutely not these can't be used terrible 
Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's ten. There's ten Mark IV shoulder pads there. Yeah. You know, on the not the very elaborate ones, which I think you could probably use. Yeah, they seem to be okay. So that's you know you, you could get and you got some heads there. You have got those curved blades which you could definitely cut off if they were yeah, the wrong just size. Chop them off at the head at the hand, can't you? Hand. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly then, how I do it. Yeah, well, I mean, even that's... a hand. I mean, a Mark a Primaris Mark Ten hand isn't that different from a from a Mark. Okay. But a to Mark the purists, you know. Oh, to the purists, but yeah. yeah, that that chain that 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 curved chain blade I could definitely see being used on a on a tactical, you know, sergeant. Yeah. Okay. I think actually Michael will allow that. Yeah. You just about scrape that one in there. So we will allow it. Yep. It was, it's passed the heresy test. You'll be pleased to know. Just about. <laughs> uh, there are also ultramarines dice. I actually have picked these up. I got them from just at battle bunker. They're very nice. Um, again, they are, they are the same sort of, um, sort of style. So I just got them because they're ultramarines dice. And I love my ultramarines. So, were these the um, ones you were using in that doubles game? No, no. The ones I used in that doubles game are going to stay in that box for a while. <laughs> um, they're going to they're going to stay away. They they've they've got some they've got some thinking to do. Okay. But these dice are virgin dice. They've not been touched. They're uh, they, they we'll see how we'll see how they go. I think, eventually. Actually, I think knowing the other dice that you you I always find them quite difficult to read. These ones look at least. Vaguely oh, sensible. Yeah, these ones are set. These ones are more are more sensible with reading because the uh, the the other ones have got Roman numerals on them. Yes, which I, I don't you know you don't want to be having to think about this when you're playing a game. So yeah, yeah and, and they're in the different colours as well. So other yeah, companies. So. Weird. Yeah. Weird okay. Roman numerals on them. These ones have. Oh yeah, they do, don't they? Well, anyway, I think they look slightly easier to read. If that's, they that's do look easy to read. Yeah, the I other ones. Are, the other yeah. ones are a bit awkward to read because they got because they're in the company colours. So, yeah. um, so you know, it, it, you learn the company colors rather than the numbers. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So moving on next, more white scar stuff. We have the golden yeah. keshig, um, thirty-two quid for these. Now, a lot it's, of people were complaining what, about the price. What is the golden keshig? Is that like something you get in Quidditch? No, it's uh, <laughs> it's the um, thing you ride in Quidditch. Oh right, gotcha. you ride the golden keshig, okay, and yeah. then you get the yeah. quibble quibble is it the quibble really angry and there's no the, what's the big ball the bludger uh, yeah actually, no i think i'm not, I'm not <sighs> even gonna you know, hang on i'm gonna like, quickly google quidditch go on, you go and you while, like, while you're googling cage i'll tell you about the bike basically the golden cashew are a specialist jet bike unit of the uh white scars uh they hit really really hard but if I remember correctly from the rules, they only get one attack. The word I was looking for quaffle. Quaffle. Yeah, they only get they only get I think they can only have one attack with that spear, but it is a really powerful attack. And they've also got a missile launcher on there. We saw some of these on Sunday, didn't we, Graham? Oh right, did we? Okay. <laughs> did you not notice? My one really of the guys had a full painted up. And I was like, when did he get those? Two days uh, ago. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> they were really nicely painted. Didn't Graham they get best painted? Sorry? That guy, did that, was that the best painted army, the White Scars one? No, the best guy painted was the Solar Auxilia. Was it? Yeah, it was a Solar Auxilia army. Oh, okay. I thought it was... Uh... Anyway. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you've got 32 quid for those, and you've got the champion as well. Again, 32 quid. But I saw a lot of controversy online because a lot of people were complaining, saying, oh, it's too expensive. Why are they so expensive? And he's like, 
But a normal jet bike is about that price as well. It's not far off, is it? And uh, Custody's jet bike is not too dissimilar. But I guess I think the prices did go up recently. But I mean, jet bikes are expensive. I mean, I really want to unit of jet bikes for my ultramarines. But it's yeah, a normal jet bike is two pounds cheaper. Yeah, but it's Custody's jet bike is five pounds more expensive. Yeah, it's 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 trying to it's trying to save the the money for um, the jet bikes because jet bikes are just very expensive. Probably uh, that and not wanting to pay white are the main reasons I don't do white scars. So. That is a great looking model. Though. I like that model. I like his shoulder pads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I the mean, bike itself. Is that course, like? Uh, Sorry, I think they're in artificer armor as well. Yeah, it's cool. It's but... a nice hybrid, isn't it? The bike between the scimitar and the um, custodies one. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely little hints of both there, but it's it's uh, they're lovely models, definitely. That's oh god, white scars, they knock it out of the part with the models at the minute, I think. Yeah, I mean, the the armor on the normal bike, it's I think it's supposed to be artificer armor, um, but it does does look a bit standard mark free ish, okay. Uh, um, I think apart from. I think I could complain. I thought I would have thought for for the Golden Keshig, the armor might be a little bit more ornate. But okay, well, I think it looks great. The bike looks really cool. Um, oh yeah, the bike. So, bike yeah, is so that's, cool. that's very good. And the Golden Keshig champion. Actually, let me have a quick look at the champion because um, I didn't check him out. I just looked at the normal fella. Um, yeah, he's got a thunder hammer champion. Oh yeah, champion. Oh, he's got a spear, which is kind of oh, that's quite a cool way of doing it, isn't it? That's actually you know, on the side of the jet bike. Yeah, yeah, not, nice. Not bad at all. Really, really lovely model. Um, I just love all the little little things there, and I can see a lot. I can see some players, you know, painters. I mean, really going to town on these guys. There's lots of blank surfaces there that you can do stuff with. I think I've seen one. Um, might have been Mike Fellhanded. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. He sort of laid on a um, sort of scale pattern onto the onto the bike's front. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I will have to try and find photos and tag you in it. Might be mm. the White Scars group. Pete Reeves added me ages ago saying, "You know, you mentioned you wanted to do White Scars at some point." And I was like, "No, I'm not doing White Scars." <laughs> well, now he knows. But I'd love to. Do, I'd love to do White Scars, but I just couldn't paint them. And Pete tells me about about his painting technique, and it's similar to Andy Hall's. You know, it's all it's mostly rattle cans, mm. and it's like, mate, I'm 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 not that good with a rattle can, you know. They they achieve most of their white effect with rattle cans, and I'm like, no, I couldn't do that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I see, he was. Uh, there were some. Yeah, I think Pete put some stuff out on Crusade and Heresy, didn't he? About yeah. the, when he was painting them the other day. Yeah, they, it, it's an interesting scheme, um, but it's not something I think I could replicate. I just don't have that skill. So, you know. Um, okay, so what else have we got? We've got a couple of couple of things that uh, a source of parts or bits. Hang on, are you, than- are you trying to get more? I'm concerned about the direction this is taking at this point. No, it's, it's creeping not. in. Mm-hmm. Right. First of all, we've got Blackstone Fortress Escalation, which is £65 or £55.24 element <laughs> games. Now, it's an expensive source. These, it's an expensive source for these particular models, but I'm sure you might be able to find them on eBay, bit sites and the like. But you have in there uh, a source of several characters, which would be useful for militia players, uh, warp cults, and you've got a servitor and a tech priest. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, there are a few characters that, you know, three, a few models in there that I think would definitely definitely be a good source for militia players. A uh, tech priest would make a good Majos, I suppose. Yeah, you yeah, got a good te- a decent tech priest there. Oh, no, um, it's the servitor, I mean, not the tech priest. Oh, you, yeah, you've got a great servitor. 
Uh, that yeah, servitor got, looks amazing. It does. Um, You've got, you got a Psyker in there? Yeah, Primera Psyker. Um, I don't know how... I can't remember. Is there a Psyker unit in the militia? Only if you take a particular um, sort of what they call uh, provenance. Is that so for the rogue ones? It's, it's, you have to be a traitor, basically, to take the side. Oh, well, like, yeah, you might be able to traitor her up a bit. But I mean, yeah, the, the Inquisition sign is a bit awkward. I really I like that. That's an Astra Telepathica. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, uh, I like the uh, kind of uh, Crusader guy with the shield and sword. Again, you yeah. could use him as a HQ. Not sure where you would use him, but uh, yeah, definitely some sort of HQ, Lord Commander, yeah. whatever, for uh, a. Um, uh, I'm assuming that, sh- that, that, that the other model there is a uh, rogue trader. Uh, I think you've got a rogue that. trader. You definitely. So there's a there's a few models you can you can definitely use in here, in my opinion, personally for for militia. I mean, there's a militia guy here with a grenade launcher. Yes, he is. I'm just looking at myself, actually. Yeah, I um, know that you can get some decent grenades for some of the militia. I think, but no, it's only for the solo artillery. Oh, is it only for the solo? Mm. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> well, you can get but, the you can get the part. Well, yeah, but the thing is, what you can do is you can make you could convert him into a servitor, and you because the servitors can take grenade ah, launchers. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could but, kind of like make him look like a you know paint him slightly differently, or put some sort of metallic bits and wires and stuff coming out of him, and make him a servitor. It's a long, it's a lot of money for that particular model, to be fair. But yeah, you know. true. But there's lots of bits and bobs in there. I I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, some of this on the trading sites and such uh, for yeah. people too. I actually have kind of ordered some of the models myself last night kind of well i was half i was half i was half asleep and i was like looking at some all games. the details in bar the security code yeah. that's, is this, is this the way where you where you're half asleep and you take your wife's credit card and buy stuff like you normally do no 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 i actually <laughs> used my card this time okay. <laughs> because i got paid and yes. i was looking at barnes and noble uh because they get uh because i was looking at the combat yeah, arena so game. No, no, no combat arena um which is they only sell it in america and i'm okay. like what if there's any way you could get them to ship it here and then i clicked on pay by paypal and i was like oh it'll put let me put a uk address in there maybe i should order this and i did so you are you're a you're a special piece of work you <laughs> okay i I, re- I really like gore chosen and it's a 40k game that that Lindsay will play so uh you know um uh, it's a game that Lindsay will play. It's a corn. It's not out, long out of print. It's a corn um, sort of combat game. I know. And they basically use the, the 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 characters in this, apart from the militia, just the imperial stuff, to basically remake that. Gotcha. So I thought I would get that, and I have. Very good. Um, Very good. So, so onto more non-heresy related shenanigans. Uh, yeah, Kill Team starter set, £95 or £80.75, just some scenery in there. You can probably get it cheaper buying it individually. Um, I know some people have been selling it on eBay, um, just the scenery. That's where I bought it from. I got it for 35 quid. Someone okay. split the box up, and nice. I got the scenery for 35 quid. That um, seems like a bargain. Yeah, £95, £8.75. Yeah, it was a... Well, I, but I think it was a bargain, 35 quid for that bit of scenery. Mm. And, uh, you could yeah. buy a hole for that, could you? Because no. those gravel thingy reactors are fairly expensive. Yeah, the the the, the alchemite stacks are like yeah. 30, I think they're thirty quid on, on their own. Yeah. So yeah, I was quite I was quite pleased with that. Bargain. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that'll get put together from the next company in Legends. So. Well, um, 
And then finally, the uh, what Chris has been waiting for. Chomping oh, yeah. at the bit. The Legio Custodes Ares Gunship. A yeah. whopping £289. Yep. What, you say? <laughs> what would you like me to say? What uh, you say about I, I, I've got a, a Ryan mm. once. Um, and this, I, you know, I, I don't really like the model. I think that's the thing with this. For me, I don't, I don't like the model itself. That's fair enough. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the. The model's all right. I'm not its biggest. It looks like something out of Star Wars, like a land, like a speeder thing in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. It looks like it looks got a big chunk missing out the back where the engine bit is. Yeah, that's the Bombay. Okay, that's the Bombay potatoes bit. Yeah. Um, Let me. Do you want to? Find the rule, just so it rules for it, just to enlighten oh, well, you. Somebody, somebody may want to buy it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like the rules personally. I, I, I just think it's not that good. I think <laughs> if, compared to the Orion. See, I, 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 just, I love the. I think the Orion model is great. You know, it's, it's a, it just looks nicer than this. Personally, I mean, I'm sure there'll be, um, people, you know, snapping them up. We, we we will all disagree on our opinions on the rules and our opinions on the the so, models themselves. So no, you know the fact that I don't particularly like the model or the rules, you know, doesn't mean anything because I know I uh, you know there are people out there who are like no no the rules are good. Yeah. I mean for me uh, it's a case of you can take that down in one shot if you get it in the rear. Yeah. So it has an Arachnus Mega Blaze Cannon, Magna Blaze Cannon at the front, seventy two inches strength ten AP one primary weapon two. Exoshock, Mastercrafted, Armor Bane, Instant Death. And it has a Burst Fire, which is Heavy 2, Large Blast 5 inches, Strength 8 AP 2. Um, and then it has the Exposed Arachnus Capacitors. Contrary to the usual rules of Superflyers, should the Ares gunship suffer a penetrating hit from its rear arc, which results in an explodes result on the vehicle damage table, roll a 6. Roll a d6 on a 5 plus the Ares gunship immediately loses all of its remaining hull points and suffers catastrophic damage. Honey. Uh, the Infernus Firebomb Cluster, which is the whole point of this thing, uh, of the back bit. Strength 5, AP 4, Bomb 3, Large Blast 5 inches, ignores cover, saves 1 use. That doesn't seem all that. It's yeah. sort of trade off in terms of risk and reward, there, does right. it? Because I mean, five AP four, well, things are going to get most things are going to get a save unless you're going up against solar auxiliary or demons. I suppose, well, no, still, yeah, unless you've got a five plus in one, um, ignores cover. Well, it doesn't really matter on a four plus save anyway, because most things going to most marine equivalents are going to get a save anyway. And it doesn't seem like that is worth taking it if it's one shot from behind from a lightning or something and the whole thing goes up in smoke. Yeah, I yeah mean, it's very it, weird. It's not the highest chance in the world of, of, of being got in one, but and yes, if you're playing it right, you shouldn't let anybody get into the rear arc of a super heavy flyer, but you can't stay on the edge of the board forever. No, no exactly. You have to move it. So, you know, like I say, we needed a lightning or something, you know, with four Kraken penetrators or something along those lines, and you know, you're gonna it's gonna absolutely it has, tear that to bits. So it has a rear armor of ten as well. Exactly. It's nothing. Yeah, as opposed to the Orion, rear of 11. Mm. So, yeah, it's 
you know. Well, yeah, it's a very strange. You know, I, I would expect it for, as a superhero flyer to be m- more devastating than that. I mean, it's it doesn't seem any worse than a fire raptor. Yeah, it's 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 got um, two blaze cannons, two other blaze cannons, which are good. But for thirty five points less, you can take the Orion, which and give you some transportation and take you know uh, carry a dreadnought around in it. Don't get me wrong; it's still going to do some damage. Um, does the it, it just wouldn't be? I just wouldn't choose this over the Orion. Depends yeah, if it can jink every turn. <laughs> Which will come on? Did we talk about that last month or this month? We talked about it last month. Okay. <laughs> you can't bring can't bring it up again. Um, yes, I think. Yeah, I. No, I don't know. I model under. I think it's fundamentally not as good as the cheaper option. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. Yeah. I, I think the, I, I think the Orion looks looks nicer, and I think it's better. But six hundred and forty points in a, in a Lord of War slot. But we will often disagree on stuff uh, with other people. I mean, uh, Phil Scott, you know, the custodies player. He's uh, in the army. I think he lives in Canada. Uh, he comes up our way sometimes. Yeah, you know, you, you you know him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 was saying, nah, it's brilliant." You okay. know, he was saying that's going to wipe out whole armies. I disagree, but how? Maybe we're missing something. Well, he's a hardcore custodies player. He knows that list really, really well. It's so, not... I mean, what was that front gun again? Sorry, I... See, the front gun. Primary weapon two, extra shock, master crafted armor bane, instant yeah. death, strength yep. ten, AP one. That's only two shots. Yeah, it is, and it's they're not blast templates or anything, are they? Just two That's shots. Not. Yeah, it's got a strength eight, AP two, heavy two, large blast version. Right. Yeah. That, I don't. I don't see it, but that's no. the one that will do the damage. I mean, well, I suppose uh, it's good. It's a good uh, anti sort of tank gun for sure. But it's heavy to exoshock, so you know you can do the the trick that you can do with the um, venator, you know, and and basically sort of stun super heavies. Strength ten with armor bay means probably going to penetrate most times, but like I say, it's only two shots. Um, I don't know. Who knows? It maybe it has got something special going on. But I, I, think, if you, I think lining shots up with flies is always difficult anyway. If you've got two xiphons, for instance, yes. And uh, come in at two thirds of the cost of this. Yeah, I agree. They are going to look at it and just go, yum. Yeah, I mean, or like you say, that's coming it. Okay. Well, anyway, we shall see. We can be, we're here to be proved wrong. So if you do genuinely have, you know, have a look at it and said, actually, I do think it will absolutely annihilate armies, good on you. Um, Let us know how you get on with that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, so that covers the new releases. Now, there are a couple of things that I think should get an honourable mention. Uh, the first of those is we have... <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah. No, I think they deserve an honourable mention. Go we've, on. had a, we've had Warbands for Warcry, um, which... In Sigma good, related. Good basis for the conversion of cultists. Oh, look. <clears throat> I think you could definitely get some cultists... For these, uh, for these Warcry uh, bands put together, I'm not going to list what they are or put the prices in the thing, but definitely some 
definitely some potential for for conversion work there in well, my opinion the 40k things and now we're getting sigma stuff on yeah well you think that's crazy check out the enforcers didn't we talk about them last week nope well we may have done but they're not one out so these i actually will i'll allow this michael you'll be pleased to know even though they're yeah. out of stock <laughs> not that yeah they are out of stock yeah because actually, uh, they're from under enforcers palatine enforcers yeah great militia um They'd be perfect for militia with power armor, or at least power armor-like effect, which you can do with some of the provenance, or one of the provinces in particular. And 10, I think there's 10 models there, so that's the size of a Grenadier squad. Uh, £26, that's pretty good, £2.60 a model. I think that's a that's a shoe-in, really. You could certainly make a pretty effective-looking um, militia army with those guys. Yeah, yeah, all the Necron. I think most of the Necromunda stuff, you definitely got... Great basis of conversion. Uh, the other thing is the Ravaged Lands Shattered Storm Vault for Warcry, which uh, I've been giving a lot of serious thought as to using this kind of terrain to make some sort of board for Company of Legends, sort of Prospero, Ancient Entrance to the Webway. Um, I have noticed that King Fluff has done something like this using the Noctilith Crown to make a Stargate-inspired one. So Okay. So I, I think there's definitely some potential for, for doing something with them. But Got yeah, yeah um, I, I'd love to do that. Okay. So, um, yeah, I guess what we'll do now is we'll move into what we've been up to. Let's do it. Up next, uh, we'll be running through all the things that we've been working on uh, heresy-related over the last month. Um, so, who wants to start this month? Actually, I see in Chris's section, under the normal, fairly barren landscape, we are inundated with lush Not foliage. Inundated seems seems a bit strong. <laughs> but I said I would start building some of my Blood Angel Marines. Uh, yes. And I now stand kingly. In front of, well, I sit to the right of them anyway, uh, uh, of, of 48 assault 48 marines. Mar- Wowzers. So um, how, many, how many squads is that? Three Two? squads of 16. Three squads of 16. Very cool. 15 in a sergeant. Very well, good. Big and bulky. But see, I, I, I'm not going to be running apothecaries in this. Oh, see, you're not. No, that's it. I, I, I like to, I like you know, I saw, this, I saw this the comment the other day about how... Uh, Every uh, army Ar- has... Arcasis need to be a need to be a standard <laughs> in space marine lists, and I was like, no, I don't think so. Not here, mate. <laughs> and I thought, do you know what? Let's just let's let's fight the trends. You Go know, on. let's 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 throw out on our own and not have a single apothecary in the army. So army, not one. So I'll I'll die horrifically. But I was going to say that will last about two games, and then yeah, you'll be straight on them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, come come the second day at come, uh, uh, yeah. Blood and Glory, when I go, Greg, can I just change my list? Yeah, can I just um, paint these? <laughs> I'll, I'll have them built and ready just in case. Yeah, very good. Uh, but I have no intention of of taking it them. So that's why I've got big three big squads of sixteen. Okay, fair enough. And then yes, yeah, so I've just got 12, 14, 14 marines still to build and they are the seven Dawnbreakers and the seven angels tears I hate, uh, do, you, do you i mean i genuinely have to really gird my loins to summon up 
the motivation to actually put Marines together. I don't know. Do you know I, what? I think because really I haven't done it for a long time, it wasn't too bad. Got you. I haven't built I, a Marine for two years, three years. Yeah. I always I find it quite tricky, though, wouldn't it? The arms, getting the arms right, always bugs the living bejesus out of me. But there we go. No, use a, use a strong adhesive and blow on it, and that tends to do it. Yeah, it's just, you know, getting... Sometimes I've always lived in this perpetual fear that I'm going to put the gun on the wrong... And the other hand won't quite reach. Well, See, because they're assault marines, they're all... Guns. Yeah, they no, they have, have separate hands. Uh, yeah. But wrong. I will have that problem with the Angel's Tears because I've got all of the assault cannons. Right. So I've the, the underslung mm-hmm. thing. So I've got that concern of yeah. getting the, the left hand across the body. Are yes. they Mark Fours? Uh, they are Mark Four. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, everything now is Mark Four. Yeah, because the uh, the Mark uh, anything other than Mark Four for for those underslung weapons is it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it does. You just try to do some jiggery pokery and scraping off of bottoms of arms. Yeah. The assault the assault marines are more mixed in their general. Um, the the marks of armor used, but the sort of special units. So, like my stand in Sanguinary Guard, my Angel's Tears and um, Dawnbreakers are all going to be in in Mark Four. So, have you used any of the forty k uh, Sanguinary Guard stuff? Uh, yeah, I've got the wings and things I'm going to use. Um, nice. I might use some of the legs, but I will be using some liquid green stuff or green stuff just to take out the cutouts on the kneecaps and the weird cross things on the kneecaps well, i mean it's still mark it's still mark four so yeah it's just um very artificial yeah i don't really like those so i was going to fill those in and i might use the um the face plane the face plane there oh death face masks. plates for because <laughs> i can't say it. yes as the death masks for the angel's tears Oh yeah, that would look really, really good. Yeah, no, just just silver them up, and then yeah. that But other than that, yeah, I haven't used. I have got the the sanguinary because I wanted to use some of the swords and things. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I sort of, I'm gonna build a command squad to go with my praetor, which will all be jump pack sanguinary guard, basically. Yeah, yeah. So fusing those bits and pieces up, but yeah, I'm just building the stuff that I need for blood and glory. Really, that's just get that ready because that's. Cool. Two months away at this point. Um, secured a secured a dread claw in a deal with Ben Greaves, which was good. That was a stroke of fortune. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just need to get two Zyphons at some point between now and November, and then that's that list sorted. Very nice. Looking forward yeah. to seeing that. Excellent. So what, what about yourself, Michael? How was your month? Uh, right. Well, I said I was going to uh paint. Um, the uh, walls, wall, wall of Martyrs kill zone. Um, uh, make a dent into the sector Slytherin uh, city uh, stuff, um, and some more Scottish Grahams terrain. And I, I kind of feel like I've achieved most of that. I just haven't got as much done as I would have liked because the beginning of the month was really difficult for me because I had some, uh, I had some horrible hand pains. Um, you know, my hands felt like they were like twice the size they were supposed to be i don't know if it was the heat or something but they weren't they weren't doing quite well at all and um yeah so i didn't get as much done as i would have liked but um i and obviously i was in dublin for a week but mm-hmm. i got the wall of martyrs kill zone done i took about three or four days to do that but i just used a really simple a simple scheme 
to get that done that I got off Warhammer TV. Uh, it's a bit different to my other Walter Martyrs kill zone, uh, not kill zone um, table, but I suppose right. they don't need to match because no. they're completely different tables. So yep. that's fine. Um, and um, so that was uh, three defense lines, uh, one from the kill zone and one from each of the kill teams, the the, the Necrons and the uh, and the Tau, and uh, one defense emplacement and one Imperial bunker. Very nice. So that's that's all painted up. Um, as I said, I got the dark green color on the walls of Sector Slytherin, and I built all the Scottish Graham's uh, scenery. Um, so I, I have added a couple of because uh, you know you hear me mention it the the Warhammer Conquest magazine. Uh, this couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago now they had the um, Hematrope reactors in issue. You got one. Uh, for an eight-pound issue, so two of them would cost you sixteen pounds for what's normally a uh, twenty. I think it's twenty-seven pounds for that kit now. Right. Wow. So um, I got another. I got. I bought four. I went to Forbidden Planet because um, they get them in. Uh, yep. I bought four of those issues, um, and um, two of those are going to the Sector Mechanicum Kill Zone, um, and two of those are going to Graham Scenery because it's a nice big piece of line of sight blocking terrain. Gotcha. So two of them. So they're they're quite nice. I'm pay- Conquest, pay- the gift that keeps on giving. We say it, it is, every month. It is. And I also got a. And I also had one last set of thermic plasma regulators. You know, seventeen pound fifty kit for seven ninety nine. So easy. Picked up one of them again. Nice. But got that on the table. That's washed. That's washed. It's just drying. It's washed. It's just drying at the minute. Um, and I'm gonna. I, I bought the um, terrain uh, from which I mentioned before from uh, Kill Team, the new Kill Team starter set. Um, and I'm adding that to the Sector Mechanicum kill, t- uh, kill zone that I've already got, with the hematrop reactors, with a couple more, th- with a couple of thermic plasma regulators, and I'm hoping that that's going to be a table's worth of terrain. Nice. It won't be the best for line of sight blocking, I don't think. No, but, but you know, there'll be enough pieces. There'll be at least two of the um, of the big sort of silo uh, terrains. There'll be uh, the hematrope reactors and there'll be the thermic plasma regulators. So it's not a massive amount of uh, line of sight blocking stuff because um, I think that's what, when it comes to that kind of stuff, that's people's biggest complaint that they don't block enough. You know, because it's not just... from me. <laughs> no, <laughs> ever said Graham, never. Oh no, there's no line of line of sight blocking. Yeah, but hopefully I'll get another table out of that. So okay, cool. That 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 at least that's the plan, you know. The, 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 uh, that'll that'll just mean that one more table than I had before, um, which is should, cool. Um, probably say Company of Legends sponsored by Conquest Magazine, because uh, quite a few tables seem to have come from that. Um, oh, well, uh, bits and bobs, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool, very cool. So uh, I said I'd paint my laser reapers for my solar auxiliary, uh, and basically I got so jeffed off with. Um, the so i had a tank commander with the vanquisher which on paper looks like a great anti-tank gun tank right mm-hmm. so strength i think strength nine or strength eight armor bane um give it a tank hunt give it the tank commander and you give it tank hunter as well but it's only one shot so and the amount of times this thing misses it's just depressing it's exactly the same phenomena as with the um what's the is it the venator, venator? Yep. Yeah, exactly the same principle applies to this tank as well. I.e., when you want that strength, high strength shot to hit that Spartan, and at least, at least 
stun it or something so it doesn't come you know drop that squad of horrible things out it never does right it'll just miss and it just kept missing and kept missing so i'm like right that's it you've had your chance so um but the problem with the solar auxiliary is that their um, artillery section you can no longer get it's a bit of a quandary so basically i bought the um laser destroyers i didn't put the space marine crew on i put some death corps of krieg artillery men on which was expensive but actually looks pretty good um and the ones that are sort of kneeling down look like they're actually firing the guns so um so i've got them finished so they were when i used them at the weekend uh they were very good actually and obviously being twin linked albeit ballistic skill uh three so they are hitting on fours um they were actually quite effective as michael will attest because they did shoot his glaive up a little bit um oh yeah uh, I didn't get any. Uh, I did actually take the Reaver out of the box to start building it, and then decided to do something else, <laughs> as you do. But I was pretty industrious this month, so um, I played. Like I said I painted the rapiers. I got them done. I think they're quite. They look okay. Quite good. Um, they go with the rest of the, the solar auxiliary army because I've used the quad mortars from the Death Corps Cree and artillery crew for those uh, for the quad rape quad, quad launcher rapiers. Because again, you can't get them for the poor old solar auxiliary. Um, so that's kind of fits. And I've actually got a Death Corps of Krieg um, command squad that I bought for my militia, which I've used as a command squad for my solar auxiliary. So I've kind of got a. The thing of the army was to sort of have. The, they were sort of mixed units from different things. So I've kind of kept that theme going. So anyway, lots of painting of those things, painting Death Corps of Krieg and painting these things. Got them done. They're okay. But also I wanted to try and run the Salamanders as allies for this event that we went to at the weekend. So I didn't actually have a great deal painted. Now, I bought the Salamanders uh, off a friend. The Fire Drakes, which there were 10 of, had been painted. They were okay. They, they lacked a little bit of detail. They were kind of just a sort of – they looked rugged for sure, and they were the right colour, but there wasn't a lot of detail on them. It was all sort of green, you know, like where there's they've got like tabards and things on them, and they've got scales and stuff that's supposed to match the shields and things. So I started having a go at them, but really what I needed to do was to get 10 Marines together to put them as a troop choice. So I built and painted this month, which was quite impressive for me. Hey. I got 10 salamanders <laughs> built and painted uh, for my tactical squads, uh, which I'm quite pleased with. They look like out okay. Uh, I got a Venerable Dreadnought painted. Um, I got a Sakaran Arcus painted, which was a bit Oops. of a hurry. Um, I got a Rhino um, painted, uh, which I had to strip back from another project. Uh, and I also stripped down some of my Iron Warriors figures that I wasn't using anymore. So namely, I think it's the Mark III command set guy with the Thunderhammer. Uh, and the I also had a Pre Praetor Tribune, which I've never really used with the, with the Iron Warriors. So I stripped those and painted them in Salamander's colours as well. Whew. So absolutely. Yeah, I was really busy this month. I, it, it, it went pretty quickly and I quite enjoyed painting the Salamanders. But they're one of these models that didn't really come together until the end so all the while sort of painting them for the first time i'm thinking these are going to look terrible um you know you're never really sure what the model's going to come out like so i don't do test models and no don't be ridiculous i just paint 10 of them at a time because <laughs> you know that's what you do but fortunately uh, the gamble paid off and the kind of scheme that i used seems to look okay i'm quite pleased with them as a whole so i've got quite a bit of salamander stuff now so um yeah it was been quite a month in that regard so, so that I was me. I thought the Salamanders looked really good. Yeah, I mean, the, 
like I said, I've got the color schemes okay. And obviously, once I've got to a point, I mean, let's face it, I am just dry brushing and then covering in wash, but this seems to look okay. So that's all good. So that was nice. me. So busy, what, busy bees. Yes. So there we go. So what about games played? Um, yeah, <clears throat> played, a, played quite a bit this month, haven't we? We have had a load of games this month. It's been a super busy month for games. Even so, I've done something. Goodness me. So go on, Chris. Go on. No, you guys can go first and get should we, should we say Crystal last? It, okay. Trust me, it's so long ago at this point. I, I need the time to remember what happened. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm well, just going to grab my phone because that's got the photos that I took on it. Okay. I'll go first then. I, um, I, I had a few games this month, uh, a couple of events, and I played one individual game against Graham. Yes, we went to Battle Bunker, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And that was fun. You got a speeding... Was it that time you got a speeding ticket? Yes, it was. Thank yes, you, you got a speeding ticket. And, uh, yeah, that was... Good uh, Lord. What's this? Sorry, I, I missed that section of the conversation. I had a speeding ticket. <laughs> Graham got a speeding ticket picking me up. Indeed. Oh, I have to go on a speed awareness course. You I put that through the other day. Well... I oh, shan't, I shan't tell the rest of the family, Graham, but I'm sure they'll all be very disappointed. Um, better, better than the points. <laughs> <laughs> yes, better than the points, like you say. But anyway, you, you thought you were going to get them, didn't you? I did think I'd already been on a speed awareness course a few years ago. Obviously, it's it was outside of the. I know a life of crime. Though, do we need right? to, to? Do we need to have an intervention? <laughs> intervention. Yeah, do we, we need to get everyone together and uh, yeah, sit you down, and have a chat, and tell like, you why we love you. Well, yeah, but up here it's like Grand Theft Auto, mate. You know, so. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Um, anyway, particularly so, where Michael lives, yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, so you're too concerned to slow down in case exactly. someone jumps you. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we had a game. Uh, I took uh, Death Guard um, yes. against Graham's uh, Solar Auxilia, um, and, it, and and he made me promise not to take the Typhon. I did make you promise. That's true. I did, and I didn't take it. You didn't take Typhon, uh, and I should have took the Typhon. <laughs> <laughs> um it was a fun game but uh, i think it was it was quite close i think my again the, do you the, feel like you were power gamed michael was that you know psychologically no no to, to be fair graham's militia army is, is solar auxilia it's very tank heavy and that is always going to be a problem for for a lot of for a lot well for my particular army uh and for a lot of armies because there's just that many tanks that you've got to deal with i mean what's the front arm of a lehman russ again 14 Yes, yep. it is. It's a lot. It's a lot to get through. And when there's uh, how many were on the table? Four or five of them. Six. A, I think there might be five of them. Just a man's lust for armor. No, yeah, no there's, a, at this there's point. a lot. There's a lot of there's a, that's a lot of armor to get through. And I had what two land raiders, um, a, 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 a Laz cannon, um, contemptor. Yeah, you okay. know, okay, fair I did. I did all right, but it was getting there. I could t- I could do a do a job on them with close combat, but it was getting there. I think um, that was the thing is with the solo. You're right. You can stack. There's a number of ways of playing them, I mean, and you can stack up with tanks um, to try and bolter your thing. But when you're dying in droves to heavy bolters and heavy flamers, it is slightly depressing, to be fair. So you do tend to want to try and insulate your no, no, guys as much as possible. That's the way the army plays, and that's fine. I mean, that's 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 a problem I have with a lot of armies I build. I don't take enough and uh, anti-tank, and I knew I was playing you. And I should have brought something with more anti tank, but uh, yeah. it's something that's it's something that's desperately lacking in pretty much every army I have. Is I don't really concentrate on a, on mass anti tank because I don't tend to face it a lot. Other you know than when I, I'm playing you, I think the best anti tank unit in the game is what I think three um, 
Vindicators, laser destroyer arrays. Yeah, but that would mean I'd have to buy them. You do have to buy them, obviously, but I genuinely <laughs> think they are. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they are pretty tough, actually, then, to be fair. And they're not I, that expensive. I, mean, I might but, have one kicking around somewhere unless I've already offloaded it to... Oh, I need one. Do you? No, you I might have, no, I give you one already. You did, yeah, you did, yeah, actually. Yeah. I think that was. Yeah, they are, got... I think they're a great tank because, you know, they three, you can get them firing effectively nine shots, strength nine, AP one, ordnance, side armor against a land raider or a um, Spartan, and you're probably going to do it. So uh, that would be my advice, Michael. Obviously, that does involve using tanks, which, you know, take it or leave it, really. So, yeah, but I do know what you mean. I mean, I, I think it's kind of a given, regrettably, that if like, you're playing me, there's probably a good chance there will be at least more than one, you know, N plus one tanks, really. Yeah, I should have said sod it, I'm bringing the Typhon Graham. You know, I think it would have... I mean, I didn't bring a super heavy, did I? But I did. You're right. I had quite a lot of just. I, lemon. I think, it wouldn't. Have, I it wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have made that mega difference. I would have lost so much in other areas. I don't think it would have been the the, the be all and end all. Um, I, I would have pretty struggled against that, to be honest with you. But yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, but it, it's it was an interesting game. I didn't lose by that many points. You didn't. No, no it was quite close. It was quite close. It was close. Uh, I mean, I was. I mean, uh, at that point, my Praetor and my. Um, um, my death, my grave wardens. Uh, by the end of the game, had gotten right into your grill, and yeah. were it's a, it's a very it's... apt place for them to be against the tank army. Yes, they were making a right mess. Actually, well, uh, they 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 got past the tanks, and yeah. they were into the, and they were into his lines, and they were just and they were just eating his uh, his uh, command section. So poor fellas didn't have a, didn't um, stand a chance. Yeah, they didn't stand a chance. They were just falling in their droves yeah. to oh, to my command section. It was yeah. um, it was kind of brutal. Um, I think I... Can't remember what mission we played now. Uh, neither could I. <laughs> sure, it's been right, that long ago. Down. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But yeah, that was a that was a good game. Uh, yeah. And then we went to doubles at Heaton. Yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was that yesterday. Was... No. No, that was some... that, that was, was a couple of weeks back, a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. So seven hundred and fifty points uh, per person. Yes. Um, and it was doubles, and um, they said it's a heresy event we missed a heresy tournament event out of oh there. yes i remember hearing about this now. um and it was um i think we clearly took the i mean we definitely went with the point of view oh it's heresy it's going to be nice and gentle it's going to be fun 750 points no problem we'll, we'll take something we'll take something fun to play with so graham what did you bring again graham i brought solo auxiliary without solo any things. tanks because <laughs> thanks, yeah because of the tanks if you had a tank you'd give two victory points away for just having a tank, yeah. basically. I which brought seemed weird. Yeah, I brought all infantry, um, ultramarines. Yeah. So uh, I think I brought so I had, quad quad guns. Yeah. I had, th- I had three, two or three scoring units, but it was all you know fairly chaff like and not particularly competitive. Yeah, same as mine. Mine was ten breaches, uh, ten veteran. Sorry, ten um, tactical marines, a champion. And um, some Invictus Suzerain. Yes, they, Invictus they, Suzerain. I was hoping more from them. If I'm completely truthful, with you, Michael. <laughs> um, they did all right, but when the lists we came up of the first list, we had Custodes with one of their big tanks, and yeah. um, White Scars with jet bikes and speed. Yes, and so, a fire so, horrible and, combination, and a, and a, and a, and a fire, fire actor. Actor, yeah. and it was just like, 
Right. What are we doing here? Um, yeah, we didn't really have a lot to do, to do with this. I mean, we couldn't do a great deal. The custodies, the custodies got into our lines. We just couldn't shoot them enough, and they were just laughing off any kind of damage that we gave them. Um, the fire raptor we did bring down with um, snap fire against it with, I think, quad with mortars. my quad mortars. Yeah, yeah, using shatter shells, mortars, which are great so. for that. But um, yeah, that was all we could do really. I mean, there was it's in, what is interesting actually is when you go to play at other clubs is how some rules get morphed. So if you play as many places as we do, you'll find that almost what happens is somebody set a rule at some point in the dim and distant past, and it's become fact. And it's only when you go to there and go, actually, that's not how that rule is, um, <laughs> that that you you know you that people go, oh yeah, I hadn't realised because a lot of time you don't, you just you know somebody shows you how to play it and they said that's the rule. So we had a little bit of a discussion, um, and I got the names of the chaps who played, and they were lovely fellas to play against, by the way. Um, I think one of them was Ed. Ed. Yeah, that's it. So he was very good. And, and I've played Ed before. I think he's been to our events. So he's a really nice fella. But anyway, I, they've been using the strategic, one of the warlord traits, which basically says you can take one of your units and redeploy it from reserve onto the battlefield on turn one. Okay. I forget which the particular warlord trait or whatever it is that it is. And you could choose, you could pick your warlord traits in this in particular tournament. You'd have to roll for them. You could just pick one. Um, and what they were saying is, well, actually, OK, I've got a fire raptor in reserve and I'm going to bring it in on turn one on the board. And I was like, are you sure? It's like, yep, it's totally legit. I was like, I'm sure it isn't legit. You know, this, this um, something is in the back of my mind is nagging at me that this might not be quite right. But I didn't have my rule book with me, which was a mistake. Um, so I just went, oh, yeah, you know, you, 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 it makes sense if that's what you say it can do. Bring it in from reserve. Why you go? Um, and that's how they've been playing it, right? In the club for however long. But there is a very um, particular section in the in the rules that says you cannot bring a flyer on turn one, regardless. If even if it says you can, you just can't. And that's actually in the flyer section. So I didn't know that at the time, but it didn't make any difference, to be fair. And also, um, he was very nice in the way that he. Some people will play the. Which, which is another sort of rule query. The turrets, the side turrets on a fire raptor is an age old debate. Um, now, I know that myself and Michael play it, that it can't fire forward, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the guns themselves don't go that far. Yeah, no, they, they're, they're arced out to the sides, aren't they? Yeah. They're... Yeah. But some people play it that they're turrets, right? Or they're side sponsors, and therefore they've got 180 degrees complete rotation which they clearly haven't because the things don't go, they don't go yeah. that far. Well, rules are written, they do. But I don't think they are, to be honest I with you. I don't think they should, but rules are written, they do. Well, do they say they're turrets? I don't know. Turret mountain, yes. I suppose it does say, doesn't it? But yeah. The thing is, then why, so does that mean that they could shoot completely the other opposite direction, you know, through the fire raptor itself? Makes no sense, right? Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's, it's an age-old debate. Anyway, I've actually asked this in the FAQ heresy to say, can you clarify this because it's been going on for ages but anyway he didn't have to um because that's how they play it they play it that it fires forward you know we did say are you sure about that and they said well that's how we play it here but you know ed was like okay look let's not play it that way we'll play it you know as if it can only fire the arc of the guns which was very nice of them particularly as it was actually a tournament rather than a sort of event yeah jolly little weekend thing but anyway they slaughtered us um so that was the <laughs> I think we, we tried very hard. When you're playing with a inferior force, because we were, 
you have to really try every trick in the book, really. It does make you think a lot. I yeah. will give it that, and that's quite I quite that, like playing the solo. That was the that was the game. I think we were clo- we were closer Closest. to doing anything. And yeah. um, second game we played, Will said Trone, Citron, and I can't remember his uh, colleague's name. Hold on, let me see. Was it Paul? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, no, that's um, Throne of Skulls. Uh, here we go. Uh, so it was, was it Cesar? William? Cesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cesar. Yeah. yeah. So this was an armoured breakthrough. Who brings an armoured breakthrough? Um, I don't know, Graham Mills. <laughs> <laughs> should, have brought, should have brought Should have taken it, yeah. Uh, anyway, armoured breakthrough. Uh, two Punishers. Not Punishers. What are the ones with the Gatling guns? They are? The Punisher, yeah. Yeah, Punishers. Yeah, Parker's A Sikaran HQ. Um, two just Predators with Predator cannons. And I think that was about it uh, on that side. And the other guy had Sons of Horus. Yep. With a Dreadclaw, mm-hmm. if I remember rightly. Um, absolutely annihilated us. Uh, they they did, a, did a number. We they, they outranged us. They outgunned us. I think I had... You know, we just had nothing in. Once the quad mortars were gone, that was the only thing that could actually damage them, really. And yep. they just blew us off the table in fairly short order. Um, we didn't really have anything to reply on that one, but it was yep. a good, good enough game. Um, can, I, can I make my snobby comment now? Depends, really. Oh, well, apologies. Let me just put a disclaimer before you do. Uh, you know, just not say this is not the views of Edge of Empire. This is just Michael Bottrell's <laughs> own particular uh, slant on things. Right, off yes. you pop. Will, paint your models. Yeah, that's a fair point, Mike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I admit, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a, he works nights. He does it's work. hard um, to, to, to get that done. So um, yes. we know Will, he comes, he used to come down to the Durham Club until he, he, got, until he passed his uh, lorry driving horse. Yep. So anyway. um, but yeah, so he, uh, yeah, he works nights, but his army was unpainted. It, it was. That is true. Um, but anyway, there we go. There were no, uh, the, other guy, there were... the other guy get confusing me because some of his models were modelled up as uh, salamanders. Or was that the next one? Possibly. Possibly. One of them was modelled up. One of them was modelled salamanders, uh, but there was something else. I hadn't noticed that, to be fair. Um, so anyway, armour breakthrough. The mission was, uh, I think it was just getting to deployment zone stuff. Yes, um, I think we managed to stop the tanks, but it didn't matter because we just got shot off the board. Um, we lost that one 14-6. Um, we lost the first one 6-4-2. So, um, but weirdly enough, that was War of Lies, the first one, and they rolled minus five. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did, and then, and then we rolled a minus five. We, we rolled minus three, and we only had, I think we had oh, one yeah, objective yeah. at the end or something. So we could yeah. have got a draw with some extreme luck, but, I mean, minus five on the... Um, War of Lies role is really unlucky anyway, so they yeah, yeah. should have got more score. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Um, no, that second game was that second game was was a bloodbath. I think we did hold them at bay with your uh, with your quad mortars. They, they were definitely man of the match because obviously with um, Sunder, so tank hunter on them, effectively there's, there's something to worry about. But strength eight, they've got no AP as such, so you're not going to blow tanks up. You're just going to you know um, kind of wear them down with. Um, you know, glancing yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just sort of nicking off those hull points, isn't it? Just yeah. turn by turn and hoping. Yeah, I mean, I did have the termite. I remember I've got the termite, and I had a squad of um, uh, storm section in the in the in that, which did pop out at the back and take. Oh, out yeah, didn't that take out one of the predators? predators. Was it? Yeah, oh predators. predators. 
can't yeah, take yeah. out the punishers because they're all armor 12 so yeah but that did all right guns. yeah but they died the next turn like in a horrible fashion um, and last game was alpha legion and mm, good question <laughs> it was time to insert army here it was daniel and luke i know that much and uh, Daniel Christens. I can't remember what the second army was. That might have been the Sons of Horus that were Salamanders. Okay. There might have been Salamanders, actually. Yes, because it was in Rhinos. It was in yes. Rhinos. Yes, it was. Or there were so, Sons of Horus that were Salamanders. I can't remember. Which anyway, it was, it, was it was another a Marine army. And so sure enough, we lost that one as well. So uh, we actually managed, for the first time in my game-playing career, to come last, Mr. Michael Bottrell, Esquire. Uh, now, you will have probably seen on the, uh, if you look at the Facebook page, Michael has a already uh, a living room full of wooden spoons. I've got four. <laughs> I've got four wooden spoons, okay? Four wooden spoons that he hasn't bought for culinary purposes, but has been awarded for finishing at the bottom of the pile, as it were. Do they make the chilies taste nicer when you make them? I mean, <laughs> do they make them a bit bitter or do they, you know? Well, the, that one will, because obviously it's got the salty tears of my failure. Your, your rage. <laughs> yeah, pretty, Graham was pretty, pretty bitter. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, to be honest, I'm surprised you're still talking. That's the thing. I, that and playing, you know, yesterday I, against each other. It wasn't that, I wasn't that bitter, to I, be fair. I, 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 I was concerned that this recording wasn't going to happen. No, I mean, was... we, we we went in thinking it's going to be it's going to be a yeah. heresy event. Um, we missed off the word tournament. Uh, maybe it's because we just didn't expect it. Um, and uh, there was a, and we took a knife to a gunfight, as it were. Um, no, for next time, you know, when we go play there, we need to take something that's much more, um, you know, it's got a little bit more power to it. You're right. I mean. To be fair, I think I played that last year, but it wasn't doubles. Um, and it was quite a high meta at that point. In fact, I took, didn't take Armour Breakthrough, but I took... Um, what did I? Yeah, I did take Armour Breakthrough. Or did you not take your nasty infantry? No, I took, yeah, I took Iron Warriors, but not the I took an Armoured Breakthrough list, I think. But anyway, um, that wasn't the doubles one. So, but I, you know, I knew it was quite high. But, you know, I, I think I was expecting... 750 is hard to get a decent force yeah. out of, really. Um, and I think, you know, we managed it. The Caesarean probably needed something to get them where they needed to go, I think was the problem. Caesarean were way too expensive for 750 if we were trying to be competitive. Yeah. Um, I think Fire Raptor, very good idea. Um, there, there's lots of ideas for 750 if that kind of thing is done again. Um, to be honest, I'd probably just I think if you post Odies because they've got the bit with a tank because that's got the biggest yeah. bang for your buck. 750 points of custodies, so that's. I mean, he basically had the tank and three guys. Yeah, he only, had to, he only had to take one troop choice, so... Oh, okay. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, good fun. Um, and I enjoyed the week. And I've got to say, I enjoyed the evening. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I didn't really mind losing. That's part of the course. Um, so, but it was an interesting and unique experience, which was all, always good, I think. So that was that one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was fairly chilled. It was competitive, but it was chilled out. Nice. Nice group of people down there, anyway. So yeah, yeah. The, Heroes, the Heaton Club are always a always a good piece. But good people. I mean, it's you know, I I miss living in Newcastle for for that club. Mm. Um, it's, it's one of the reasons why uh, you know if I could go back and live in Newcastle right now, I would. But there I don't. Think the, I don't think the girls would go for it. So gotcha. Plus, it's very expensive. It is expensive. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. so what what else did you play? I've got a couple of games, but so do you want to talk uh, about? Yes, I'll shield. Or shall yesterday. I talk about it? Okay. Uh, do you want to talk through your games first? I will, yeah. Your other so, games, and then we'll talk yeah, about the South Shields together. <laughs> Very good. So I had, I had quite a lot of games, actually. I had a bit of time off uh, with, uh, from holidays and stuff. So um, I had a game versus Paul's, Paul's Wolves at Durham. Is that Paul Briggs? Paul Briggs Wolves, yeah. Good fun, oh, as always. Okay. And he brought his knight, and I brought my knight, and we had a little bit of a night off, which was very cool. Uh, I brought a gallant, and I think he brought a paladin. Um, so I basically took my solo auxiliary, but I chucked a, a knight in there for, for good measure. Um, that was a really good fun game as well. Uh, I think I might have just won that one. Uh, it was pretty close, but I think um, like the, sometimes the tanks work very well, particularly the plasma tanks. I think it was one of those occasions that, that actually worked well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was also the first time I used the um, rapiers, and they were definitely a really good anti-tank unit as well, kept things at bay. We had a very good army, played it very well. Um, but I think it, we were doing the first mission from Company of Legends. Because oh, um, yeah. we keep, want to keep trying to play test that, because when we did it in March, it was it was... One, if you were attacker or defender, basically had a very big advantage in one of those scenarios. Um, so yeah, we've changed how that mission plays out. It's just about okay now. I'm thinking about changing it slightly still, but it, it certainly plays better. It's it's fairer now that you. It's not an auto win if you pick one side or the other now. Anyway, that's something. Good. So that's good. Yeah. Um, like. So the other one that I had was I also had a game against John um, John Dermondy, of course, uh, at Battle Bunker, and that was against his Mechanicum. Um, so oh, yeah, I, I new, caught you at the end of that one. Yeah, his new his new army um, that he's been putting together for Company of Legends, amongst other things, uh, including our good friend Mr. Scoria and uh, uh, Macarod Explorator with um, Rad Cleansers, you know, the Flashbane oh, yeah, AP3 yeah, Torrent Flamers. Yeah, absolutely uh, evil. Um and uh, I think I just about, he also had some very nicely painted. I thought, uh, uh, what are those called? Armages, three of those. Oh yeah, yeah, the armages. They look. Which nice. I thought were nice. They're not overly powerful. Um, they're a nice unit though. Um, so, yeah, he's got so he's got three. I think he's got three or four squads of phalax, um, which I know all about. Obviously, uh, Chris having played them, um, Scoria is always a, a monster to deal with, um, and he put him in the explorator. Um, and I'm trying to think what else he's got in his army. Those um, uh, armagers, um, Ursarax as well with the power fists, and we know how good they are, Chris. Um, they, will, they are, they are absolutely they will brilliant. Sort anyone out, really. And they did. Uh, they certainly did a number <laughs> on me, me and my tanks <laughs> for sure. Um, lack of strength, ten men. You know, it was difficult to kill them. Yeah, absolutely. For, for me, um, so they were real toughies. So yeah, once they got into my lines, I was in all sorts of bother, and of course, Scoria lurking. There's no way you're going to stop him. That's not a place you want to be with him sort of no. lying in wait at the back just to... Yeah, no, this was the first time I used this, the um, uh, Salamanders. So this was the first time I used the Fire Drakes with the Warmonger to deep strike, which seems to work okay, and the um, just the uh, single uh, tactical squad. Uh, I think I used the Arcus as well, so I had quite a lot of firepower coming back yeah. in. As well but as quite an expensive fire track squad. I didn't get... But it's the, the toughness fire... and all, all yeah. those mechanical units is going to do it, isn't it? That's the thing. Yes, every time. 
they're really tough. So anyway, good game. Um, I think I might have just pipped that one as well. So, so that was my two non-event games. Lots of, I'd say busy as anything this month. So yesterday we went to um, South Tyneside um, to the club there for their annual heresy event. So um, talk us through the first cup game then, Michael. Uh, the first game? Oh, what did we play? Shatterstrike. Shatterstrike it was, yeah. Yeah, Shatterstrike. And it was the um, ambush deployment. Yeah, it was. Goodness, so that was tough. That was fun. I was glad I drew to not go in the middle. Um, <laughs> I played oh, Ambush Sol- is the one that we don't like, isn't it? Yes. Nobody likes Ambush. Yeah. I played uh, Solar Auxilia, uh, the guy who won both the uh, Loyalist Wooden Spoon and the best painted army. I have to say, it's a beautiful painted army. Seriously, every time I play Solar Auxilia, I come away thinking, I should do a Solar Auxilia army. Um, I mean, there are a few bits and bobs that have been secreted away over the years. <laughs> so one day I will do a Solar Auxilia army. Um, it's just, you know, depends when. Can um, you just, uh, when you reveal that, can you just say to the girls that we knew nothing about it? Because yeah, we don't, you know, it's, it's, it, it, I don't it, get shouted at again. They're hidden in play- When did you get shouted at? Was it the custodies? <laughs> no, no, we were so we were, many times where where we have been embroiled in a. Um, you know, Michael said that it was okay to buy this because you guys told him it was fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> happened a couple of times. <laughs> to encourage me, which how? <laughs> Just by existing. Just by, yeah. <laughs> uh, there have been times when you have said yes buy it do you know what michael uh, that is like one of those weird and yeah you used well, to hear uh, this guy used to hear voices basically what happens is you walk past us when we're in a shop right and you're thinking <laughs> go oh yeah great that's a great idea i'll go and buy that and i've like oh, i said nothing i haven't even opened my mouth you just you just hear what you want to hear mr bottle you nice. have the call of the call of the of the lovely plastic yeah well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair that doesn't sound good at all i keep my stuff in or I keep my stuff awfully. Um, I just put them in boxes. <laughs> um, uh, I do, no foam or anything. So I'm terrible. So everyone's going to go. Um, but as long as I can fit the stuff in the boxes that uh, or existing armies are in, mm. uh, I can pretty much get away with it. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. You. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so don't. So the, so so I'm going to get loads of emails about um, the way I keep my army now, aren't I? Mm, yeah. Yeah. They're literally just. In boxes, just placed in there. Shocking. I do. I mean, I, I've I got a Grey Knights army in my in the loft that uh, is just loose, and I've picked that box up and literally thrown it at least once. <laughs> yeah, they're just loose like that. But I do try and keep them well, uh, and I've had no damages or anything. So um, I keep my figures in foam, but I keep my tanks in boxes. I yeah. should keep them in foam. I just don't have the room for the foam. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, come on. And anyway, um, yeah. So my first game was really good for me i was able to get my um i mean i put a battle report up on the page yes, using nice. the, uh, the app uh, but basically i was able to get into his uh i took word bearers mm-hmm. i got into i got straight up to it I, I i put my um spartan right up against his um up against his line i mean he had a few tanks i think he had six tanks yep six uh six lehman rosters and two dracosians Seems like an acceptable number of tanks. It's about the minimum. So it was tough. <laughs> um, and basically, I, I was able to get into his lines pretty quickly. Um, yeah, because the distance between the edge of the deployment zone for ambush and the attacker's lines is about six inches. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I was able to get into him quite quickly. Uh, assaulted a Dracosian in turn one uh, with Terminators and killed that. Summoned a bunch of demons because, you know, that. Why not? That's yeah. my style. I brought in some plague bearers and uh, blood letters and basically started summoning them. You're using uh, the demons of the rune storm for that, or the no? I was just using the rule book demon ones. rules. Yeah, uh, okay. I just use the rule book demon rules now because yep. I haven't I haven't really familiarised myself with the demons of the rune storm rules yeah. yet. So yeah. um, before I start playing around with them, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna get familiar with them. So I just yep. brought them in. So they had the generic plague bearers mm. had the feel no pain five up. Yeah, and uh, and uh, bloodletters had rage. Now the demons didn't do much except stop his uh, stop his uh, uh, last section doing anything. Right. Um, for the whole game, I just his infantry dissolved under uh, you know under demon and demonic and uh, you know except for one apothecary or medic or whatever who just stayed. He was being attacked by like twenty plague bearers and uh, ten bloodletters right. in combat with them, and he just managed to make every single save. What a hero! What and a it was hero. just like what. Um, <laughs> so that was that was fun, and um, yeah, so just couldn't destroy enough tanks didn't have enough anti-tank to, to deal with six lehman rusts and two dracosians got one dracosian destroyed um one dracosian took off a whole point with my xiphon which didn't come in until turn four um my contemptor was good he he, he sort of neglected to um watch my contemptor mortis with twin uh carries and it mm. snuck around the back of some of his uh lehman rusts and just shot them both to death which it will do because yeah. i'm so, turn on the back so yeah, so it was a good game. Uh, I enjoyed it. Really, did good you point. win it? Really good important. I did win it. Yeah. Um, sixteen two. Nice. Nice. So, That's a good result. Convincing. Yeah. So so my defense of the spoon because I won the spoon in that event <laughs> last year. Um, it's it's got gone. A bad after, after a rocky start. Yeah. Start. Yeah. It couldn't fit any more in the in the cupboard full of spoons. So second game. So shall I talk about my first game then? So yep. yeah, so Shatterstone like it was ambush. Luckily I got the role to see if I could go where I wanted to deploy. There's no way I'm going in the middle because I was playing against word bearers. So they're just gonna be I was like, mm, go in the middle. I've got a defensive force, as you know, Chris will attest is my one trick pony. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I thought, well, maybe I could, you know, do a last stand and just shoot a thing as it comes in. But I knew that I didn't want them anywhere near me to to be able to charge me in the first turn. Um, that would be, you know, once you get crazy um, rage-induced marines into your backline for my army. That's you mean world, world, world eaters? You were playing? Well. Yes, there was world eaters. Yeah, yeah they yeah. just absolutely just would absolutely destroy me. So I d- chose to uh, let him deploy first in the circle of death, as it were. So uh, I was playing against a chap called Connor. He's a very nice guy. I played him before. Oh um, yeah, I know Connor. Yeah, and, and he had. Well, like I say, they had uh, World Eaters. He had, uh, from memory, he had an assault, big assault squad, um, mm-hmm. fairly big assault squad. He had Khan with a load of um, Terminators. In fact, there were a load of Red Butchers in a Spartan. Um, he had some two tactical squads, obviously, with chain axes and whatnot, um, and two Medusas. So a, a mixed bag there. So... Uh, and I have, you always have a decision with the ambush deployment as to whether you split your force between the two ends or whether you just go with one end and hope to you know deal the maximum damage um, from that one end and then try and do what you need to do. As I had to just get into his deployment zone, I was fairly confident that if I could keep the 
three or four scoring units that I've got alive, I could probably just about hold it if I could keep him out of my deployment zone. As luck would have it, I had an awful lot of firepower. So uh, first turn, the Spartan moved forward, and uh, Khan and his cohort uh, wanted to try and charge my gun line because I had a gun line at the back with all of the rapiers and the uh, quad launchers ready, ready to go. And um, it was it was a it was a just about a possible charge. He had a nine inch charge to make. Khan also rerolls missed failed charges, so it was fairly you know fairly lucky. It was a good reasonable gamble to take, which he took. Unfortunately, two t- two attempts didn't get enough to actually get into close combat. So Khan was kind of out of the spot and, and exposed. I had a number of tanks in that area. Well, no, the tanks were on the other side of the board shooting the rest of his army up, but I had a number of things that I could do, which was, of course, I had two tat- tactical command squads, both of which have got Strategoses, and both of Strategoses have got orbit bombardments. And those orbit bombardments are strength 9 AP2, so they're really good, Yeah, particularly against a grouped-up set of Terminators. Yeah, that's gonna, what he had. That's going to sting on, on, on both fronts, unfortunately. Yeah. So and that's exactly what happened. Unfortunately, um, both of them managed to hit, and they just took out sh- you know shelf loads of terminators, and and eventually got Khan with some other shooting as well. So I managed to fight that back. Um, the Spartan remained alive. It was a difficult thing to get through. Um, tried shooting it with some haywire grenades. I think I might have got one one hole point off it, but not a lot. Um, I managed to get the in my turn the. Um, uh, termite came up um, and shot the Medusas to bits because obviously the guys got out with their strength five guns, 20 strength five guns into the back of the Medusas, took the whole squad out. So that was them done as well. Um, so from there on in, I kind of outgunned him and he was stuck in the middle. And it really was from that point on quite difficult for him to get anything back. He did manage to get his assault squad into my um, LAS rifle section uh, with two guys um, and I think we may have charged with like four, but it only took two guys to go through an entire kind of 20 man LAS rifle section eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty devastating. The tactical squads are really great for world eaters because the sheer number of attacks on that first charge um, is pretty devastating. Um, you know, you've got four or five attacks per model um, with on the charge, which is a lot um, you know, against solar auxiliary, for example. Once yes. I did get the um, – in the second turn, I got the fire drakes came on. And because I've got a nuncio box in the uh, squad with um, the fire, with the um, storm section, it means that I can use that nuncio box because they're sworn brothers um, to use the nuncio box so that the fire drakes don't scatter. So basically the tactic was get the um, termite to come up somewhere useful, get the squad out. They have to be out for the, for the nuncio box to work. Um, hope they can they can weather a round of whatever fires back at them, and then the next round, if I'm lucky, the fire drakes come in and they don't scatter, which actually worked really well. So lots of fighting. Um, did lose quite a lot of fire drakes, it must be said, and in the end, the solo auxiliary squad had to help out the fire drakes to keep them alive, which was slightly ironic. Um, but in the end, I managed to, to, to eke a victory um, out of that one as well. And that's had quite a few scoring units in there in the end. So that was the first one. So yeah, a good fun game though, um, as always against Connor. And that's a really nicely army armies put together in terms of the world eaters. So that was me. So what about your second game, Michael? Uh, my second game I played, uh, I think it was Paul. He was the eventually the loyalist winner. 
um, and he had salamanders. Now, mm. these salamanders were tough as nails. A lot of infantry. Now, I saw the list and I was like, right, this game would be perfect for my glaive because you could take one, ward of, uh, one Lord of War and you could use it in one game. Mm. But the board was not good for the glaive. Right. I couldn't move it anyway. It was that jungle board at the bottom. Oh, goodness, yeah. Couldn't move it. Too dense. So I had to say, right, no, can't take it. But there was just so much infantry. Um, the Venator knocked up me, me, um, uh, you know, me, uh, uh, Spartan quite quickly. Mm. That got immobilized. So my Terminator in Catapractory Army had to leg it. Um, uh, jet bikes just took out my, um, my, uh, uh um, Volkite Culverin squad. Um, in general, it was just not great for me. Uh, it was a, it was a really, it was it, the 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 cover he had for his infantry meant that my guys couldn't get any 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 shots in, um, and yeah, it was uh, it was quite brutal. It was the mission where you um, select a unit. Yeah, and, blood feud. Yeah, blood feud. Um, so you know, I brought in demons and demons and demons, and of course, he had selected uh, infantry, so I was just giving him three points. My librarian kept rolling mishaps and ended up killing himself um after only getting on 30 demons right. um but yeah it was a it was a tough old game um and yeah yeah fairly fairly good but it was quick it was quick and brutal gotcha um yeah but the jet bikes just couldn't de- couldn't deal with them um they they just somehow managed to keep you know j- uh, you know uh making their their their, their uh, armor saves because uh, i just had demons attacking them uh ashen circle didn't do a thing oh no it was actually the action the ashen circle did all right when they got to attack um when their attacks didn't miss all the time gotcha um because my dice seemed to abandon me the first game my dice the new age of empire dice which i mm. love um i think i've got one of yours here graham by the way oh cool um yeah um they um they did really really well on my first game my second game they just abandoned me um, you know, and I rolled like ones for my entire attacks with the Ashton Circle when they charged in. It was just like two attacks. Yeah, not good. I mean, this was also this was hammer and anvil deployment. This one as well, wasn't it? So it yeah. was a long ways, long, ways. long, 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 long way to yeah, long way to go. So I mean, he just kept. I mean, I deep struck my Galval back uh, and an assault squad in, but they had an entire army that just turned on them. Um, yeah. it was all infantry. So gotcha. I think it was one Land Raider, a Sakara and Venator, uh, jet bikes, and a. Um, uh, contempt or with large cannons. Gotcha. So, yeah. Brutal, brutal list. Um, yeah, couldn't do a thing. But, gotcha. yeah, so I lost that one big time. Okay. Well, my second game was against Alex, and this was playing against um, an army that I'd never played against before, which was Night Lords. So, obviously, as normally I play traitors, so I don't get to play things like Night Lords very often. In fact, never played them before. Up until this game, so he had uh, this was hammer and deployment. The board we had was a, was slightly weird. Had a, quite a lot of sort of rock formations uh, at either end, uh, and in the middle there was a large kind of uh, ruined fort that was line of sight blocking, and that was pretty much it. Um, and the objective on this one, uh, like Michael said, was blood feud. So um, I think he picked infantry um, for his choice because obviously I've got the two command squads i've got the hq um commander i've got uh, at least two well two infantry squads in the salamanders and three in the um 
side auxiliary as well as those, you know, plus the tech marine squad is also infantry. So there's lots of points to be had in blood feud against my army. Um, but because he had to try and come and get to me, I knew he had, he would have to move, um, to get what he wanted. I just knew that I could deploy quite a far, far way back and let him do all the work. Um, cause he had no choice really. Um, so obviously he's bringing forward. I chose tanks because I thought actually it's easier to blow up rhinos than it is to blow up to kill some of these big squads. He had sort of assault squads, um, had a Praetor and, and things like that. Um, he had two Arcuses as well. He had some, he had a scimitar, not scimitar, um, javelin, um, that was all your, all your favorite my, things, my favorite things in the world. So, um, yeah, all, all of that was there, but he had a long way to go. Um, and so really it was a question of me sitting back, just basically unleashing huge amounts of firepower as things came to me because they had to, to try and kill me. Um, but I just had so much firepower. He couldn't get really get close. Um, I did do the same trick again with the, um, using the storm section in the termite to get out, um, shoot some things and blow up a rhino. I think they did. Um, and then wait to hopefully for the next turn for the fire drakes to come on. Um, which they duly did. It, the actual squad themselves managed an incredible feat of survival for that first turn um, because they got shot by quite a lot of the um, Night Lords, and including a failed charge, which was hugely lucky on my part, um, from a big like 20-man squad assaulting them, which obviously gave me time to get the fire drakes in. Talent for murder as well, Yes, they? they do. So they, if they outnumber you, they get plus one, or they get plus one to... Um, hit, don't they? And plus one to wound as well, I think. Or something. Yeah. So really good squad if you've got big, big units going against smaller units. Um, but unfortunately for Alex, it was a really good game, actually. It was probably the best game I had of the weekend, to be fair. I really enjoyed this oh, one. Oh, cheers. Well, <laughs> of course, you know, a game against you is always fun, Michael. But, you know, it'd be unfair of me to say <laughs> my favourite game was yours when there were other people to choose from because it was good fun. Um he kind of got to a point in the game where he knew no matter what he did, he probably couldn't win it. Um, but he took it in very good sport, you know, very good. Um, you know, we, we had a good laugh about it. You know, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, he was like, you know, I probably can't do anything. Here. I'm getting absolutely shot to death, but we had good fun. And we were kind of like, you know, uh, hoping for the other person to do well. You see what I mean? There was kind of that sort of camaraderie thing, which I was like, you know, where he's going, go on, you can make the save and you know, you, you're, you're reciprocating and that kind of thing. So that was really good. Um, I really enjoyed this game, but unfortunately just the sheer weight of fire that I had and the way the board was set up and the fact that uh, obviously the Arcus's range is only 36 um, and the Rapier's range is 48 gave me a slight advantage in terms of uh, being able to shoot further, uh, which is always good for that kind of thing so yeah it was good fun i enjoyed it a lot um but like i said unfortunately he just couldn't get enough on me and i managed to to um make get rid of pretty much all by one of the tanks so that was that second game and had uh went on to your game three now now we know what mike graham's thoughts were about it like <laughs> uh, it wasn't his favorite game of the weekend <laughs> would you like to tell us more <laughs> sort of more about how this game went from you because you guys drew each other in in game three didn't you we did yeah we were, we were paired up against each other in game three so it was like hey um and yeah it was pretty good game actually uh, what was the mission again pretty good game pretty good game um good. god it's me what was the mission it was only yesterday that's depressing isn't like, it? The, the, it was dominion 
Dominion, yes, that's right. Um, objectives. Yeah, five objectives, yes, because I got to use my shiny objectives. You did. Uh, which made me happy. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, fairly, fairly, fairly good. Um, it was Vanguard Strike Deployment. Yes. Um, obviously, I decided at this point I brought my Glaive. I, I'm going to use it, mm. um, which got Graham very, very upset. <laughs> um, not that it did much in the game. Graham, is this why it wasn't your favourite thing? No, to be honest with you, it wasn't that at all. Um, it was just that the, you know, the game that I had before was new because I was playing playing against uh, a an opponent I've not played against before, and B an army I hadn't played against before. Yeah, no. To be fair, my favourite game was my first game. There you uh, go. Not because I won, uh, <laughs> which obviously ruined my chances of retaining the title, um, <laughs> but um, because uh, because it was a really fun army to play against. It was. Um, uh, and I just liked, and, the, and my opponent was really lovely. Yeah. Uh, Unlike so. game three, so there we game go. three. So what did I do wrong in game? Three? No, uh, no, go on, Michael. Talk no, about game, game three was game three was uh, no. My game against Graham was really good, really good. Um, I, Graham was obviously deployed very well for the the to to, to not um give me too many perfect shots for the glaive. Um, so his deployment tactics were were spot on. Yeah, don't, um, don't my, my, make a big line of things was basically the rule here um it was a tight board for my uh for my glaive it, to be honest with you, i think that if the board had been different and possibly the deployment zone as well if it had been like dawn of war for example i think it would have been a very different game because i think you could have then not moved had to move the glaive to just pick pick off all of my squads quite easily um because you had to move the glaive and that basically put you into to get the best shots you had to move. And that put you at risk of getting charged by the fire drakes, which is what happened in the end, wasn't it? But anyway, yeah, yeah. Fire drakes. I had, I got three shots off of the glaive. Didn't, didn't get its points back. Didn't do that well. Um, but it did kill your law commander. So, you know, that was, that was an advantage. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, um, it, it, but it's, it's a depressing thing to fight against. Sustained. You're just like, right. That line there. Everything under that line, that's all dead. Yep. And you're like, really? Nothing? Not a thing. Not, not a, thing. a thing. I did try and tank it on my Lord Commander, um, who was just a Lord Commander. She can choose a Warlord trait. So I chose Eternal Warrior. So I thought, well, if the Glaive hits me a couple of times, I can kind of try and tank them and maybe take a 3-plus save, because I've got a 3-plus Invon, because I've got uh, Iron Halo and Cyber Familiar. So... But it didn't work out like that, not unsurprisingly, because of course, if you fail, um, I failed three of them, and that was it all over, really. Because the sheer volume of um, wounds that that thing kicks out, if you know, regardless of what you do, you can't avoid getting absolutely spanned by the thing. So it was a real toughie, and it's it is a tough tank, and you have to, you can't ignore it at all. I mean, I pretty much ignored your Spartan, didn't I, until it was gone, because I just couldn't deal with both of them. And it was just a question of right, wherever I'm pointing, you can just take off armfuls of models. Um, did say to Michael that you know the worst thing you could have done was probably move it. Um, in an ideal world, you'd probably want it to stay where it is and just you know not expose itself to anything too dangerous and just keep shredding units as you yeah. see them. But didn't have much of a choice. No, you didn't because of the way the, the scenery was. Um, but that's fine. It looked very cool though because it was a bit like a sort of Saving Private Ryan thing because. Uh, I managed to get my fire drakes on Nancy Everboxes again to the rescue. Um, and as Michael was kind of driving down this street with the glaive, 
you know, causing merry havoc, including taking off a fair few number of the fire drakes, uh, even with the three plus invon, they managed to kind of burst through a door and charge the side of it, which was, I thought was quite a cool thing. You know, oh yeah, really tank, cinematic. Um, sort, of, sort of coming down the middle of the street and the guys kind of smashing their way through the ruins to get at it and eventually destroy it. So that was really cool. Yeah, very, very, very cinematic. Mm. It was, uh, it was really good. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, it was a good game. Um, just, you know, it, you know, it's just one of those games. I mean, those rapiers, they're tough to d- deal with. Um, mm. and they did a lot of damage to my, um, uh, to the, to the glaive and it couldn't really do, you know, it's hard for it to, to really hurt them. Yeah. I mean, the, um, both of them are going to I mean, the sundering quad launchers are great because I mean, although it needs sixes, you know, you're still re-rolling because of there's 12 shots and you're re-rolling. Yeah. Um, to 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 glance it the laser destroyers are great because of the ap1 so you're looking for fives and sixes to potentially d3 hull points so mm-hmm. you know albeit they do need force to hit uh, because the ballistic is not quite so good but you know they, they were pretty effective in that regard so you're kind of caught between the hammer and anvil really of the had to deal with either the the guns or the fire drakes and the fire drakes were just too close in the end but i think what i would probably do is try and find a get a, like a one inch wide template or something just to put over things so it's easier to see where yeah, it's actually easier to, to, to figure out see where it actually hits i think it'd be a, a good pain, idea it isn't a pain in the bum to try and work it out mm. especially in a, a table that crowded yeah because it really was crowded but it was a good fun game and it's and what i have learned about that mission though dominion we got got caught out by this i think chris in uh, throne of skulls was you need to get on the objectives really early yeah yeah you know yeah. Yeah, even if it means putting units at the potential risk, it's better for them to get that one victory point for that turn than just, you know, get yeah. annihilated before they get a chance. Yeah. So, yeah, so I definitely definitely went with that tactic of just getting on their early doors. Well, yeah. we like, you know, live and learn, as they say. Mm. It was a good game. And good event overall. Very well run. It was very well run. It's really slick. Um, you know, everything was all organised up front. Um Venues nice, tables are nice, really great crowd down there as well. So um, the only, yeah, com- really the only comment I would have about the venue, and I, I did feed this back to them at the time, is because where people go outside to have a smoke, all of that smell of the smoke drifts right into the hall. It does. So yeah. It, it, it does kind of stink you out a little. Yeah. And I did end up going home and having to change because my clothes had the smell lingering on them. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Do with going a bit further for, out of the out of the way to have a tab. Don't but think yeah. you would have wanted to because it was a it was a it was raining. Uh, um, right, yeah, fair enough. I didn't notice that because I was inside all day and concentrating on the heresy. But yeah, it was they were good good fun games, and it's nice to have as many games as we had this month. It's been really busy uh, all round. You know, two events in a month is pretty hectic, albeit you know they are one day ones. But I'm pleased with the solo auxiliary, and I definitely think the solo auxiliary plus salamanders has made them. You know, I've got a good balance there now. I've got some good shooting, and I've also got some good close combat, um, which you know you have to deal with. And the salamanders are tough as out. Those fire drakes really are difficult. I mean, fair enough, they can't go very fast at all um, because you know they're minus one and they can't run anyway because they're in cataphracti. Um, can't sweep in advance, so they're very immobile. But they are good for sitting around, you know, and and causing problems if you get in somebody's back line from deep striking and it was also the first time using the warmonger which i think is a really good um centurion type if i'm honest um you know 
giving you the deep strike ability is really good for units that you usually wouldn't be able to do it with. Um, and also, it's not a bad model in terms of points because you do get a digital laser, give you an extra attack, and you get an iron halo for free, really. So I wouldn't take one with Terminator armor, for example, because there's no point. Just take it with Artificer armor for a 2+, plus and you get the 4+, plus for free. But anyway... So I think that might I might take that list to Blood and Glory. I'm thinking now, yeah. rather than taking Iron Warriors, I might take that list. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Uh, okay. So what about Chris? You said you played a game. I played a game of Titanicus. Yeah. Which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So there was four of us. Um, I was borrowing a very nicely painted army or maniple, I suppose. Um, and it was brutal. It's probably only the sort of the third time I played, and I the thing that did first so it's me and my friend Adam, who is also the guy that paints my characters for me, um, very kindly. Um, and we had, uh, I think, four reavers, four between us, four warhounds, and a warlord. Uh, against pretty much an equal number but it's the it's the little rules that some of the legions get now all the legion stratagems and stuff yeah i think so um uh, my friend sid put down these little mines that would move around he could like redeploy them every game every turn and when you move through them they cause you damage and they were just, they were the undoing of us, basically. All right. Picking up those extra points of damage um, throughout the sort of the, the movement phase and then sort of the, the guns coming down. I mean, we got tabled in that game, if I remember correctly. And we probably killed two, maybe three Titans in return. Right. It just, um, so my friend Warren was playing, I can't think of, it might be the, uh, the warp ones, they get a cool shield thing where they can regenerate. Warp runners. Warp runners. They get a cool shield ability. Um, and they could just regenerate their shields like they're going out of fashion, basically. And we just could not make anything stick on on any of their... I think we took out, yeah, about one Titan all, all game. And this was not a small game by any stretch. Yeah, was, no, it's, it sounds massive. Yeah, we had... <clears throat> but yeah, we just couldn't move because we were so concerned about getting these extra hull points, basically. Gotcha. Or as were. Um, and, and sort of powering forward. So we did a couple of suicidal runs. We kind of got a bit of, of, of blindness about certain units, <laughs> which is bound to is prone to happen with me and Adam. We both get a bit. Yeah, um, definitely. Sort of the, the red, the red, uh, <laughs> the red down, that's it. Something has to die. Um, it's not necessarily the most uh, strategically useful thing that has to die, but it's nonetheless. Yeah, time will come. But yeah, we just yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it, um, and we're going to try and do it sort of more sort of semi regularly. We're going to um, meet up on Thursdays every sort of three weeks and sort of um, play something like that. I think so. That's going to be good fun. Cool. But yeah, I really enjoyed it because Titanic has been this sort of really on the back burner thing for me. Just with everything else that we've yeah. kind of, I sort of set myself to do, but being able to play because Adam's got his two two night houses, so I can kind I can use one of those. Right. In the meantime, because he knows that 
my workload model wise is pretty massive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was such, it's, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Titanicus. It did make me th- sort of get home that night and think, oh, well, I could just, I just I had to be sensible about it and <laughs> keep them yeah. on the background. That's it's, fatal, fatal words. Well, I could just. Yeah, I and could. And then before uh, you know where you are, you're 400 pounds yeah, in. Uh, well, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the buying. It's not, you know, I've, I've got Titans. Right. You know, they are here. Mm. They're just. I'm assembled. You know, they're honest that you know they're right down that that work list yeah, of blood angels for blood and glory so mortalis so we can use it in march you know mm. i must admit your your enthusiasm for the game is is definitely um i do want to given, play given, given me a bit of uh impetus to potentially maybe try and assemble some of the reaver titans for for um company of legends maybe yeah just take some take some with you at the weekend Mm, I might do that. So we know, um, like Greg's gonna mm. things there. Just, yeah, I'll, I'll be bringing mine. Yeah, so you guys, you know, play a game or whatever. And see, That'd be cool, have, wouldn't it? Have you played a game? No, I never played it. Yeah, I haven't mean, I mean, looked at the rule book. Yeah, so you know, play a game at COL and see how we get on. See how you get on with it. But I'm I really playing. enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I'm playing tomorrow night. Ooh. Yes, I think I'm decided now. That's that's listening to that. That has given me. Um, the impetus to get that done. So I might try and do that so we can at least have some couple of games at Company Legends every night. Yeah, I think you guys should give it a go because I think cool. I think I think you'll really enjoy it. Gotcha. All right, lovely. Cool. So that was that then. That, that was the that was the month. So I did play on... game. Oh, we're not talking about that. Sorry, I did, oh, did play. play yeah, we don't talk about that. We got talked into that. Yeah. Um. So. On that note, then, so in terms of a hobby for, for next month, I do you know what I'm thinking now? I'm definitely going to try and because I've got nothing on the painting table currently. Well, I kind of have, but um, I've got a couple more HQs to paint for the salamanders, but I might I don't really need them for any game in particular. So uh, I might refocus my attentions back on the um, Titans um, and get them done. I think uh, that's my plan for me anyway and of course we've got a lot of we've still got although we've written everything from march we've still got some bits and bobs to sort out for company legends it's kind well. of it's small stuff coming legends at this point which is good because this yeah. is the second event's always the slightly easier one because you cursed it now well, i have <laughs> it's just tweaking you know yeah it's just tweaking. there's nothing technically that can go to <laughs> Stop uh, saying it. Stop saying it. <laughs> um, so, so what are you going to do, mate? So Obviously. Me, it's... Well, I bought all the... all. I bought the red. Basically, mm. every shade of red I that, I, that I could lay my hands on. Which, yeah, I saw that. That was a lot of red. That's a lot of red. So there's a lot of red to be tried out um, <laughs> on, to see which shade I like. I liked the... So what, I think you painted, put something up and somebody... I can't remember the name, but they... Um, was corn red, Mephiston red, and then um, yeah. blood red from Vallejo. Yeah, Vallejo. So I have actually bought that because I thought that looks really great. That red. Yeah. Uh, but, so my um, what are they called? Mortis. Legio Mortis. Legio Mortis. So I've painted the Warhound in that with the red uh, armor panels and black armor panels. But I think I might try that hit that particular red for the Reavers. Yeah. They look very good. I just yeah. want to basically try them all out. I, I want to, I know I want a darker shade of red. Yes. Because um, Adam, again, 
who I was playing with, his, he plays Blood Angels in 40k, mm. and I, I really like his shade of red, but I'm not going to ask him how he paints his red, because I know it's just It'll my be brain. A, yes. is. So I just want to find my own version of that. Did you grab the two new reds from Games Workshop? Not uh, Which two new reds are they? Uh, Gal Vorbach red and... Oh, I've got them as um, airbrush paints already from... Oh, there you go. I had those um, ready, so that's not that they, they weren't an issue. Because I had the Forge World airbrush paints for those. Cool. So I'll give those... Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the next stage, is just get some paints, paint on models, test out, and see how we... How you get on. Uh, yeah, I can probably realistically get that done in and around County of Legends sort of stuff, and then it's a month before yeah. uh, um, Blood and Glory. Oh, yeah, Do you find that, I mean, I'm, it's similar to you in that regard, until you kind of settle on a, a scheme that you're happy with for your models, um, that you can paint, you know, reliably almost every time, it's always a bit stressful. You know, just try to find that, or how am I going to paint these? And then w- once you've been through the process, if you like, and think, actually, this looks okay, and I can repeat it. So when I was doing the the robots, um, it was because I was using that color change. Yeah, it was how much of that I wanted on them. Gotcha. How, how striking I wanted that color change to be. That was the thing. It was sort of doing two or three of them at a time, and just increasing the amount each time until I was happy with it. Got oh, yeah. And that uh, I think it, you know because I'm using the airbrush, it's a little. I think it's a, probably a little bit easier for me to manage the the tone that I yeah. want. Um, so if that's but yeah, unless I'm 100% happy with how I'm going to do it, once I've got it in my mind, yes, that's it. like you know, once I with the Imperial Fist, I was doing it with three layers over and over to get that color, but once I'd got that color, it didn't yeah. become an issue, it was yeah. just a exactly, thing. it just happened sort of naturally. Don't do what I do, and which is I've forgotten how to paint my because I've been off painting salamanders. Yeah, and when I went back to paint them, some more the other day, I'm like, oh, I can't remember how I did that. No, you, I, write, you write it down now, don't you, Mike? I, yeah, I, I do. I do now because I, I think I'm trying to write it down. More. I, I luckily I did it with my imperial fist because I went back and did those other ones. Yeah, and if I hadn't been able to find out how I'd done it, because I was looking at them thinking I can't remember mm. in what order because there was a certain order I did it in. Um to give me the result I wanted. But yeah, now I've, I've started to kind of write it down. Cause otherwise when you yeah, come back to something later on, you? Oh, yeah, it will stand out. Mm. Very good. Okay. So what about you, Michael? You're going to finish uh, off all the I'm terrain. Just gonna finish up all, all the terrain, all the terrain, literally. All, well, I say all the terrain. It doesn't, it's, it seems like a lot, but it's not going to be that much. Megan's going to be helping me with quite a bit of it as well. I mean, I, I literally have, as we've been recording this, just finished up these two hematrope reactors. So I should probably add that to my done list. For them. Yeah, I've just built a sanguinary guard guy as well. Uh, Am I the only person who takes this podcast seriously? I do take it seriously, but you were talking about your game, so I had time to yeah, so I, yeah, I, <laughs> so I just, put, put, Putting paint on scenery doesn't take that much thinking. Um, yeah, so I'm going to finish off. I've got uh, five Sector Imperialis buildings to do. Uh, a couple of bastions and some ages defense lines. It, it seems like a lot, but it's going to be rather simple today. Okay, very good. Right then. Well, I think that's State a of pretty mammoth, mammoth yeah. sort of month of work oh, put, to, so put in together. Let's so go let's... To State of the Union then. 
Let's do it. All right, guys. Um, so now is our quick run through of what has been going on in the world of our hobby this month. Um, obviously, we preface this with us. If you're depending on us for breaking news, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what we're saying is we're going to give you all the news. Just don't believe a word of it. Basically, we're a newspaper. That's the way to think of it. You know, yeah, yeah, they, we're, we're they don't break the news anymore. Twitter no, breaks the news. The TV picks it up off Twitter. And the newspapers just, pick over the leftovers. It's just exactly we're analysis. So go yeah, on, Michael, analysis. give yeah, us the on. first piece of analysis. Then. No, I'm not. Chris is giving you no. Because oh. oh, we have this, we have the same problem. We're the same problem. So again, not only did I build a model while uh, while you were discussing <laughs> your games, I also went through and alphabetized the order of the State of the Union. Goodness me! So no, no long annoying pause when we try and work out who's supposed to be speaking no, next. It's, it's, I mean, there will be because I'll get distracted and forget where uh, we you are. You always do. Yeah, tends to be when there's the changeover for the second page. Okay, let's see how we get on, folks. <laughs> so, the studio preview of the Apocalypse Mega Battle uh, didn't give us anything for Heresy, unsurprisingly, but it has been pointed out that the Impulsor could be the basis for modelling a Grav Rhino. If that's a route you fancy going down, uh, not for Mr. me personally, but um, grav rhinos, where and why? Uh, Dark Angels uh, apparently have them. Uh, do they? Yeah. Oh, show offs. Apparently, I don't know. I can't. I that I don't know. But I know um, custodies used to have grav rhinos. Back in yeah. the law, they got yeah, they now, they, now they've but, got super cool. Now they've got, yeah, then they've got um, the Coronius Coronus Coronus doesn't work, but you know, it's not an assault vehicle anyway. So, yeah, some people are like, Oh, yeah, grab rhinos, and it's like, I can't see it myself personally, but I'm sure they're mentioned, aren't they mentioned in uh, Master of Mankind? Uh, land, mm, land has that, a grav rhino, a grav land raider, uh, yeah, 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 yes, he does. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, I suppose you could do it. it would be different, wouldn't it? If you yeah. wanted to model for something different, it'd be perfectly fine, I think. Okay, so um next up, uh, Andy Hall uh, was a guest vocalist on guest vocalist? Guest vocalist on Warlock Power Fist. He is a yeah, back, backing singer. Uh, he has been renowned for his lovely falsetto. Uh Andy Hall was guest on Voxcast, uh, which is uh, Games Workshops podcast e thing this month um there wasn't a massive amount talked about heresy but uh, still it's a general overview of his career and how he ended up as a staff writer on the heresy team and eventually manager of specialist games so it's well worth a listen and it is so, yeah yeah because obviously titanicus is mentioned there is a bit about heresy so yeah yeah very good well worth a listen okay cool um yeah oh uh, daily painting videos are coming back to Warhammer TV. Uh, we've had them already. Uh, they're going to be four battle-ready videos a week on Monday through Thursday. I must admit, I'm not so keen on just having battle-ready videos because I'd rather have tips of the day rather than this is how you paint a model to a very basic standard. I'd rather have, you know, the occasional what we had before. You know, the very occasional. This is this is how you. Th- this is a little bit of a tip for doing something, yeah. and yeah, and uh, the occasional. This is how you paint an entire model, but. Um, 
you know it is what it is but um yeah so battle ready um doing both classic method and contrast method so they've been doing sort of like one model with classic one day and then the next day they've done it in contrast um you know this yeah uh, it is what it is uh, and then fridays they're going to have a more advanced uh video a more advanced tip of the day so okay go ahead. um that, that's all right they did do a not quite a nice one on Space Marine Cloaks, which I thought was quite interesting. We because... mentioned that later on. Oh, do we? I'll be, be quiet, Graham. Yeah. Hush, it's hush thyself. Two I, I wasn't to... telling you to, to, but yeah, I, I have got it listed turn, later on. Yeah. Turn to pipe down, Mike. Turn to yeah, pipe okay. down. Okay. Pipe down, Graham. Okay. Consider me piped. <laughs> the Mar... The... Oh, no. Sorry. There we go. First time around. Day of Heresy content Warhammer TV's uh, Twitch stream. Uh, on the uh, 08th of August, we've got here, uh, mm. starting with a show on the reading order for the Black Library. Uh, what? Yeah. Starting with a show on the reading order with Black li- Library editor Jacob Young. There we oh, go. Why have I put that? Okay. That's, that's, it threw me completely. It, it did. I was yeah. sorry. Yeah. He's, he's, Okay. Um, which is good because that's always useful for people coming to the to heresy to get and see where to... you'll also get the official line there, wouldn't you, as well, I suppose, because yes. rather than what people's view is, an editor for Black Library will be able to tell us exactly what order we should read these books in. I think lots of people didn't disagree with the order he gave, um, but he just went through it. It's fine. Um I disagree with some of the, the you know, some of his his, mm. his take on it, but again What does he know? No, no, it's open to interpretation with some of these. So they recommended reading them, reading certain books, and it's sort of like my personal recommendation. You know, one day we should do. I mean, Greg's just done it on his show a little while ago, so maybe not. No, we won't. Maybe later on, but um, eventually, I'd like to do a reading order um, and not just go through the novels because Greg's what Greg's um, reading order does was what are the essential novels to get through to get to the the, the Siege of Terror. I'd like to do what order should you is good to read every single story in so and that includes the shorts and putting them in the right place whereas the black library sort of thing was sort of like all the books the whole book so it's like instead of reading oh this one from heralds of the siege at this point just read heralds of the siege i see what you mean so you'd rather sort of so i'd rather do granular chronology of yeah yeah try and get a good idea because there's some stuff that's in certain books that just doesn't make sense of where it is like like little around like little shorts like the um heart of the pharos i can't remember what uh collection that's in but that happens before uh pharos um and it's uh in uh in in it it, it's including an anthology that's published after pharos so there's lots of little background stuff like little stories that were published to accompany um other stories that just don't make sense where they are oh yeah so I'd yeah, rather that, that does make yeah you know, I can see where you're coming from. That yeah. makes sense. So eventually, I think I'd like to propose we do a do a sh- do a couple of shows on reading order. But yeah, yeah but makes sense. That, that's for show that's the for Graham we're talking at all. Because <laughs> his books, yeah, yes. that's true. Actually, you could have completely. I mean, I could get some stuff built, couldn't I? While you're yeah. rabbiting on for two or three hours talking about books. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So moving on, Graham. What have you got? What have I got? That's a great question, Michael. Um, <laughs> so uh, this was followed on that uh, aforementioned Heresy Day uh, of the, by the conclusion of the Tale of Four Warlords, which has seen a new 
of course, add Scoria. I mean, why wouldn't you when you've already got Voltrax to his Traitor Mechanicum? <laughs> uh, John Kerr's to his Night Lords. Sorry, John Kerr's? I'm not familiar with John Kerr's. No, John, I mean, it should be a... <laughs> it should be a... Apothecary. Apostrophe. Yeah, sorry, I'm not that. I, 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 I am dyslexic, you know. Totally cool. And it's you do a wonderful fun. job of the notes. You do. I mean, it's let's just, it, just Graham and I are basically um, automatons you know, in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just yeah. read what's in front of us. So John added curs to his night lords. And um, just to say this, actually, folks, we do. Michael does put a lot of work into this, so we do appreciate it, Michael. I know, um, I know. Um, anyway, but John Kerr's <laughs> does sound like he should be one of the um, Eternals or something, shouldn't he? Anyway, Definitely. John Kerr's joined. John added Kerr's to his Night Lords. Bax added Sanguin- Sanguinus, and Luke took Valdor. So a right old mixed That's bag there. I just suppose Valdor versus versus Valdor versus um, Scoria would have been a good matchup. I haven't actually watched it yet. No, neither have I. I, was, I watched some of it earlier. I haven't seen the conclusion yet. I, I flip and Twitch. Um, but yeah. T- tell us why. Because it's just a chew on. Is it, it, is, it, is it because you have to renew your subscription? Yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh, I just want to. Uh, it's not as easy with your Amazon Prime because you've got to renew it. I mean, I had that the other night. I was watching the. I wanted to show uh, Megan the. Um, uh, the, they do every every so often. They do a licensing preview where they show stuff that you know other third parties have done, like the video games and the RPGs and stuff. And they'd had the, some pictures from the uh, Funko Pop painting thing, and I was cool just telling pop. her about them. Cool. Yeah, cool. they wanted to, uh, and Megan wanted to see them, and it was like opened it up and was like, "You, ha- your your subscription has expired. Please renew." And it was sort of like, "Oh, but I've got to go on to the actual web browser." But as yes. soon as I open it up on my phone, it redirects me to the app where I can't renew it in the app. So I've got to, I've got, yeah, I've got to go downstairs to the computer to renew my subscription. Well, Shoot. actually, no, I, I used um, Edge browser, Microsoft's Edge browser on the um, on the uh, iPhone has a uh, view in desktop mode that actually works. Okay. So I was able to open up Twitch's site on the desktop and sort it out sorted out so that was so that was it's, good yeah but but it is a chew on right i mean if it was on youtube i'd probably go and watch it but it's obviously yeah, not because, because they, they couldn't get money get money for it but anyway um i would like to see if uh, scoria versus valdor who do you reckon um so scoria's got eternal warrior so instant death's not going to help him Flame of now that scoria's been balanced a bit He's not I, been that badly nerfed. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's been nerfed a bit. But I think it's be. I think Scoria in a straight up fight would probably do it. Um, oh. But it'd be close. But I think it depends. But they're never gonna, generally speaking, be going against each other. Other, just you know, bare bones. That them going at you know going at it. They're gonna have a, a boyfriend squad or um, something like that to to accompany them. So I think it depends on what. What's supporting them? Well, I mean, I'll do it. I'll, I'll face Scorer with Valdor. I think. I think if um, John brings him, if you could just snuffle Valdor yeah. up with you, we could we could prove it once and for all we to can, see who. I can, I can snuff a Valdor and Sanguinius up with me. That's not a problem at all. There yeah. you go. I I, th- I think it would be a close. I think it would be close. Um, I think on a one to one, I think Scorey would do it. Uh, but, but just about, I don't think he'd have it anywhere near as easy as it used to be for him. Thing is, with with Scoria, he's still an absolute beast against a single model. 
Yes, yes. That, has, that hasn't that hasn't really it's, changed. Uh, but for me, it's always going to be down to who are his, who 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 are, who are Valdor's boyfriends. If he's got a bunch of heterons with, um, can they take the power? They can take Paragon Blades, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Paragon Blades and Shields, baby. Bunch of har- bunch of heterons with Shields and Paragon Blades. I think they're going to do some damage. The thing is, Paragon Blades. Yeah, you're right. Just in sheer weight numbers, because Scoria couldn't have with him unless he took two. Um, yeah, but they're going to take out his. Um, they're going to take out with now much issue instant any, death with them. Yeah, any right. of his, any of his, yep. any of his companions, and then they're going to throw weight of numbers on him. The thing That's is, though, why that I think Scoria mm. can do those horrible things where you just basically don't get a save, can't you? Yeah, yeah. so you can you you can forget your in one. No, I think it's you can't you don't get food, you can't use field of pain and you can't use uh, it will not die either to get wounds back. Oh, Valdor has none of those things anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Oh, well, but we will have to watch it because we don't even know if they face each other. No, but it would be an interesting hypothetical matchup that yeah. we should do just to, just for funs. Okay. Well, 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 we've often talked about having a a, a, a um, Primark gladiator battle sort of thing kicking off. So maybe we, you know we'll, we'll we'll do it as for for a laugh at some point. Just to have them. Yes, I think we could do that. I think if you could. If you're gonna do a gladiator off, I think you'd have to do it where they're in close combat and you you know the best of three, basically. Um, you know, and, and then one goes first one time, one goes first the second time, and then a, a decider. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Ooh. Mr. B. Uh yeah, okay. So then there was the uh, four-way live stream game, four thousand points aside with a custom mission written by a news. One of the players, so you know, not totally not um, potentially uh, <laughs> <laughs> favoring himself. So he's bringing, he's bringing Scoria and Volturax, and he's writing his own missions. What more does the lad one? <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, a, a modified force org chart requiring only one troop choice that allowed them to show some real, really cool heresy units. So we'll have to, uh, I will have to watch that at some point soon. Mm, that's that's a like I say, it's a chew on, but it's it's almost worth it just to see all that. To be honest with you, yeah. Valdor and Scoria did fight. Oh, cool! Uh, to see, it's about halfway through the video. Should you watch it? All right. It looks like they're right. facing off against each other. Uh, right. just... I, shall, I shall have to watch that yeah. then. Um, yeah. So that was that was cool. Um, right. So moving on. What, what have we got now? Sorry, yeah, I do apologise. The Mars Pattern Rhino has been discontinued as a standalone kit and is now only available as part of the Razorback kit. The bonus for this is, for Heresy players, that you get a tarantula weapon if you can convert, convert a base for them. Uh, yes, the price rises do suck, uh, but you still get the Razorback kit from our friends at Element Games for £23.00. And thirty-eight of your sterling. Uh, That's not is, bad, is it? No, and you can buy um, third-party tarantula legs anyway, can't you? From yeah, I think Cromlet places. Cromlet do them, yeah, and they're, they're Anvil, pretty reasonable. Also, <laughs> Anvil, yeah. I think I, I have seen them recently on Cromlet because I was yeah perusing their site the other day. But okay, so here's the thing: people kind of like, oh my word, they're, they're getting rid of Mars pattern rhinos, which means they're fundamentally getting rid of uh, it's um normal size space brains in 40k well yeah uh, I, to be honest always I'm, been I'm, the case i'm gonna be perfectly honest here when it comes to when it comes to the rhino kit uh and the razorback kit i never understood why they were separate because for a long time 
they were exactly the same price and they only made them sli- they only made the Razorbacks slightly more expensive in in the last price rise before that which was about 5 years ago and even then it was only a few quid and in terms of shelf space you know the games workshop are expanding that range all the time the rhino and the razorback top selling kits why wouldn't you why wouldn't you combine them it just didn't make any sense to me why they've never been a combined kit up until now good point so it's a it's a shelf saving measure you know it's like they don't have a i mean you go onto their website you can buy a um a sisters of, a sisters of silence you know rhino at the time they didn't have a sisters of silence rhino they in a separate box yeah. they just had a rhino so it, it makes perfect like with the custodies you know you don't buy a custodies venerable land raider you just buy a land raider so it makes perfect sense for me to merge those two products together have just one box sitting on the shelf makes total sense name put it that way yeah very good yeah because whenever i bought a rhino I didn't buy a Rhino, I bought a Razorback because I can use those turrets for conversion purposes or, you know, all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, I'd never thought of that. Do you know what? I've yeah. never actually given that any thought. So, yeah. Okay, very good. I think I sold a bunch of those turrets a while back, actually, for someone who was specifically wanting them for tarantulas. Got you. So. Point well made, that man. Well, So, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I get it. The price rises suck and, uh, you know, everyone's going to be upset about that, but um, yeah. it's, you know, the, the Dignos pattern rhinos are still not that expensive. So, you know, relative, you know, relatively speaking, they're, they're not, they're not a stupid yeah. amount of money for a Dignos pattern rhino, but. And you can pick them up on eBay for next to now, can't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, rhino. Yeah, yeah. Rhino. Take me. I think this get... is probably the, uh, I think the most alarming thing for 40k players is this is kind of like the first sort of real sign. That, well, I suppose it's probably not the first but real it, sign, it, but it's the first sort of vehicle to go because of the upscaling well, and this really, except it hasn't gone they've just combined a kit i mean yeah, they've I, got I, I see where michael's coming from if they've got this yeah. impulsor coming along the the other the grav rhino equivalent which apparently has a flat back you know it's a flat bed truck on the back um which just sounds cool <laughs> um don't worry i'm not gonna go having all primaris marines on this show but um uh, it just sounds cool um you know, that's another kit. That's another space on the shelf. If that's a dedicated transport that people are going to have a lot of, they're going to need to put that in the store. So yep. take one transport off to put another one on. I get where you're coming from. I had yeah. never thought about the fact that actually it is, you're not getting rid of a model. You're just combining that model in another kit. And I never, for the life of me, given that any thought. And I expect quite a lot of people didn't either. So it's a good point, Michael. Well made. So it isn't the end of all things. Um, normal size space marine all it is is like no, no. Just, a, just, just a question of but i think in in stock. 40k oh in 40k the, the the sky is falling for normal size space marines as far as everyone's concerned yeah that's it's, yeah the yeah. time has come i mean in a, in a i mean they probably will long term i just can't see them invalid uh, i know this is getting into 40k i just can't see them invalidating people's whole army right away because uh, you know people have invested a lot of time in those armies some of those a lot of those kits are still fairly new and in a totally, you know, sort of similar note, they're selling this Conquest magazine specifically aimed at newcomers, and it's got a lot of the old Marine kits in there. So, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so wow, this is fortuitous, isn't it? Um, oh, our, my favourite part of the show, the clothing section. <laughs> um, so our friends at Wild Bangarang who still haven't sent me a pair of figure-hugging leggings. Um, Nobody have, wants to see that. Even your wife doesn't want to see that. She doesn't want to see that at the best of times. 
Exactly. Um, they have brought out a new ultramarines jersey now the only ultramarines jersey that i've ever seen has been modeled by one michael botrell esquire and is when he's resplendent in the warhammer world shop after buying a titan so for 50 english pounds you can get yourself this marvelous piece of um product where i actually as these things go and i'm not a big fan of gaudy tops that's not a bad one i think would I wear it? No, not a billion yes, years. You, you got, yeah, because your massive affiliation with Ultramarines means that that would be... Well, to be honest, I, I fear that if I wore it, because it's quite tight, that material in it, I would look a bit like... It's, no, it's not. It's like a hockey jersey. It's fairly, yeah. fairly big. Okay. Um, you know, it, 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 it's very loose. Very, um, yeah. It's oh, loose I, on me, put it that way. And I'm far bigger than you, Graham. I think I'd definitely prefer it to the other one, to be honest with you. I think yeah, this I nice, do as well. I think it's a, more you can wear it kind of around town without it looking quite so ridiculous. I didn't want to say that because <laughs> yeah, I do look ridiculous when I wear it, but I love it because it's awesome. Who cares, man? Who it's cares? You, you, like own, you own it, my friend. You own it. Well, my my dad will wear football tops non-stop all the time, and he takes the mick out of me for wearing Mickey Key t-shirts, and I don't care. Damn straight, because uh, yeah. nobody tells us about what's right or wrong in this hobby, my friends. Yeah, so I was no, looking I at like this, this this site, and I because it was in the notes the other day, and I was I couldn't help but notice the the Woonicks who looked at the I think they're on. Uh, oh yeah, they're 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 pretty the, the sleeveless. I think we need some of these. Let me fun. let me please the Woonicks. Yeah, the Woonicks. I, I think I think we need some Edge of Empire Woonicks. Woonicks, where the goodness gracious are they? Just t- just type it into the search bar. It's like W U N I C. W U N I C. I've never even heard of a Woonick. No, neither had I. I thought it's, it was something that. Oh, they do whoa. magic. What are those? Right? Sisters now, of Battle Woonick. Yeah. They look so practical. That looks really good, doesn't it? Does. I thought we would look pimp walking into... Oh, can you imagine going <laughs> into a world? Yeah, or walking into Blood and hey, Glory, the three of hey, us in, in those. Get them made with Edge of Empires, and we could use the um, wrestling masks. Oh, oh hello. Eight. This is... Right. Throne yeah, of Skulls next yeah. year. Okay. We need we need to write to them and say, can you make a custom one for us, please? Yeah, will they do custom? For, for 25 English pounds. Mind you, 110 pounds for this, incidentally. Yeah, and, yeah I, I can't imagine they're a big seller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just I just saw it and I thought, well. They're like a sort of cape, aren't they? With a yeah, hood. it's like a hooded cape. Yeah. It's very practical. Practical. Think, yeah. Meanwhile, you could just get a pair of Ultramarines shorts. No. No, not the same effect. Not even remotely. The Woonix do look kind of cool, though. The, the Abaddon one looks even cooler. Oh, yeah, the Abaddon one is With nice. the, 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 uh See, that's that's the one I would wear. If I was going to wear anything on this website, it would be that. So what was that? The Abaddon? Yeah, there's an Abaddon one as well. Abaddon Woonix. I've only got four results for Woonix, unfortunately, and that's... Games Workshop. Oh, yeah, Aberdeen. There we go. Yes, that one does look pretty good, actually. Anyway, 110 English pounds. That's more than my entire wardrobe cost, so no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Including Fair the wardrobe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. 
Yes. Uh, right, Darren Latham, who many of you will know from his Very Career Games Workshop, uh, which includes being an heavy metal painter, Golden Demon Judge, and he's right now one of the miniature designer. You might uh, the most recent miniature I think he's had released was the um, uh, Sisters of Battle model, the one from the book cover. Um, oh, he's doing those, is he? Yeah, he's, he, he did that. Um, uh. And he, that's the most recent one I know of he did. Anyway, um, he is now, um, he started up a YouTube channel in which he talks through some of his painting techniques. So, so far he's covered things like gems and lenses, uh, simple black armor, faces with contrast paint, power swords, and hazard strike cables. So, uh, lots of great tips. And what we'll do is we'll start mentioning when he brings us any relevant videos. Um, if you aren't following him on YouTube, I really suggest you do, because obviously it's, it's, it's quite cool. You know, he's, he's a, you know, an actual heavy metal painter uh, worked in the there for years now. You know, so he knows what he's talking about. So, and some of the tips they're not that difficult to do to deal to follow. So, cool, definitely worth looking at. I was talking of um of tips. I signed up for Miles's um uh, Patreon, Patreon for the for the yeah. tips and things. They're really good. I know it's not surprising that I'm you know last man to the. <laughs> to the show but they're really good and really helpful i do you know um, I, I haven't actually signed up for that so they do i must admit i look at them i mean i i suppose the thing is i'm I, thinking feel I'm free to good a painter I, do you know what though the way he lays it all out for you and like talks talks through it it's really good it is really like even i felt confident sort of looking at some of the things thinking oh yeah i could probably give that go because you were kind of it was the marble that that drew you there wasn't it yeah Cool, and you reckon you've got that nailed, or at least you I reckon, reckon, I reckon give it a go. I reckon I give it a go on the wow. on the on the ZM board following that video. Goodness, okay, great stuff. So yeah, it's worth a just as as we're talking about sort of great places for hints and tips. Yeah, um, Miles is um, it's Little Legend Studios. Um, yep. If you if you don't follow them already on Facebook, you certainly do. But yeah, they've got some yeah. really good hints and tips. You have to sign up to get them, but it's, it's well, I think it's it. pretty worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, right. So we had a preview article on uh, Graham's favourite sort of vehicle, uh, oh, Assault Speeder, the Kaisergen Assault Speeder. Oh, ban this sick filth, that's what I say. <laughs> uh, this has got two reprod cannons, a carrier's assault pattern. Uh, assault cannon, it's a... 12, 11, 10, two hull points. 12, so 12. 12, yeah, an extra hull point on extra point of armor on the front. Uh, and yeah, very nice. I, I think it looks cool. I must admit, I do think it looks really cool as, as land speeders go. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing we don't already know in the article, but I, I guess when they put it up, it meant we were expecting it. Yeah, I suppose the next couple of it. weeks. Yeah, hopefully they were hopefully released at one week. point, weren't they? Did we not? Yeah, uh, at events, 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 yeah, yeah events. Sure. I quite, I suppose, grudgingly, grudgingly. Go on, finish that sentence. Quite like the, it's the the weapon loadout is quite unique, which I'll give it. <laughs> quite, <laughs> two reporter cannons. So that's what four shots from them, and then six from the carries. All pretty good stuff, I suppose. Um. But just, you know, the, the moment I see one of these flipping things outflank and just unleash hell into the back of a tank or something. And it, it, and it, it, it upsets um, you on a oh, on a great level. But Every time I just see Pete Reese's smiling face. <laughs> <laughs> As he chews into my beautifully crafted tank army. 
when there's nothing I can do about it. It's just so depressing. <laughs> it's <just> so depressing. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like, he's, has he bought some of these? Were these the ones he bought? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course, yes, yeah. Yep, so he bought three of them. I look forward to seeing those. But actually, do you know what? That's quite an interesting loadout. That Different, isn't it? Yeah. More of a sort of, you know, anti... I just anti- like that slightly bulkier look it's got. Yeah, it looks a bit more sturdy than your normal one, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah, the white scars, the white scars it, have got some beautiful models. It so. looks like it's got that extra thickness. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know, tempting, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I could never have one of them. Like, I could never play cust- um, Go on. Mechanicum, could yeah, I? Yeah, but what? <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to you bringing an army down in April then. Yeah, no, I'm going to play Mechanicum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the Black Library submissions window is now open. They're looking for stories about a close-knit band of brothers, which is kind of ironic because <laughs> that's the sec. sort of thing we're going to do for potentially for uh, next year's story. That's what uh, we're throwing well, ideas go, around go, for. Go submit it in then. You've got to write the damn thing first. Yeah, yeah we've got to do, only got to do 500 words. Oh, yeah. Mate, we can knock out 500 words in a blooming yeah. opening treat, you know, it's getting it to preview piece. It's a hard bit. And it was interesting because I did actually look into this, and there's also a really good article. Um, oh, flipping it. I hope I've saved it somewhere uh, from one of the authors um, saying about how to do a Black Library submission. Um, you know, what sort of hints and tips, you know, if you're going to include something in a Black Library submission, what you should you know, include in the story sort of thing. And it was really informative, um, you know, sort of saying, well, actually, you know, you want to make sure that you can write about war because that's what you're going to be talking about. So it's no point talking about a love story between two, you know, two adepts in some sort of oh, uh, thing. When, that's awkward. I know, right? That's really bad. <laughs> completely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought that was really interesting. It's got some hints and tips there. But um, yeah. I basically was just going to try and sort of tie Justin up and squeeze all the knowledge out of his brain when we see him work we could do that couldn't we yeah but anyway we are gonna write this story i think it's um obviously not set in heresy because obviously heresy is not really a area that's gonna have any more writing for it but you know the story themselves will write anyway and we're probably going to write it in a similar way so it'd be quite interesting at least we can give ourselves an added um you know critique if you like just somebody looking at our work would be quite funny i think even though we know or hope and no hope. So yeah. yeah, there we go. Cool. Uh, right. Uh, the ever chosen website is now live and you can vote for the models you think deserve to win. I haven't seen any heresy models on there other than demons though, to be honest. So it doesn't have to be 40 K or like games workshop models. Games workshop models. Yeah. But, models. but it just games workshop models. But so I haven't seen any like Mark free Marines or Cataprat try, um, you know, terminator or anything so um oh i think they've got them all uplisted now on 25 worth of pages so i will probably go through them at some point yeah all i've seen so far are demons um new skull taker yeah there's a this this there's stuff in there that you know you might get stuff in there that you could bring in for heresy as in uh, i don't know there's a dark apostle that that's possibly you could use that four abaddons on the first page and second page oh yeah there's a lot of abaddons in there but i mean there you go that's 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 an uh, an option for you know that's something there so not much to it really (laughs) so moving on swiftly sorry i was looking at the pictures uh there are some really well painted stuff aren't there yeah there's a sigma space marine 
<laughs> I just wonder what the noise was going to be. Mm. I don't like. I don't like crossing the streams. I don't like crossing the streams. Uh, Sanguinar, Probute, Gilliman, a few Gillimans. There's a Blood Angels Contemptor. Is there? Yeah. On. Oh, oh it won't be an actual four. Blood Angels Contemptor, though, will it? No. It's no, it's the. It's a. What? I don't know. No, it's not. But it's, it's got to be the plastic one. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, sorry, just this is great listing for what it is I troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Page four, page four. Oh, yeah, but they, I think they've used a couple of bits. Yeah, that's a death mask. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love the marble on the shoulder pads. Yeah. There you go, Blood Angels Contemptor crushing some Slaneshi demons. Um, that is marvelous. Page four of the uh, of the ever chosen website. And the um, commissar lady that you messed up, Graham. She's a good model to paint. So I'm not surprised. Is it? There's a few of her I've seen. Sorry, should I be more subtle? Uh, only regards to the fact you got her legs the wrong way around, or whatever it was. That's what I mean. Not the not your painting. Yes. Anyway, moving on from uh, sorry, yeah, moving from, on from, from looking at pictures of mo- of lovely painted models. Yeah. Uh, so we had confirmation that there'll be a series of novellas expanding the story around the siege of terror starting with sons of the selenar by graham mcneil which is coming out in early 2020 which actually at this point is not far away nope it uh yeah three months or so scary stuff um it will be coming out initially as a limited edition book so that's good we thought there would be some some little bits on the side rather than just the the, the, the main seven books, is it? I can't remember now. It's eight. Eight books, so... Um, so that's good. That'd be exciting. Little bits of extra. The seminar are quite interesting, so I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that. If they're actually in it at all. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, apparently they're allowed oh, on the Shatter- It's about the Shattered Legions, so... Yeah, they, 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 they land on Luna or something. Yeah, um, which start messing stuff up. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, but, I like Graham's. Um... Graham's a fan of this this particular crew. So okay, yes, cool. cool. Um, so the winners of the newsletter competition, which way back in the day, have been announced, and two of them are still unclaimed. So uh, check your inboxes or spam folders if you want to win a start collecting box. There you go. Don't remember that one. Can have a quick look at it. Um, straw. Oh, I got really excited then because there was on the list it had Chris M and then it's like it's Telford. Damn. Oh, 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 no. I don't remember reading getting an email, but oh, well. uh-huh. there you go. Very cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, we got Mount from the studio preview at Nova, but we did get news that nominations for year three of Warhammer Heroes will be opening on the 29th of November. This isn't us asking you to nominate us. There are far more worthy uh, folk than us. So name, name who's. <laughs> uh, How Lex. dare you? Lex. How very dare you? Um, he gets I'm, nominated I'm, every year, for goodness sake. Give somebody else a chance. But he does a great job running that, uh, running, <laughs> running Crusade. The guys behind Crusade and Heresy, like Lex, like Pete, all those guys do a great job for the community. And I think they definitely get, be more worthy than us. Oh, <laughs> run, run, running a Facebook page. <laughs> It's it, it kind of <laughs> does hold the community together, you know. Yeah. Facebook yeah. page. Oh, well, anyway, we only run two events. Only runs two events in the UK. <clears throat> and a has, ben, has Ben Curry? Has Ben Curry got one already? I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, Ben Ben Curry might be a, a good one. 
Um, yeah, who, but yeah, who? Charity, ben Curry. Charity fundraising, you know, things like that. But anyway, that's fine. We'll just carry on. Anyay, uh, okay, so, we are we are of course only. No, joking. I don't think I don't. I, uh, there are people who do better stuff out there than than, than I think we do. Okay, and that's not me degrading what we do, but. <sighs> Okay. Enjoy the rest of the show, Mike. I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, come on, come on. Look at look at look at look, 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 look at the guys who won last year. I mean, um, oh, what's his name from the um, from what's his name from the um, independent characters who did Carl. all that? Carl. Yeah, Carl. Yeah. Did all that fundraising for the um, people who lost their yeah. stuff yeah. in uh, the California fires. Yeah. yeah. So you know, that's, the, that's the kind of standard we've got to live <laughs> up. To. Grudging is great. <laughs> right, I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have that one. That's <laughs> the kind of standard. Yeah. No, I you've know. got other so, I'm okay. purely only joking. Well, as long as the road to terror guys, as long as the road to terror guys don't get one ahead of us. No, I'm oh. joking, Max. Until you're, you're good guys and Gareth. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see them do the highlight reel from their particular <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different to us. I'm being sorry. I do apologise to obviously Lex, Pete. The entirety of the road to terror podcast. community, pretty much the community at large, there for my somewhat uh, oh, tongue, in, tongue in cheek out, out the independent characters, yeah, them as well. Um, obviously, for you know, giving them a hard time, it was purely in jest, but obviously, it was just too good an opportunity to resist to be completely truthful with you. And you're right, people do definitely deserve it. Way <laughs> and you're right, we are garbage, yeah, just don't yeah, bother listening any further. We are trash, really. Because even you know. Anyway, moving very swiftly. Yeah, on. no, I, I personally think that the the bar to these awards are really, really high, and yeah, um, yeah. we don't meet any. We don't meet it. That's fair enough. Well, it's not us to decide, Michael. <laughs> Let's let it go. Let's he's it go, he's really chilling for this, isn't he? Of course he is, because it's it's what he it's, needs. It's, it's he, exactly right. It soothes my massive, you know. Um, narcissism to be recognised internationally for the hard work and the fact that it's twenty to eleven on a on a Monday night doing this. What you're doing? <laughs> so what you're going to do is you're going to basically campaign in Ukraine. Do you know what? If they, I bet you they, we could say we are the most pop, if we could say they're the most popular <laughs> heresy that, podcast in the Ukraine. I reckon that would go a long way to get us in the war. Technically a war zone. Exactly. Hey, look at parts that. of it. Parts That's of a great it, yeah. spin. <laughs> we're, 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 bringing, we gonna, we're not going to be claiming that we're bringing peace to our wars, are we? No, we're not. But we're, you know, providing morale we, boost. In, to, we to are the Hasselhoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the Ukrainian listeners. Yeah, they're going to go. Yeah, now. I think I'm, I'm putting my headphones down. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. Shift the hell on. Right. The Warhammer Cuser team all had a crack at painting some characters in the Blackstone Fortress Escalation set. Again, some of these characters are working. Heresy Michael's keen to push this point for some reason. I suspect mm, he shares in the Blackstone Fortress brand. Um, but the article has quite a few hints and tips about different painting methods, which could be quite useful, especially in regards to the contrast paints that me and Graham have given up on already. Yes. Yes. I think that's a fair comment. Mind you, some of them do look very nice, I must say. Yep. We actually have lost Michael. No, no, I'm right here. Oh, I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had, yeah, yeah, said, right, that's it. I'm done with this bunch of amateurs. Okay. Um, Good road to terror. Yeah, yes, clearly. Uh, so anyway, Blackstone Fortress, I, you know, is a good model set. I've got to say, I didn't want to play the game, but that's another matter. I suppose, though, we should mention, contrary 
to uh, certain quarters of the Edge of Empire team, that the Aeronautica came out um, because the Heresy players are determined to use it to do mass air battles in Heresy era, which I can totally see. And of course, the models are in the same are the same scale as Satanicus, so potentially for basing material, if nothing else, which seems like quite a lot just to get some. Because you, you could make a nice kind of airport, couldn't you, or something from them? But um, I quite like. Oh the look yeah, of this you game. can make an airbase. Yeah. You know, you could do, couldn't you? That'd be quite cool. Yeah, um, and have your, table. you'll have, you know, big thunderbolts and marauders and lightning. Very, very frightening. Very, very frightening. Mm, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a flipping warlord titan marauds through the uh, through the airbase. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Anyway, I haven't played Possibly, this game. Yeah. I quite like the look of it. Um, Chris is less uh, less enthusiastic about it. it. But you're right. I, you know, you, we talked about this last month, so let's not talk about it again. I did have a game of it on Saturday. Oh, any good? Really, yeah, really good. Okay, cool. Really well, you good. go. I think somebody said they was going to bring. They might bring it up this weekend for the uh, Ben Greaves. So there we go. We can give it a first hand. He's hi- he's hyper excited about it. I'll just I'll just sit in the corner and booing. Okay. Go no, on. you should get, give it a game, Chris. It's really good. It's really oh, good. sure it is. I, it just yeah. does. I I played it yeah. for a, a long time. I'm kind of done with. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Pain. Um. Okay, so we've got some more Games Workshop events uh, announced. Uh, it's all but certain now that there's no Forge World Open Day this year, which is a shame because that's you know been a highlight of the calendar for getting some Heresy previews. So we don't know what's coming up next. So you know, we're, well, we do know what's coming up because it was all previewed at Warhammer Open Day and uh, sorry, the, the the Warhammer Fest and the and the Weekender. But it just you know, it's always nice to get news and get some FaceTime with the crew. But there is a Warhammer 40k open day, which traditionally we've gotten some stuff out of occasionally. Um, it's happening on the 30th of November. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that. Oh, also Andy Hall's Emperor's Children uh, are going to be on display in the Hall of Miniatures from 5th of November to 26th of January. Oh, very good. Look forward to seeing them when we're there next. Yep. Actually, we're not going to be there anytime soon, oh, are we? I'm planning on making a trip in November, so okay. We might <sighs> near my birthday. Yeah, I was gonna say we might try and venture in January. It's because you have a significant, significant birthday that I was birthday. thinking about the other day. Yeah, significant levels of birthday as, coming up. As, yeah, I was thinking about the other day as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, okay, we shall yeah. see. Because the 26th January is, in fact, is the 26th your birthday? 20, yeah. 23rd is my birthday. Yeah, okay, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> same, say, day, same, the same day as Greg Dan. Yes, of course. The, 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 the day the Paris community uh, rejoices. Unite and rejoice, yeah. <laughs> See, there's a possible option for a Warhammer hero. What, me? Well, that's too complicated. <laughs> I mean, Greg. So, uh, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brutal. I love it. Oh, I think, we were, I think you're right. Michael, you're up. <laughs> in terms of in terms of the queue of people, I think he would be well ahead of us in that regard. Yeah. <clears throat> Who's okay. next? Uh, Chris. Uh, oh, is it? Oh, yeah. do apologise. Uh, is it? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, on the tabletop, formerly Beasts of War, did a very good video on the basics of green stuff this month. Uh, we would highly recommend giving it a look because green stuff is something that uh, Michael and myself really struggle with. I struggle with. Everybody struggles and with. And 
I, I think it's it's getting that mix right, isn't it, with green stuff? It's it's that yellow to boo, yellow to boo, yellow to blue combination to get the sort of that contextual video. There were probably there were probably more in depth videos in there, but it was just sort of it piqued my interest. It was like, oh, that's actually quite. Yeah. I think you're supposed to kind of actually we'll come onto it in um, the post bag bit, but um, I didn't know you're supposed to get your hands wet first. And you're yeah. supposed to sort of soak it as well, so it's quite pliable. I've never yeah. done that. I'm just trying to sort of leave to hand as well to put on your fingertips. Oh right, okay. And also I, cut out cut out the middle. I find it really difficult to work with. But like I said, these professional people can perhaps give us some tips, so we'll have a look at that. And finally, for this month's State of the Union, we had some relevant painting to show us this month on Warhammer TV. Uh, the first was using contrast over other colours. Of course, yep. um, followed by plasma gun glow. So that sounds interesting. Um, painting battle ready corn blood letters with the classic and contrast methods. Uh, Nurgle plague bearers with the classic and contrast. Hell forged weapons, cloaks, which I talked about earlier. Some battle ready guides for Blackstone Fortress escalation characters who are almost a permanent fixture now. And that would be Naum. I can't pronounce this. Naum. The Road Trader. Um, the uh, yeah, so it's the road trader, shine the, is that shine myriad, Nayam shine myriad. Oh, that's one uh, person, Dedalosius, the um, tech priest, um, Dedalosius, mm. um, Aradinia Man Madeline, who's the psyker, I think. Is that yes, it is. Yep. it is, yeah, and X101, the um, the what you call it, the servitor, the um, yes, or as. Magos in disguise. Yeah, so that is uh, so that's a, there's a yeah. That, okay, very good. Yeah, so uh, there's some options there. Um, but I don't think they take it to a good enough standard myself. I think if you're going to have painting guys for some char- char- you know, top characters from new games, I think you should give us a proper painting guide, not uh, a silly little. I, I don't like these battle ready, the battle ready focus for a whole model. I prefer. I- yeah, I mean, I suppose it depends on what these things are aimed at, like, Michael. If you think about it, they're trying to encourage yeah, a hobby, no, I get, quick I get painting. That. Whereas you I know, get that. Just, if they're going to do that, I'd love to see uh, a guy to take it a bit further because it's mm. not obvious to a newcomer to the hobby. Oh well, I've got it to this standard. What do I do now to make it even better? I it's see what not, you mean. So it's, like, it's yeah, not yeah. immediately obvious what you do to to take it to that next level. Although I do like the fact that they they are using a lot of the new uh, the new layer paints, not just the contrast. They're using a lot of the new layer paints, like Corvus Black, and the, for for the, its excellent properties, like it's it's just a slightly off black, um, so it's really good on material. So, okay, very cool. I'll yeah. Give it a look. So um, that concludes the State of the Union. Yep. Uh, next up is our little roundup of all things Titanicus in Engine Kill. Right, so uh, again, it's not a not a big deal from um, from what you call it, uh, and, uh, Titanicus this month. I mean, as we start to play more games, we're going to have to start talking about Titanicus more. Uh, yeah. So uh, we will we'll get there. Um, but we had uh, an excellent article, at least I think it was an excellent article from Richard Gray, Golden Demon winner, on the kinds of techniques that you need to to put in in you know 
for painting your uh, titans because uh, obviously it's a it's a whole different scale it's a whole different type of painting so it's an interesting article so definitely worth a, a read links up in the show notes obviously cool yeah, uh, they look really nice yeah yeah graham's just catching up on the notes now and reading the articles yes <laughs> uh okay so uh what else was there so uh duncan was on warhammer tv on a show about painting your titanicus models similar theme uh talked about the practicalities of building and painting them weathering and went through some of the ideas of painting legio defensor uh ataris solaria astorum mortis volpa Ferenes and Legio Crytos. Cry- Cry- there. Yeah, my, yeah. my brain wanted to put a P in there. The, go- the Godbreakers. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should have put the low Gothic named in instead. No, okay. so I, I can read. I just can't pronounce, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Um, and basically, basically, the Titan Legion from Titan Death. Yeah. yeah. That's um, quite a good show. but Cool. And it's followed by a live streamed game between Legio Ferretta. And Legio Presagius. Presagius, yeah. Yeah, cool. Got that one absolutely nailed. Very Show cool. I haven't, I haven't watched that. Have you watched that yet? Mm, I haven't watched the live stream game, but I did watch the the, 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 the painting thing. I haven't watched the oh, live stream cool. game. Still catching up. It's a lot more difficult for me to watch this stuff because now I'm downstairs and sharing the office with Lindsay. So she's working during the day. So she wants to listen to her to music. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to listen to this podcast or this audio book. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, the, the only thing we have uh, uh, agreed on is a, 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 a podcast about uh, about music. So Fair you enough. should you should. I'll, there's a, a very funny podcast that you should listen to, whether you could listen to it while working is another matter. But oh, yeah, right. you send me a link. Yeah. But uh, in t- so actually, we'll take this moment. So, Graham, you're playing Legio Mortis. So they've got Correct. rules. Chris, so you, have you picked a Legio or are you going to... I'm homebrewing my one. Homebrewing. So are you going to use the elite, the Crusade Legion rules? Uh, I haven't actually put through them properly yet. It's in. I... The, it was in the last White Dwarf. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think we talked about it last show, but you, you pick you pick and choose from a list to yeah. build your Legion rules. Yeah, that's what um, my friend Sid's doing that for his, I think. Yeah, He's I'm going through and doing it that way. I'm having to do that for mine because they don't have rules yet. Okay, so should we head into the augury scanner? Although yes, somebody did say, oh, sorry, they, they, well, they did say that they preferred Graham's post back, but we'll keep with the augury scanner for now and wait yeah, for yeah, whatever, it, whatever feedback we get. Yeah. Okay. So next up, uh, we have our usual scan through all things heresy that have piqued mine and the team's interest uh, over the last month or so. Uh, and also, because we've been getting some, um, talk through some of the feedback we've got from you lovely people. Correspondence. Correspondence, would you, Adam and Edith? Mm-hmm. So we've had a few more emails this month, which is always lovely. Um, so we had uh, an email from Alice. Uh, she is in or around the sort of Texas area. So it's lovely to hear from her um, talking about the hobby over there and some of the things that happened there. Um, but also specifically uh, about some suggestions for the show with regards to how we should, you know, um, make new players welcome. 
um, which I think we've already touched upon in some of the feedback we've got previously. So thank yeah. you very much for that, Alice. That was really good, um, yeah. really nice feedback. It's great to hear from you. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were some less than pleasant things she discussed that had happened to her. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into the not going to no. go into the detail because I don't think we've got. But I don't, it, I, I, it, it, yeah. We all read it, and we it sort of got us got us all thinking about the things, which is kind of, you know, yeah, the purpose. It, it made it, us yeah. and yeah, it sort of exactly. adjusted our, our point of view on things, and made us think about something that was, you know, something things that we perhaps hadn't, you know, things hadn't necessarily crossed our mind at any point. Yeah, and I which think was all, which yeah, was good. It was, it's, you know. it's true. It was good, and it's also you know when you're on talking about sort of players and players interaction, I guess. Uh, outside of that that particular topic, um, you know, it's easy to think that everything's fine from the inside of this heresy bubble, this niche niche that we find ourselves in, because you know we know that most people that we know uh, are really nice people, and we have great games, and we you know pride ourselves as a community on being welcoming and inclusive. Um, but that's not always the case. Um, it would appear, and it's easy for us to think that it is always the case because the people that we interact with are generally nice people. Um, you know, there may be elements of that where it is more elitist or the, the heresy scene is viewed as um, somewhat uh, elitist in that regard and that people, you know, guard it very jealously and you know, don't aren't massively welcoming to new players. Yeah. And, you know, it, I can see that, I guess. Uh, I've not experienced it, but then, like I said, I wouldn't have experienced it because we're kind of inside the bubble we're, already. We're in that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's it, it gave us a good perspective to think about that as a, potential thing to look at which is you know how would you start this hobby and we put a lot of effort in locally michael and myself um getting new players in you know we do demo games people like dean we brought on john etc paul all these people who you know wanted to play heresy and we've been there and we've you know talked them through playing heresy and i hope they've and they've when they come to around. company of legends we always make sure you know, do our best to make sure they sort of integrated mm. in and absolutely you know, so as best uh, we can I, it's it's one of those things that from the outside in you could see that it may be quite an, a difficult shell to penetrate. So, with that in mind, you know, we it's given us a bit of think, things to think about in terms of you know, could we do more in that regard to make this hobby more uh, accepting from the outside in uh, and more inclusive in that regard. So, I think we've put a code of conduct on our events now, um, which we think is important. Um, but you know, more than that, I think it's just uh, it gives us a little bit of time to think about some things different we view, and that's a good thing. And so we'll be probably coming back to this um, in future shows, I think, because it does tie in very much with the yeah, whole thing about how wow. how new players and how existing players should. We've kind of had yeah. a, on on our list for you know last yeah. two years. We've had this that as an episode idea. It's yeah. just how to approach that episode idea. I think it's, that's been the thing I mean, always. It does kind of tie in with something that um, one of the guys at the Newcastle, uh, Rob, Robbie here, the store, um, told us, you know, uh, was talking about the events we were running. He was all like, you know, the most awful, awful people to play uh, games workshop games players to actually have to deal with in his job as a, uh, as, as a workshop employee, heresy players, apparently. Apparently the rudest the, and most the, elitist. The, the thing is, okay. I've walked into Games Workshop and I said I was a heresy player and the, the member of staff basically walked away at that point because I wasn't going to buy anything from him. So it, it it's a two-way street. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It does come both ways. So, yeah. 
I don't find it that, but then I wouldn't, right? That's the thing, I think, is where this email was quite good at kind of giving us a different perspective. From my point of view, I think that compared to, say, other areas, hobby scenes that I've been in, this is really welcoming, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, it's, and everybody wants to play the game in a certain way so it doesn't become a overpowered kind of slaughter fest where two people are trying to literally sort of beat the living daylights out of each other. Uh, and try and prove who's the better. I mean, no, no word of a lie. There are some parts of the community that are very much unwelcoming to new players um, or have a very elitist attitude, uh, especially in regards to painting. Um, but generally speaking, I do think we have a, a reasonably welcoming community. But I, I will preface this, uh, in this particular case of Alice, your experience is completely different from our own. You have your own... Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your own Absolutely. stuff that's gone on um you you know you've got a completely different point of view to us you know we're we're dudes who well you know two of us are are fat bearded dudes who kind of fit in with the general image of a of a war gamer i'm not Um, bearded (laughs) you're not fat either no i know i'm one of us has got to be the good looking one haven't they so yeah uh exactly um once upon uh, a time it it, you know it may have been graham but he's let himself go yeah, so there are, uh, there are, um, yeah, so, so I preface that with our experience is obviously completely different from yours, uh, and we're not going to try and invalidate your what you what's going on with you, but yeah, so uh, it did make us think that, um, you know, we put in a, that code of conduct, and you know, we, we definitely do want to have that show about how to be uh, a more inclusive and welcoming player, and you know, I think that's one that I, I, I do want to try and get more people in the community involved. Uh, in yeah, for, that, if that makes any sense i think when we do that show i think it's an opportunity for us to get you know people like alice um and other people involved in the conversation that we're going to yeah. have when it you know but i think it's it, it's very different to us doing like an episode we're doing now where we're going through our normal stuff and then we're doing a, a focus it's going to require us to sort of really sit down maybe two months before we do that show and plan it out properly. and really sit down and plan it because it's it's a it's a really hard conversation i think we might have to have yeah 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 i mean uh megan has approached me with an idea for a dread claw after she read that email so yeah, I, we, will, yeah. we will um we will uh that i won't none of us i not 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 one of us will be involved in in fact if, if she does it so i think that's a good thing so like i said it was really good it was lovely feedback um she enjoys the show and it was a really good point that she made, and it was certainly gave us something to think about, which is great. From yeah. our oh, and she, she wants Megan on the show more. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So, so yeah. <laughs> try and sort those things out. So anyway, yeah. that was that. Great. Thank you very much, that, Alice. Um, well, hopefully we hear from you in the future. Um, we also had uh, an email, another email um, from Simon, uh, also saying us how much enjoyed the show and some uh, peculiar request this one we did think oh, this is very peculiar uh so this was um wanted to know what type of music we listen to <laughs> just out of curiosity so well what type of music do we listen to so <laughs> <laughs> um like i say he also asked us if we could do some more work on other systems which we pretty much have done pretty much exclusively for this episode anyway if i'm completely truthful yeah but um yeah so we want likes to do something about word bearers and imperial fist anytime soon. I don't know if we've got either of those. We've done the word bearers before, haven't we? We, we tend not to do the armies that we play. Yes, imperial fists is is coming up at the end of the year, I think. 
Okay. Yeah, we should do that because we did the Iron Warriors back in the yeah. day. And that's oh, yeah, we've done your one, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be a shame if the Imperial Fist would have knocked that off, wouldn't it? it would yeah, be the, um, yeah. So, oh. anyway, back to the original question. What sort of music do we listen to? Oh, God. Uh, no, that's going to be a theme, themes, uh, movie soundtracks, generally. I probably listen to, if I'm hobbying, then I'll have a movie soundtrack on. Yeah. Yeah, Not see, like a got, singy one, but like the proper orchestral. So original like soundtrack, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, or something. <sighs> Tron, the Tron soundtrack every day. That's the second Tron film, Tron Legacy. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, and the weirdly, the Creed Two soundtrack. I was listening okay. to that a lot while I was doing the Blood Angels the other week. How bizarre! Code and the Barbarian soundtrack well, is the best. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> but. I don't yeah. really generally, to be honest, I don't tend to listen to music when I paint. Usually I'm watching telly because I'm painting in the same room as the wife. Um, but I, if I do listen to music, I generally uh, come from an era of pretty much classic <clears throat> rock, I think. Well, let's, be, let's be honest, you've not listened to bought an album since 1991. I, I, exactly right. So my theory is fundamentally that music is ultimately dead after Metallica's Black Album. <laughs> so there you go. Anything from about 1967 to then. Is yeah. perfectly fine. Anything else? Yeah. And quite rightly so. I'm an old git. Doesn't matter what I think. So there you go. That's me. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't know what I don't know what Michael listens to. This is a bit. Of <sighs> I mean, I have uh, just to really throw a spare into this. I have listened to Girls Aloud while writing plot for for a week for <laughs> Company of Legends before, and I had to listen to that whole album because I was also going to get it done. Okay. The album or the plot? The uh, well, I had to listen to the album to get the plot done. Just, okay. The two things became entwined in my brain. Okay, very good. Okay. Mr. B. Mr. B. Uh, what are your musical well, preferences? Maybe half my collection is generally speaking conventional rock and oh what's that? Uh, it was a, a bumblebee. Bumblebee, yeah. Um uh, you know, conventional rock indie and stuff like that, but the other half of it is maybe slightly off. Oh, can we guess? Can we guess? Oh go on. Go on, Graham. I think Michael is actually a big folk fan. Dear. <laughs> there is quite a bit of folk in there. Yes. I imagine he is a big Mumford and Sons fan. I th- Mumford and Sons, yeah. Um, no, I have a lot of um, what's popularly termed as nerd music. So I have some nerd core, which is uh, nerdy oh, rap. N- nerd core? Nerd, uh, you're making this nonsense. I am actually not. Wait a minute. Let me see if Google agrees with you. There is no. a let's let's, let's see if Spotify agrees with you. That's the thing. Oh yeah, it does. Nerdcore playlist. Oh okay, right. What is this nonsense? This Dungeon is... Master of Ceremonies. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. By yep. MC Chris. Yeah, uh, MC Chris is quite cool. I love his uh, Fets Vet. Um, uh, MC Hawking, which is uh, yeah. I'm, which, I'm aware that we can't play any of this while we're doing no, the show because no, no. of, of, of rules. MC Hawking, which is uh, um, uh, uh, Stephen Hawking's uh, rap career, uh, including such classics as All My Shootings Be Drive-Bys. Oh, Very nice. Good, good heavens. Uh, yeah, a bit of uh, a bit of nerd folk. Um, and, well, I'll uh, be jiggered. You know, library bards, um, double clicks, um yeah, it's quite yeah, so, you know a bit of fil- bit of filk in there as well. Um, it's, I uh, like Dungeon Master M- ceremonies; that's pretty good. Um, but there's yes, you're right, MC Hawking. 
MC Frontalot. Oh yeah, hello Frontalot, um, the seller. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's the, the, uh, you know, a bit of we- I like Weezer. They're, they're quite good, even though they're they're very mainstream. So you know, a, are they that are they that nerd rock? There's a band called Commodore Sixty Four, or at least yes, yep. it is a band called Commodore Sixty Four in the nerd rock genre. Anyway, what a fascinating topic that's turned yeah. out to be. After all, good but choice. Actually, speaking Simon. of that, I, I, it means I'm now going to pick a particular. I'm going to speak to the the artists and see if I can get permission to shove a particular song straight after this section uh, intended for Alice. Okay, very good. Very cool. So anyway, Simon, thank you for that. That has been most interesting. Yeah, no, Uh, I'm I'm boot red now. Now now people know exactly right now, but we've actually let a little bit of ourselves out there into the public domain. Uh, Guilty musical secret. One album or one song. I'll start. Guilty? Oh, God. so, well, yeah, I, some, I, I've already done would, mine. Something that you wouldn't admit to in public normally yeah. that you own. That I I don't own music anymore. I just stream it. Um, you go back to you listen to more than a couple of times. Oh, uh, okay. Bell from the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. Oh, nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like right. the tune. So do I. Uh, mine is I quite like. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, from, from, from Moana. Moana. That yeah. soundtrack's brilliant. That, that's that pretty. Oh, good. that that was going to be my one. Um, okay, I guess if I'm going to have to go with one, it's going to be uh, the Steven Universe soundtrack. Okay. Steven, okay, I'm going to ask question. What's Steven Universe? Yeah, same here. I'm oh, it's a, it's a cartoon. Okay, right. I'm going to look that up later. Okay. On. It's it's actually quite good and sweet and pretty good um it stars estelle who who she was a she was um uh a singer um she was well, she is a singer i love uh, how we just rubbish someone's career did, did, did um oh, what was that song called american boy with oh with, with, yeah okay i'm yeah. Vaguely, vaguely aware of who you're talking of now past 1991 mate you lost yeah. me <laughs> Yeah. And I only know that one because um, there was a cover that uh, Chris Moyes kept doing. I think it was Somerset Boy or something. No. Yes, Again, it was. Yeah. Radio 1 didn't listen to that after 1991 either. I was getting a lift from work to work at the time, right. and the guy was sort of like okay. still trying to pretend that he was twen- in his 20s. <laughs> like near us. In his, still trying to pretend he was in his 20s and able to do ease and whiz every weekend, um, when in fact he was nearer 40 and the drugs were killing him. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm surprised Fair I haven't enough. got an invite to his funeral yet. Okay, well, not so much <laughs> to look forward to, I guess. We had, we had another email, didn't we? That didn't we did, yes. any, so we, we any had requests a, we had a, about us, which a, is good. No, he didn't. We had a uh, an, an return email from Rick, who we spoke about on the previous show. Um, so Rick was the first person to email us in, I think, um, and gave us some lovely feedback. So he gave us some further feedback and said, oh, uh, pleased he was that we got a mention. But he also shared with us his uh, Black Shields army. And it's because of Rick that we're actually going to do the Black Seals episode this week. Yes. Uh, this month, rather. Uh, so he did show some pictures, um, which I thoroughly recommend you guys have a look at, because they're pretty awesome. I really like his colour scheme. Um, and he's got them on a web page somewhere. But, yeah, give it a listen, or give it a look, oh, rather. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a link it's to that a, in the show notes. I forgot about that. Yeah, really good. And he's a dude looking for a dude. Um, he's in uh, the deepest deepest rural <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's married and has a has a yes, son. He's, he's looking, he's looking he's, for, he's for someone player. to play against. Yeah, he's looking for other players. The term yes. "dude looking for dude" is gen. You know, is is widely considered the the, the correct terminology. Is it? Yes. 
if I Google Doom looking for Doom, yeah, pretty, maybe not Google it, but exactly. yeah. I, uh, he's I thinking of someone to play against. He's looking yes. for someone to play with. Um, go- yes, not we with, have... not with, against, against, against. Um, we have hooked him up. Minefield, with... this bloke. <laughs> we have, uh, we have given, passed along his number to Adam Kirby Jones, uh, formerly, uh, no, not formerly, of the Mournable podcast, because uh, he lives down that way. Um, cool. Because Rick does not use Facebook, um, which makes it difficult to look for new players, I guess. It is tough. It's harder than you think. Yeah, so, because yeah, we got... don't really do forums anymore, do we? No, he's on the thirty k forum, which is where the link to his um his 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 uh, black shields are. So yeah, we'll yeah. So, so thank you for that. So Rick. if you are in deepest rural Suffolk or anywhere in Suffolk or Norfolk, and you can make and you can sort out a journey, um, or somewhere to meet in that area, um, drop us a line and we'll happily pass you details on to Rick. Cool. So, so there you go. Yeah. Very good. We're here to help. So um. We also so we know we talk about it. so some one thing that catch my eye was these knights painted. Now they are kind of forty k esque for shores, um, but I thought it's from Paint Killer, um, and there's some spectacular work on these chaos knights. If you get a chance, have a look at the video because they are amazing pieces of sort of freehand work. That oh you, my word! They look good. Um, How? T- yeah, exactly. Are these painted with the blood of virgins or something? I don't know. It must have, I mean, it's just phenomenal stuff. It I mean, really that's, is. Oh, that's not Chaos Knight, is it? No, that's a, Sisters Unite. There's a Sisters Unite next to the Chaos. Oh, and a Thousand Sun. Oh, that's. Uh, oh, they are phenomenal. Oh, wow. Yeah, something oh, special. Oh, sh- straightened up the. Uh, oh, yeah, they're pretty good. Okay, this makes for excellent radio. <laughs> anyway, we'll put okay. a link up. I'll put the Thousand the Sun ones, I think. The Thousand Suns one is probably my favourite. Yeah, they yeah. look really great. Yeah. So anyway, well worth a look. It's at. like that's the Avengers in night form. It totally is. So that's um, yeah, Paint Killer, uh, Commission Painter, if you want to have a look at that. It's got really nice stuff there. Uh, the other thing that I picked out was from Crusade Heresy Group. Um, this is somebody who's been using green stuff to sculpt things. And you, you, if you click on them, you can think, well, how on earth did you do that, my friend? It's uh, very Warren's. nice. Yeah, look at that. It's green oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Work. That is. <laughs> Whoa. Some cool stuff. That's possible? Apparently yeah. so. possible to do this? Oh, it's an eye. It's a, it's a, it's anyway. A, oh, that sounds a Horus guy. Yeah, it's really cool, isn't he? So oh. anyway, again, fantastic um, for a podcast. But click on the link. You'll see what we're talking about. This yeah, really I'll throw these up there. Work. Well done, um, Mary. Really brilliant stuff there. So yeah, great stuff. Uh, give that a love. Uh, so that was it. Um, a couple of uh, rules queries which we already talked about, which was uh, the only thing that was we sent. I sent did send an FAQ about the Fire Raptor to see if they actually. So if that does get answered, that'd be great. And also the the ongoing confusion about laser destroyer arrays and their range. Is it thirty six? Is it forty eight? Yeah, who knows. Anyway. One of those things. So, other than that, I don't think there were any other massive rules controversies which I used. I think it's, it's. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's 48. I think it is 48. I'm kind I of. I think it's 48 because that's what the that's what the digital rule book says in um, yeah. uh, on the iBooks enhanced version. So, if that's what the rule book says, that's what it is. It's just literally annoying that the only way to see that rule is if you happen to own an iPad and own the enhanced version. Well, actually, weirdly enough, in the um, Questorus, not the Questorus Knights, in the red book with Christorus Knights and Custodes in Crusade Imperialis, it's listed as 48 in there. 
for the laser destroyer array. Well, there you so, go. There you go. I think it's probably fine. So that is it from the um, from me anyway. What about you guys? You found anything interesting? Um, yes. Uh, Sorry, go on, Chris. No, for, so for me, it's just been exploring um, Mars's stuff. That's been sort of the main thing I've been doing mm-hmm. on online really over the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. There is one thing I would like to mention. That is the Adeptus Terra podcast. Good bunch of guys there. Um, they're running a um, challenge for uh, Don Mortalis from 1st of September. Uh, so yesterday, as we're recording this, uh, through to the 31st of December. Uh, the challenge is to paint a um, Don Mortalis force with at least one troop, one elite, one HQ um, of a thousand points. Um, the models must be the only the condition. The condition is the models when you start can only be either built or primed or unbuilt um, and you know, you get post at least twice a month um, uh, before and after shots of your models um, and then meet up in January or February at Warhammer World to play some Zone Mortalis. So I'm, I'm doing, I'm going in for that. Uh, nice. Just as a Im- impetus to, to, to kickstart some of my custodies because they are, they've been sitting in a box unloved. Uh, they've been built, but you know, they've been unloved since I got them like a year ago. Um, and I said I would do them for blood and glory this year, but I'm not going to get a chance. So, um, okay. I want to. I want to. I want, I'm going to do a force of eight models. Go. You, you've gone for the easy option there. Really. You're not, <laughs> not going to do militia or something. Thirty-five thousand models. Well, I I really wanted to do. I really want. Uh, there were a couple ideas I was throwing around, and then everything I was thinking of. Well, well, I've already got some of those models, so I can't. So, I, and I don't really want any more of them. Like I've got five Ashen Circle, and I was thinking. Well, I could get five more, but it's like, yeah, when am I going to use them? I don't get to play Zone Mortalis where they really shine very often. I could really... So I'm not going to go out and buy um, any more Ashen Circle. Yeah, so, it makes, makes total sense yeah. to me. And it, and it made more sense to me to start it with a new army rather than one I already own. I mean, I could probably build another thousand points of Mechanicum out of the bits and pieces that I've got here. Yeah, or you use your blood angels. Oh yeah, I could just use my blood angels. Because they're not they're not touched. It's worth go. I think it's worth it because it's a nice it's a nice little. I am gonna I'm gonna build a new army uh, or, or just add some stuff to my list. It's 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 a kind of kick in the ass um, to get some stuff that I haven't uh, that I've got lying around done because I want to do these custodies. I know where you know Chris obviously is a very very upset with the rule changes. I got over it. I bought two new armies. Yep. <laughs> um, that showed to me. I like. Yeah, I gave like, them more money. I just like the custodies army, so I'm going to use um, three heterons, one with an adrocyte spear, a shield captain with paragon blade, um, and um, some normal custodies, one adrocyte spear, and one of the. Um, oh, is it the heavy support dreadnought? The one with the the one with a sword. Galatus. Uh, yeah, heavy Galatus. Yeah, the Galatus. Uh, I did want to take the one with the Laz Impulsor, but just too many points. Yeah, he's, he's not cheap now. Um, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, I've, I've not given up on my custodes. I'd point out. They just. I mean, I was toying with taking custodies and uh, angels to Blood and Glory and ro- rolling with Valdor and Sanguinius in the same army. I think one thing they are going to definitely yeah. fit in better now, and this is just my personal opinion, that it is is that is there'll be a uh, is they to me scream a great. <laughs> allied force you say that i was having a discussion with mr ing because he was thinking about adding she's got some custodes as well and i think them as a an allied force and he was telling me what he had and it worked out to be 
about over two thousand about two thousand points worth of models that he thought were just about a thousand points. So you don't get a lot of bang for your buck. No, you don't. But they're a small elite army, and I think now that they're 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 going to be people are going to play them because they like them rather than because they because they're they're a. Uh, um, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Go on. I can feel the ice that you're. What I am saying. Let's elaborate on that. Let's, what let's I am elaborate saying, on that, shall we? What I, am saying, what I am saying, Chris, is that you are going to play them again because you like them. I love my custom. I have no. I have no. You are bitter now, but I have no doubt in my mind that you will be picking up those custos again and finding out a way to make them. Finding a way to make them work. Yeah. I have no day. doubt about that. One day you will. Because sometimes you just need something think, that you've been using for a lot to get a bit of a to get a bit of a kick in the teeth to try <clears> something <throat> new, and I think you you're excited by the blood angels <laughs> and that's cool. Yes, um, it. I'm. Go I'm on, not, I'm, not a, Go I'm not a wordsmith here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I'm. I'm purely joshing I, with you. I think you're absolutely right, Michael. And you, yeah. it's one of those things, like I say, when it's um, when it happens to you and your army gets kind of changed around you have two choices and just having a break from from a bit see what happens yeah sometimes it's easy to lose a little go back to them and realize why you'd like playing them in the first place sometimes it's easy to lose a bit of passion for an army like um i I went off my work bearers but i played them again yesterday and i'm like right yeah i need to do some more stuff with them because i keep needing to add that second standard troop choice yeah just got an assault squad they're a pride of the legion force and it's like there are there are there are times when that feels like a bit of a crux yes. um okay just, a I, crux terminatus in fact yes i just can't decide whether to uh add tactical squads or um breacher or, or a breacher squad because the minute i've got an assault squad but obviously assault squads and breacher squads are a lot more expensive than tactical squads so can't be a 125 point tactical squad yeah i know i know yeah. it's just there's a part of me that wants to not do it on purpose gotcha they can put if it's like a uh well to be fair all i'd need a squad is, apothecary uh a sorcerer you're laughing every yeah. day of the week to be fair all i'd need to make them uh make them a more viable um to, to to make tactical squads would be a few a few standard uh, well Two Mark Threes and two Mark uh, Four Marines, and I've got a, and I've got a tactical squad, so I might do that uh, as Very well. Good. Just pick uh, up a couple of spare bits from. Um, just have, what do you need? Uh, two Mark Three and two Mark Four Marines. All right, Mister B, I will bring two Mark Three and two Mark Four already red Space Marines up uh, to come with Legends that you can have. Right, I will happily accept them. And that's my tactical squad. And that's the last Because there's those guys that I picked up off um, on Heresy Trading mm-hmm. that I'm kind of struggling to find. a. I had an idea for them. I don't need as many of them for that idea. So I can happily part with a couple of Awesome. Couple I, will of happily, I, I, will, I will happily accept uh, two Mark III and two Mark IV Marines. And then I'll have a, then I'll have a full uh, a full on um, a tactical squad. Okay, cool. Um, so, shall we move on to the book section? Yes, I could do with a little lie down. Yeah, you know, one book. book. One book. That's all you got. One book. We're going we're gonna... to. I entered this scene through rejection and honesty. Nerds weren't mean, they were weird, and that worked for me after 10 years of teasing when social skills failed me. 
dungeons and dragons Cured all that ailed me We read books, we played games We made art, we watched Lost We said things like B20 Shipping and mana cost It felt good to be myself Not being mocked Still self-conscious though We whispered things about jocks But one day you grow up Come into your own Now geek's not rejection It's a label I own Then ignorant haters Come to prove me wrong Tell me I'm not nerdy enough to belong I've got nothing to prove I've got nothing to prove I've got nothing to prove That's a funny one, go ahead How many comic books are there I haven't read? I know it feels good to have a contest you win It would feel even better if I wanted in So women aren't geeks, is that your conclusion? But this is some secret club based on exclusion Twelve-year-old dorks would say you're being selfish And then they'd go write in their journals in Elvish Onto the books, then. So, have you read this, Chris? Uh, Conrad Kurz. I have not read Kurz, unfortunately. You've not read Kurz. What, what was the last oh. book you read? What are you reading at the minute, anyway? What am I reading at the minute, anyway? I yeah. am reading, which is not heresy related at all, uh, oh, a David Bowie book. Oh, cool. 
that's cool. currently uh, <laughs> one of Graham's least favorite artists uh, in comparison to the Rolling Stones for some reason. Mm. Yeah, that's currently what's what's on my the last book I read. Heresy was um, Solar War. Cool. Yeah, that's a good book. Um, yeah. So Conrad Kurz, I didn't read it actually. I listened to it because um, I do like an audio book in the evenings when I'm when I'm uh, uh, painting. Uh, I got I realized this. this was out on Audible because uh, I got my, I got my credit through and I downloaded the second part of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and didn't think to check to see if there was any new Heresy audio books. Um, yes, there is. Um, oh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, good though. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I picked up this with my uh, with my credit um, and it's really good, but it's it's the twelfth of the Primarchs book, so we've only got um, we've only got six more to go. Um, including Sanguinius, Mortarian, uh, you know, a few few important ones there. Horus himself. Um, but we don't know what the next one's going to be. This is the first time that the, the sort of, they've stopped. There's a bit of a gap here. We don't know what the next Primarch's book is going to be. Hopefully we'll find out at the Black Library Weekender. But, we're, we're, you know, this is, it's, a bit, it's a bit irritating because we've always had reliable heresy content um, thrown at, at us thanks to the Primarch's books. But we don't know what the next one is, but anyway, um, by diverge. Uh, so this is Guy Haley's actual, it's actually his third book in the series. Cause that man writes like a demon. I think, um, there was a, there, there was a podcast on Voxcast interview with Aaron Dembski Bowden. And he worked out the speed, dif- the, the book <laughs> difference rate between him and, uh, him and Guy. And it was, it was something ridiculous. Like Guy writes eight books to every one of, uh, uh Aaron Dembski Bowden's so yeah he's prolific yeah um anyway so this is i've got to say it's the most unconventional of all of the primarch books so far it's really really strange um it's not actually set during the heresy it's set during the scouring in the um during the hours leading up to uh uh the assassination of Kurz. And it's a bit of a cross section of the Night Hornet's history, so t- told in a, a really jagged way. So, so, so you'll cover one little bit, you'll cover, then you'll jump back a bit, then you'll jump back to what, the first bit, then you'll jump over to this bit, uh, and it's kind of all over the place. So it's very, uh, it, you know, it, 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 it's the recollection of a of, of Kurz, as, as it were. He sort of, um, it's a kind of conf- Kurz's confessional about you know what he what he is uh what he deserves um and stuff like that so it is quite interesting and there are some interesting aspects about it like for example it sort of opened up you know it occurs like to say that hit, that fate is uh, uh set and that there's only one one option um but there are sort of hints that actually maybe it's not maybe curs could have made different choices that would have led to different a different outcome but you know it shows him at his best you know when he's a, when he's very noble and uh, and and and, and uh, you know very much a son of the emperor but it also shows him very much at his worst and everything in between okay so um pretty much every night lord's named character from heresy from 40k you know that, that's established uh gets a mention in this book um they make an appearance um so you know the so he's quite grounded in those stories that we actually already know so that's covering you know, some ground isn't it that is some serious yeah so it might not be necessarily but it's like th- what their contribution to the the to the night lords was 
uh, like for example the painted count how did he contribute to what the legion actually became um and stuff like that so and and the after effects of why the choices that some of those characters made what it led to so it's it's a very tragic book in a, in a yeah. way yeah. um it's always a sort of a tragic character isn't he that's the thing yeah so so yeah. i mean those characters the, the characters the tar yeah, the, yeah so the characters are you know that the, the we've got they're, they're sort of very much in curse's orbit and they've kind of been damned because they're his sons you know he, he you know just by being his sons they, they're damned to a, it's yeah yeah i mean we're very much left with the question would cruise occurs sorry i also oh, gotta say cruise but it's curse. uh would he have turned out differently if he landed on a lover less despicable worlds but at the same time sometimes you sort of read it yeah i i, I reread parts of it and it was well we listened to parts of it and it was sort of like you know he's actually mental he's, 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 he's blighted by the same thing that the gift of foresight yeah which is the same thing that sanguinius suffers with yeah i mean he's the it's ultimate that, how yeah. they deal with it they are you know he it kind of it destroys him. He only sees sort of the the worst of it, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. But but he's the ultimate in the unreliable narrator, and it does uh, it does fix his um his heresy story. It does fight. It does end his story in the heresy. It sort of explains what happens to him after uh, Ruin Storm and how he eventually gets out of that situation and ends up where he is you know for his assassination yeah. so um it is kind of it's very much tied in and it does explain why he wasn't at terror so um, well, i well i think the last time we saw him uh ruin storm yeah which is when sanguinius, sanguinius uh did something to him yeah trying not to spoil it yes gives him a nice warm hug gives him a cup of cocoa sits him on a sofa and, and it's like you're just gonna sit out this war, yeah. yeah you you're, just, you're just gonna you're just gonna sit in this cell uh, and be and be pleasant. Yes, but yeah, it, it explains how he ends up getting out of that situation that he's in at the end of Ruin Storm. Okay, cool. And yeah, it so so it does cut in, but it but it's but it's sort of very clear from that 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 ruins Ruin Storm was the end of his story in the Heresy. Yeah, uh, he's done at that point. That's, That's fair enough. Makes sense. So. That's its major link with the heresy, and yes, some of the stuff is set during the heresy, but but a lot of it is background. And yeah, as I said, he is the he's the ultimate in the unreliable M, uh, narrator because he is completely insane. Yeah, yeah, the, the reality and him have sort of long long traded past, haven't they? Sadly. Oh yeah, and, it, and it's clear that he is. Yeah, he's completely deranged. He's, <laughs> utterly deranged and there's, there, there's a lot in that but that's cool anyway so that that's because definitely worth a listen uh or read um i i enjoyed it you know it, it shows that the the primarchs books can be different they don't all have to be the origin story um i think this because obviously we had an angron which very much wasn't an origin story well it was kind of an origin story but not in a way if that makes any yeah. sense but yeah it's definitely the Primark series, as I said, it had a rocky, rocky start, but it's turned out some absolute crackers of books. Do you know what I did do on the Primark thing. Solar War wasn't the last thing I read because I read um, Scions of the Emperor. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just I sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah, and the Primarchs. Yeah, I got your um, which was I thoroughly enjoyed that. Actually, I thought it was really good. The little sort of seven or eight page. That's a bit bigger than that, I suppose. But um, yeah, I thought they were really good. Yeah. Really good book the stories all sort of kept me ticking along. Because sometimes in anthologies, you think, oh, maybe I'll just you know pass over and. But I didn't feel like I wanted to do that. Yeah. What did you think of the um the Blood Angels one? Uh, let me just which one is oh, that's the sculptor, yes. Um, it was the one I enjoyed the Blind's one wasn't the one I enjoyed the most. Um, the one I is it in this one or was it in Sons? The Dawn one with the um, Forgotten Legions. Oh, yeah, that was in that one, yeah, yeah, that's that's the story that I enjoyed the most in this, yeah, it was a really interesting yes and just like it's just oh just there's a little bit extra tidbits in it um, like, yeah ah, you tease you tease yeah, it just it, yeah but i like the <clears throat> it kind of is, it, it does establish some of the facts that we think anyway yeah uh, and it's like and it's very clear that we're not gonna get anything about those legions ever yeah. revealed to us that's it I think it's. I think it's. I think they're very clear on that one. That's that's as much as you're going to get on those legions. Yeah. You're not going to get them revealed. Okay. So, um, right. So, quick look through the Black Shields um, yeah. series. So, the, there is an actual Black Shield story that isn't connected to that series, um, and it is entitled Black Shield um, by Chris Ray. It's also in Heralds of the Siege. So. And get it an audio in that format as well and basically that one is a uh it's originally from the 2016 summer of reading uh we just had the summer of reading for this year but no heresy was in it sadly um and um it's about korak a former death shroud of the death guard um who's uh reclaimed his name and now leads a small band of warriors on an old and dilapidated ship and um sort of he's pursued by some unknown enemies um and he lands on a toxic and muddy world to make their last stand on horror on solid ground um really really good story for me um really shows that rate has a has a solid uh grasp when it comes to the the death guard um which it's hard to do at times because they are a very much unlovable legion um yeah yeah and uh yeah so that's a you know, it, it explores the loyalty of those who've already turned against the Emperor, and how does one betrayal make the second betrayal even easier? So, good story. Good little yeah. story, that is. Um, I think that was the first time we really got into the idea of the Black Shields um, after the, uh, after the, the, what book was it? Book six? Yeah, book uh, six. Yes, it is six. Yeah, I think this this came out <clears throat> the summer, the summer <clears throat> after book six came out, and this was the first sort of you know fluff we got really Just into them. the into them so that was quite good uh okay so the uh so the next ones we've got a series of free audio dramas written by josh reynolds uh black shields now these concentrate on the um story of endred ha and his particular banner endred ha was part of the crusader host um got arrested and then escaped after killing some people um but he's not really a traitor he's not really a loyalist he's yeah he is the very epitome of black shield isn't he yeah he's kind of he's deaf he wants to kill horus but uh, uh and he is sort of working with malkador but he's not 
happy to be working with Mark Order. I think it's just a case of their purposes happen to align. Yeah. The, the enemy of my enemy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So the first one we had was Black Shield's The False War. So uh, it was actually Josh Reynolds' first uh, heresy contribution. So that was quite good because um, Josh has turned on to be a, a quite decent writer. I think he did a uh, did Fulgrim. I think he did. Yes. Fulgrim. Yeah, he's done. He's done a, Ooh, done a couple. Just, of... Let me just double check. I... Yeah, he's done. I, the, the name rings a bell on the cover, if that makes sense. Yeah, but no, Josh has written a couple of little bits and bobs here and there. I'm pretty sure he wrote Fulgrim. Um, but yeah, no, this was a this was a really really good audio drama. Mm. Uh, it's not an introduction story to Endred Ha, so you're not going to get your, your introduction to him, um, which is good because um, a lot of stories you do get. They spend so long introducing the characters, but um, it's an interesting tale, which kind of looks at the, um, you know, the, the, the idea of loyalty and the gray area that kind of exists um, between um, the forces of the wall master and the emperor where the, where the black shields, you know, they, they live because they're in that sort of gray area, um, not really being loyal and not really being traitors. Um, so they have a difficult time of it. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's a, it's a good, good little story i think um the next so there's not actually a great little action in that one particular but the conflict conflict is within the warband itself because uh, the warband are questioning har's leadership and their place in the war and the mission they're actually on uh the next one <laughs> is black shield's red fife and this it takes place in the aftermath of the last audio drama uh, with Malkador attempting to pers- persuade Har to join the Loyalist War efforts, um, as Har decided to raid a um, World Eater's facility for supplies, um, in which he attempts to recruit one of his oh, old friends. This was yes, I I enjoyed. I listened to this. Was this an audio? Yeah, yeah, audio drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember to, listening to, to, this to recruit a guy to his side, but he discovers he's actually a madman, and he kind of changes his mind about that whole idea of recruiting him. Um, and wasn't there some things with his thoughts about Angron as well? Yeah, yeah, this? yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. I love that the you know the way he's he's sort of really angry with Angron for putting them in the position. So you know it, it's a be- very much an explanation about what drove Hart to turn against his legion, and, the, and there's a very good look at the bitterness he feels uh, towards uh, other world eaters. So you know there's definitely no going back for him there, um, and that's that's a good one. It sort of ties in with some of the some of the book six stuff as well. Um, I think you've got the, basically the Legion in um, the, the word bear, sorry, not word bearers, world eaters, world what eaters. they called again. Um, Legion in duck tie. I think. Yeah. Yes. That's when they get. Sort of... I think they're basically Legion in duck tie in there. Yeah. Um, and they might not be quite, but that's what it feels like they are. Um, yeah. And then finally recent one, we reviewed this last month. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I not need much to listen to this before we do our, um, cause I was, I've been listening to the, I listened to the false war and red fife. Yeah. Um, to get ideas for army lists for our list challenge. I need to listen to this before we record our army list section, just to tick yeah. that along. But that's a good, that's a good old, uh, that's a good story yeah. there. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm not really going to talk much about it. It's basically they're captured. Someone's betrayed him, but has he really? <laughs> fair. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it's actually a really good, really good listen. Um, again, uh, the the only thing I would say about this is, and I, I said it last month, is subtlety, please, please, some subtlety. <laughs> we get 
that you've been dropping hints about Endred Har's origin throughout this whole series and everywhere he's mentioned. You know, you drop hints about what his particular background is, but please don't flash it in neon red signs and say, sure. yeah, yeah, here you go. This is definitely it, Just you know, snap. wink, wink, without actually saying it. It's yeah. a little bit annoying because it's sort of like, it's now so blatantly obvious what Endred Har is, um, but they haven't actually come out and say it but they've set everything but, and it's not it, it, like the lost legions. It's more interesting that we t- know very little about them. Yeah. It, it kind of also not talks down to the, the listener slash reader because by, by putting it out there, obviously you can't then it's like they can't assume, they assume that you can't work it out. Yeah, it really, it really is too. It really is really obvious in this one. I find that I found that a little annoying, but that's that's picking a hole in it, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, the the, the audio dramas themselves really, really good. Really enjoy them. Um. I do highly recommend listening to them. Um. They aren't, you know, the most action-packed series. It's not. A, it's not bolter, bolter porn, as it were. But it's very. They're very good. Very good. Nice. Okay, so that is basically the books. And what we're going to do now is we're going to move on. We're going to have a little bit about the uh, the fluff behind the oh, black. Hang on. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Upcoming oh. books. Upcoming books, yeah. Upcoming books. 5th of October. 5th of my, October. My birthday. We're getting Lost well. in the Damned, the second book in the Siege of Terror. Which I'm very excited about. Yes, me too. That that cover looks immense. Yeah, that cover looks great. The, uh, what I would, what I will say is, if you're following the the Siege of Terror storyline, don't go on to, and you don't want to know what happens, don't go on to Lexicanum. No, <laughs> because no. I, I, I logged on there the other day just to look something up, to sort of something was playing on my mind, and then I scrolled down and then, very nearly ruined the entirety of the Lost and the Damned for me. It's like people spoilers. Yeah, I, I can understand why they did it because why they do it. I I should have thought about it. It's just one of those things. Yeah, it's like at least Wikipedia when you know when a Marvel film comes out because they, they often come out in the UK like before they get to America, like a week before or something, a few days before. At least they have been, and they've just been saying, um, you know, th- th- there are spoilers in this. Yeah. Um, okay. So okay, now we'll move on to Black Shields section, Black Shields. and we'll um. We'll be right back in a second. Someone go and wake were warriors of the Astartes and renounced their legion. They were often marines from legions who turned traitor whilst they remained loyal, or in rarer cases, traitors from loyalist chapters. Rarer still were Black Shield marines who decided to strike out on their own, taking no sides, often turning to piracy to survive, some becoming lords of their own domains carved out of the chaos of war. Black Shield still produced new Astartes, often experimenting with gene seed, even mixing those from different chapters. This created stronger, tougher Astartes, but often had entirely unpredictable results. They were forced to scavenge their own equipment, and they often could be seen brandishing many such weapons, 
such as las guns, auto guns, and even xenos weapons. As for their armour, it was more prone to damage due to lack of repair. Some black shields bore the Aquila, others the Eye of Horus, but they served no master other than themselves, and were seen by both sides in the war as little more than pirates. Next up, we will be looking at the Black Shields Crunch. And after hearing all about the history of the Black Shields and where they fit into the heresy, we'll now be looking at their specific rules in the game. So the Black Shields don't have rights of war in the traditional sense, uh, obviously, because they're no longer part of the legions uh, or part of that command structure. But what they do have that replaces them is this brought by war rule, which is a bit like, I suppose, a legion right of war. So each of the options, as the same with the rights of war, has its own negatives and positives. And there are a number of them that you can choose from. So the first one is death seekers. Um, and so if you have this as a wrought by war, these guys specialize in charging across the battlefield directly into the face of your opponent, whilst ignoring casualties as they go. So they get the immune to pain, so all of the units with the Legion Astartes Black Shields rule gain Filna Pain 6+, plus, and are immune to pinning, and don't need to take morale checks for casualties suffered from shooting attacks, a bit like Iron Warriors. Um, the lure of battle, though, is that you cannot voluntarily fail a morale check, and if you attempt to move your units further away from the enemy than when they started in the turn, you have to take a leadership test. So if you fail, you move D6 towards the nearest enemy instead. So like crazy corn berserkers of the 30th millennium. Um, what's the next one on the list, Chris? So we, I mean, the thing when so they're not quite rights of war. They are more just, they give the, the army the character, don't they? Yeah, so That's like yeah, the I mean, Legionis Astartes rule. Yeah, it's, it's not like, yeah, they're not quite like rights of war in that, in sort of the, the literal sense. They are more to give your army a little bit of, a little bit of flavouring on top. Because like, you don't have the, the, the specific Legionis Astartes, say Ultramarines or yeah. Death Guard or, or, uh, or what have you rules. So these sort of replace, sort of fit in there. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the second one you can have is the Orphans of War. And this is... Uh, so non-characters uh, gain plus one leadership and can reroll ones to hit in the shooting and assault phases. Um, if you are within six inches of a friendly unit of black shields that has more than five models in it, but you cannot benefit from the leadership of any other model. And if you do fail the morale te- check in the assault phase, you automatically lose D3 models in addition to any other adverse effects. Mm. Uh, characters gain preferred enemy characters. Cool. Uh, no gods, no masters. You cannot include chaplains or any agents of the Imperium. Uh, not not make cannot you can't nor. take allied space yeah nor uh, may you take allied space marine legions uh, legion detachments um which includes either of those okay so you could oh, take an allied detachment again. as long as yeah. as long as it hasn't got a chaplain as long as it got a chaplain or, a, or an agent, agent of, the of the imperium yeah imperium in there so okay, no so you couldn't cast you couldn't do custodes and um yeah uh, black shields sisters of 
battle or whatever they're called, Sisters of Science. Science, science, science yeah. Same thing in talents. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, or what about, what are they called? Outlanders. No, Knights Errant. Knight, yeah, that an age you could, you, yeah, 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 you can't yeah, take them. Okay, cool. so uh, Outlanders. So this is the Alpha Striking Warriors, uh, able to surprise the opponents with mass deep strikes and Xenos-based weapons. Now, the first rule they have is Void Reavers. So up to half of your infantry without dedicated transports um, may be deployed by Deep Strike Reserve. Um, however, if these units suffer mishaps, they lose D3 models in addition to any other effect. Um, so that's so it's a bit risky at the same, t- you know, so you've got to be a little bit conservative, I guess, with uh, where you're going to place your models when they uh, when they teleport down. Uh, you- nuncio boxes. Yeah, nuncio boxes. Yeah, that, that would do the trick. Uh, you've got unsanctioned weaponry. Uh, so a- any model with access to a combi bolter may instead take a Xenos Deathlock and characters may buy gra- rad grenades. So mm. that's, a, that's a way of doing a kind of almost... This is this is the thing I was thinking for the Death Guard, you see. Um, uh, sorry, I, uh, I, was, uh, I, I was looking at my, um, my Death Guard when I was doing this list, and I was thinking, you know, it'd be really cool to do a, a Black Shields list with these guys. So th- this was kind of what I was thinking of doing. Okay, um, cool. Uh, you've got the Shadow of Oblivion. Now that is, you count up the total of distinct units in your army and let your opponent know. Once half are de- half of them are destroyed or falling back, every turn from that point onwards, you have to take a leadership test for each unit or remove them from play. So it, it, it punishes you uh, if you don't if you don't get that alpha strike done and start knocking yeah. stuff out. So it's a very interesting interesting form i is probably probably one of the uh more riskier ones i think yeah i took it um, <laughs> <laughs> because i like the xenos part of it that was the main thing, yeah so, um, yeah the, the yeah. deep strike thing is useful if you're running yeah. a heavy infantry list definitely yeah, yeah. Um, but i mean the problem with deep striking as always is that um you know you you turn up and you have to bear some serious shooting for a turn um, and there's nothing you can do about it. So it's, you know, you either have to shoot back or have things that can shoot back, which, you know, these guys can't take support squads, for example, can they? So they couldn't take a 10-man melter squad, for example. They can only take, I think, assault marines and... Uh, yeah, they can take support squads. Yeah, they can't take normal squads. They can't take normal tactical squads, yeah. So oh, they right. could take, like, so, yeah. so they could deep strike and deploy a unit of melter guns. Mm. Yeah. That's you what know. I mean. So that would right, be right, right, right take behind. Arcus that's sort of loitering. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, that's that's certainly valid. But like I said, that, that losing half your legions and then potentially losing more, or half your units rather, and then having to potentially lose more on a dice roll, that is chancy as anything. Yeah, yeah definitely. But it, it, yeah. very thematic, very thematic. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, right. Well, what about the Chimera, Graham? So this is um, this is a lot of people use this, and the. Black Shields armies I've seen all use this. Some you very rarely see the other two. I've never seen the other two used personally. Other three, sorry. Um, Chimera gives you at the start of the game prior to setup. You have to choose from one of the following three gifts for your army's unique psychology, sort of physiology rather. I beg your pardon. So you can choose plus one strength and plus one toughness. Awesome. Or and but you do get minus one initiative and minus one to any charge and run distances. And you may never take make sweeping advances. So a bit like the um, our good friends, the 
Oh, my word, salamanders. Um, so, but obviously, plus one strength, plus one toughness does give you some significant advantages. Uh, a cataphracti, uh, um, reaver lord, oh, sorry, primus medicate you put here, Michael, um, would be um, strength five, toughness five, with feel no five, feel no pain on top of that, a four plus plus, and strength ten power fists, for example. Um, yeah. Very good. You could, you know, it's a cataphracti terminators with that. Yeah, with I a Primus Medicaid. Well, I see what you mean with a Primus Medicaid. I beg your pardon. Yeah, so they would be serious, serious contenders for. I mean, the minus one initiative wouldn't make any difference to them because you're using power fists or chain yep. fists. And um, minus one to the charge is a bit of a pain, but it's not the end of the world. They can't run anyway in cataphracti. So, you know, you'd hope that whatever delivery mechanism you were using for them, a Spartan or something, would get them close enough to make that charge. So, yeah, that they could be serious. Um, I suppose if for HQ, they'd be even better because of the fact that you're with that toughness five, as Chris, you know, you'll attest, uh, multi-wound move, models with toughness five are, you know, incredibly useful because it means you're not getting instant killed on strength yeah. eight. It's, it's, a, it's a dream. That's what that is. It's a dream. It is a dream. It is a dream. So you can also, rather than taking that choice, you can take plus one weapon skill and ballistic skill, but a minus two leadership, which is chancy. I've got to say minus two leadership will probably bite you quite se- severely. Um, you know, leadership but seven, leadership mass, six. Mass firepower hitting on twos. Yeah, but you know, you know, any you know, it's gonna be that time, you know, you're gonna get unlucky. Um, just with some you lose three or four guys from a unit and then the, the next next thing you know, twelve of them are running off, which is a real pain. So anyway, um they gonna have the other option you've got there is they can gate they can gain fear, fleet and rage. All three of those are great, but the armor the army suffers minus one ballistic skill and must make sweeping advances. So that's probably that's a really good one because rage, as uh, world eaters players will attest, is one of the most useful things. Fleet obviously gives you re-rolling to your runs and your charges, uh, and fear as well can, if you remember, you've got it, can also be very effective. So that's actually a really good one. Minus one ballistic skill. Well, assault armies, these guys are pretty good in assault. You know, you probably wouldn't worry too much about that. I don't suppose. No, no you're not be running it to shoot things. You're just be running it to run into stuff. Exactly. If you've got, you know, twenty guys with chain axes in a Spartan, yeah, um, yeah who, would, who would do such? A who thing? would? And you'd have to be a terrible <laughs> human to do or consider such an action. Yeah, uh, with running it with the fear, fleet, and raid special rule mm. at the same time. You Ooh, know, that's just gonna, that's going to really bother someone's day. Regardless, somebody's going to have their tournament ruined. Yeah, by by that they go home weeping. Never play the game again. Burn their models. Yeah, table um, flip the whole thing. Exactly the whole the whole shenanigans. If you had they, two of them, my word. But, yeah, they they would go. This, this game's not for me, and <laughs> it's all that person's fault. Yeah, it, forever. They would probably yeah. have pictures of them on a dartboard. They just cry themselves to sleep that time they <laughs> rolled those dice. They couldn't go past the games the... workshop without like breaking into sweats yeah. and having to you know that to avoid them. Make, yeah. make sure all their trips avoid the like, game. They couldn't watch the 300 films anymore because the reference is <laughs> Spartan too much and they'd get sort of sweaty and <laughs> twitchy about the whole thing. <laughs> sorry, Michael. Anyway, Michael, um, <laughs> Shroud, sorry, Shroud, the, the, the disadvantage of this whole shenanigan, the Chimera, is that you cannot take allied attachment in any sort, way, shape or form. Yeah, it's probably not a big shake, so I wouldn't have thought, given 
that you'll probably be pretty good at one thing that you want to do there, which would be charging and killing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there you go. That's the um, wrought by war. Um, they've also got some other uh, rules, Michael. Uh, yeah, so they have to strike from a position of strength. Um, so in your, if your primary detachment is back shields, you add plus one uh, to the die roll to determine who gets the first turn. That is a very useful thing. You know, yeah. yeah. I think uh, if you're an alpha striking kind of army. Uh, they're also outcasts, so uh, unless your trait says otherwise, you may take allies as normal. However, it's always by the Emperor's slash Warmaster's command, uh, and when fighting alongside other Legion of Astartes, you're merely fellow warriors. Uh, sorry, uh, that's when you're fighting alongside other Legion of Astartes, that is by the Emperor or Warmaster's okay. command. You're only fellow warriors with Mechanicum and Imperial Army, so you're never really trusted. Mm, makes sense. Yeah, yeah they also have limited resources, so you can never take a right of war, as you've discussed. Uh, you don't get the option of taking Praetors, Command Squads, uh, Normal Legion Tactical Squads or Drop Pods, Dreadnought Drop Pods, or Death Storm Drop Pods. Yeah. You can only take a single console, um, regardless yeah, of what type they are. Normal Centurion, you can take as many as you want. Yeah. Uh, and you can never have more units with the vehicle type than the infantry type, although dedicated transports... Uh, don't count towards that okay. that limit, which is there's some nifty little runarounds you can do to get around that. Then, uh-huh. yeah, I mean it's quite interesting that that's clearly specified. Whereas, um, I think for the one of the rights of war, the veteran one, yeah, because that's the same rule applies in that you can't have more uh, vehicles than you've got troops. But I don't think it specifies specifically specifies specifically that um, dedicated transports don't count towards that. No. Nope. So yeah, interesting. Okay. So what about their unique war gear? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So they've got this concept of pariah war gear. So the black shields can replace existing war gear with a like-for-like pariah version of the same gear for no cost. But all models in the unit must perform the same swap. Mm-hmm. So they can change their armor, power armor, to pariah power armor. This allows models with pistols, rapid fire, or assault weapons to both run and snap fire with those weapons in the shooting phase, which is quite handy. But the save is only 5 plus against weapons of strength 6 or higher. So if the weapon wouldn't automatically bypass your armor save. Okay. So basically, um, so that would be what if something was strength 7 AP4, for example. Reaper auto cannon? Yeah. Yeah, Reaper auto cannon. You you would only get a five plus save against it. Assault cannons. Uh yep. Yeah, yep. same again, strength six eight four. Yep. Okay. Um the pariah bolt is a sixteen inch assault to bolt gun, but you you can charge after firing it, which is great. And you count as but you do count as disordered disordered in your charge. And a pariah flamer is a strength three flamer that you can choose to overpressure for strength four and torrent. But it does give you gets hot. I think we'll give Graham a slight break from talking. Um, yes. He sounds Please. as if he's about to die. Mm. Um, so Again. if you're going to die, go, go do it quietly in the horner. Will do. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, they can also take uh, las carbines and auto guns. Yep. So um, same as like 40k guardsmen, but you can take them by marauder squads. It's like I don't know why you would. I suppose it's that look, isn't it? That aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, 
Laslocks, the uh, mechanical weapon, so strength mm-hmm. for assault one gun uh, for melee focused units. And then they've got the Xenos Deathlock, Mr. B. Tell us about the monster that is the Xenos. Oh, Xenos-Deathlock. yeah. It's an option for Outlander armies, it representing a variety of guns, which, whilst deadly, how they work isn't really known about. So you kind of risk backfiring on them. So they're strength five, AP five, assault two weapons that can do an additional D6 AP dash wounds if the unit fails a leadership test after taking casualties, uh, modified by the number of wounds taken. So, yeah, that that's really cool. However, the firing unit then rolls 2d6 or less, uh, uh, 2d6 uh, on less than the number of shots fired. The unit takes an AP2 wound inflicted on a model chosen by the player. Ideally, you don't really want more than three of these or you're going to be risking serious casualties, um, which you don't want. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's they're, a... they're not all that, are they? I mean, a Volkite charger i want to yeah. say it's as good as isn't it mm-hmm. strength five ap5 assault two that's what they are but they get deflagate instead of this other rule which i suppose you know i suppose each wound can do d6 wounds is that right yeah yeah, yeah so they, they gotta make a they have to make a um, leadership, test. leadership test yeah and they then they get a, yeah d6 <laughs> extra wounds yeah. Is that for each gunfire, or is that for each just once off? Uh, if a, unit one that, a unit has suffered one or more, more one or more wounds okay. from the weapon with a deathlock special rule must take a leadership test. At the end of the shooting phase, for any pinning tests or morale checks are taken, uh, the test has a negative modifier equal to the number of wounds the target unit suffered with the deathlock effect that turn. If the unit is stubborn or fearless, it's still taken, but without the negative modifiers for casualties caused. If the test is failed, the unit immediately suffers D6 extra wounds, which may be saved normally. Well, that's pretty good then. So let's so if I had three Laslocks and I fired six shots, and out of those six shots I did two wounds, the squad at the end of the shooting phase needs to make a leadership test at minus two. If they yep. fail that leadership test at minus two, they take another D6 wounds, which they need to save. So yep. yeah, that's yep. pretty good actually. Yeah, but good. the downside being is that the, yeah, if you the, roll the second part. this the number of shots fired, yeah. So if you roll 2d6 and you've shot six shots, oh, uh, I suppose you'd have to roll six or less with two dice. So the, the odds are kind of in your favour if you fired three of them a turn. Um, but yeah, if, if you fail that, you get an AP2 wound inflicted on the model. Wow. So yep. that's a bit nasty. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, right. Uh, okay, so... Um... Do you want to go next, Chris? Yes, we'll save, that's the... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, save, we'll save Graham some talking. So that's the end of their, sort of their special war gear. So now we get onto their uh, unique units, which there is not a, a, a big selection of, but interesting nonetheless. <laughs> so they can take a Reaver Lord. Now, he is the Praetor replacement. Almost the same profile, but he ha- rather than the Artificer armor that a Praetor comes as a standard with, uh, he just has plain old power armor. And sadly, no ability to re- re-roll his Warlord traits. And it's a little bit more expensive. But you're not limited on how many you can take per 1,000 points. Yep. He's, in fact, 30 points more expensive. Uh, he gets access to the aforementioned uh, Xenos Deathlocks. Uh, and instead of Paragon Blades, they can take a Halo Blade, which is plus three strength, AP three, uh, two-handed. So that's, so I think, so, right, strength seven... Potentially yes. strength eight with the with the certain um, yeah, yeah. So strength eight I suppose 
with rad grenades as well. Very nice. But the AP3 is the thing. It'd be great against normal yeah. Marines, but once but, you get against Terminators or against you know, characters with against Artificer Armor, 2 plus or Armor, yeah, they're going to struggle big stuff. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? I suppose you, you have that embarrassment of your Reaver Lord being taken down by a... Um, yes. By a, like a plain old sergeant, sergeant, and, yeah, tanking all of your kits forever and ever. Yeah, just uh, sort of laughing at you. Um, they can also take a cyber familiar, uh, which mm-hmm. can bind with the iron halo, can give you a very resilient art unit. Yeah, give you a three plus in one. Three plus that would be. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna. That'll do the job, won't it? Every day of the week. Mm, totally. Um, you can make these guys able to stand up to praetors and many characters with the right wrought by war traits. Uh, such as the plus one strength, plus one cryomiri, uh, and stick them on a bike. So this is, here we go. Michael has been utterly dem- dem- decimated by a Reaver Lord with plus one strength, plus one toughness, uh, on a bike with a thunder hammer and rad grenades. Which oh, is, yeah, that, that, everything absolutely. throughout it that didn't have the instant death rule. Yeah, that absolutely knacked me. Toughness six, yeah, toughness yeah, six. You can't, six. Can't kill it. Uh, for doubling it out anyway, so it's only stuff with instant death that could do him. Um, and let's say Thunder Hammer, strength nine Thunder Hammer, that would mm. be Rad Grenades, could be toughness three, so it's absolutely murdersville. Yeah, chomp, chomp, chomp. Mm. Yeah, I looked at this guy and I was sort of like, you know, I could take that in the list I'm going to take when we do the list. Mm. I don't, but you know, well, something had to hold you back. True. <laughs> I think it was the availability of points that held him back. Anyway. Nah, you're probably right. You're probably right. So, what's the other uh, unique generic unit? Uh, the Black Shield Marauders, your replacement for tactical squads. These come in units of five to twenty men. So you know you can get you can keep these quite small if you want to specialize in other units because these are your, your main generic troop. You uh, could highly cu- yes, you could. They're highly customizable. Um, and all models have two bases hacks. The chieftain has three, and a uh, uh, what's that? Uh, weapon skill, weapon so, skill of five. Yeah, so if you my, had, for instance, 20 of these, yep, in a so they've got 40 so th- on the charge, three attacks each, yeah, <sighs> so that would be 60 attacks before 60 you attacks with, ch- with chain axes. And if you gave them rage, you wanted, yeah, because they come yeah. standard with a chain axe, yeah. Oh yeah, rage as well, plus two. No, for... sorry, I beg you, beg you. On the charge, they've got chain axe and rate and bolt pistols, so they're three attacks uh, base because they've yep. got two attacks base plus one for the plus combat weapon, yep. and then four on the charge, or five if they use the thing that gives them rage. Yeah, five twenty oh, hundred attacks. One hundred attacks for a single unit. What kind of it's well leads territory? What kind of evil do we, you know, what world do we live in at this? <laughs> for that's considered okay. for that can be that's be an acceptable, <laughs> acceptable choice. Yes, very good. Um, and yeah. and there be and there be strength five because of the chain axes. Well, of course, yeah. Whew, ouch. They'd be difficult to model though. Chain axes are a real pain. As I know that when I tried to put ten together for my world eaters back in the day, getting ten chain axes is actually quite a job in itself without spending a lot of money on stuff that you don't want. Well, uh, I'll give you a hint for my list that's coming up next. I spent £120 on chain axes. I think, to be fair, Michael, hints about lists have, have been... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. You've, you've, you've been dropping them in. You know, people can't tell that we've recorded this section after we did the list challenge. 
Yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so they come... 100 and what? 120 pounds on... Chain access. How did you spend 120 pounds? 40 guys. Yeah, 13 pounds for 10. No, I, I got the Phobos. It's chain axes are 15 pounds for five. No, no, they're not. What? To the oh, internet. Chain axe in Forge World. Chain axes. 13 pounds for 10. Or did I get the ones with the bolt pistol as well? You got the ones with the bolt pistol as well, baby. Oh, yeah, you can just buy the straight up chain axes for. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'm, I may have uh, overstated my list's price there. Still very expensive. Uh, um, yeah, okay. Absolutely. So chain axes, uh, bolt pistol standard, and can take an extra. Uh, they can take chainsaws instead of the chain axes. Or why you would do this, I don't know. Las carbines or auto can uh, guns for free. You could also take a bolt gun, pariah bolt gun, extra bolt pistol. Shotgun, Laslock, Heavy Chainsword, or Laz Cutter, all for a reasonable price. Uh, one in five models can take a heavy slash special slash melee weapon from an extremely broad range. And transport options are Rhinos, Dread Claws, or Land Raider Proteuses. But of course, only the Dread Claw there is an assault vehicle. The thing that I thought interesting was the fact that they can take chain axe, chains axes for free. Yes, I know that'd be more expensive as a, as a unit. You can get five or whatever, but it's quite a nice little nifty little thing to have up your sleeve. You know, free chain axes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. world eaters get that as well. To be fair, but yeah, there's a specialist in close. Oh, there's a, yeah, there. that's that's their yeah, yeah their bag. Their, so their bag. Yeah. Taking a look at some of the weapons options and what they can do for you. So you've got your shotguns. They're an extra um, strength four shot at twelve inches over the bolt pistol uh, for just one point, um, but an extra. Bolt pistol is only two points, so for me the shotgun's kind of redundant. I suppose yep. that's why they stopped selling them. Gotcha. Because why would it, why would you buy them? You know, I mean that was only really yeah. For, yeah. So I can't um, imagine they're being snapped up off the Forge World website at any point. Yes, exactly. A Laslock gives you an extra um, six inches on your single um, strength four uh, shot, uh, and that's just two points. So if you want a shooting army, the Laslock might be pretty good. Um, I think the last one, last lock's 30 then. Yeah. Mm. I thought they had a shorter range. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the uh, bolters are good and reliable, but Marauder squads are great at combat. So the Pariah Bolter, in my opinion, is a better choice um, to give you shooting and getting your attack units into combat as soon as possible. So it's a little yeah, bit great. of both. It's um, an assault, it's to assault weapon, doesn't it? The range goes down. Yeah, the range goes down, assault weapon, but they make disordered charges. Disordered charges. Yeah, but when you've got four or five attacks, you could probably risk going for four. Yeah, just, yeah. And having two shots, for example, before you wade in. Uh, Heavy chainsaws look great on paper, but I personally think that chain axes do a better job. What does heavy chainsaws do? Is that the same thing? Plus one strength? Heavy chainsaws are plus uh, plus two strength. Okay. Uh, and our AP5, so actually slightly worse yeah. armor value, but yeah, they're, they're good for cutting open. Yeah. Um, so it, it's mics of dreadnoughts. So personally, I think a chain, a chain, um, uh, a chain axe is going to do better myself. And there's something and, very cool about the heavy chain swords. There is. They do look cool, but again, yeah, it's be very expensive to get. Got you know, know, a lot of heavy chain swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just uh, a, last time I came up against Marauders, they were a Chimera force with fear, fleet, and rage with chain axes, and had five attacks on the charge yeah, and hit yeah. like world eaters. Exactly. So that is exactly, that is world, world heritage without the 
extra pluses, to be fair. And that was so, a squad of 20 of them. Nice. I mean, they're going to absolutely tear you a new one against a normal sort of 10 man tactical squad. I mean, even a five man Terminator squad would go down very easily. It was well. a five man Terminator squad that yeah. went up against it, was word bearers. They just, just literally sheer melted. Just melted. Um, I suppose the only thing you can do is shoot them and hope they fail leadership tests, but big squads, you'd have to be shooting at least five a turn to make them take a leadership test. Yep. Which isn't easy most of the time. Um, with regards to the chain axes, by the way, I, I bought, to get around this problem, I actually bought um, Corn Berserker sprues because they've got the chain axes and the pistols, but they're both oh, like yeah. actual hands as well, so you don't have to worry about modelling too much. But um, the problem is that the actual sprue itself doesn't have 10 chain axes. It's got uh, Oh yeah, yeah. It's not got a lot on it. And the it? other, the, the other ones are chain, chain blades, which is no good. But anyway, that's how I did it. It's slightly cheaper, but it's still a lot of money. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Doesn't, I think uh, right. don't don't Forward World make a um uh, a corn berserker kit uh, upgrade kit? Oh, they might not anymore. It might have been discontinued because the Space Marines are. Mm, yeah. The, the the Chaos Space Marine kit changed. Gotcha. So, uh, let's have a quick. But anyway, yeah, like I said, the Chimera is is the usual, isn't it? I mean, that's where all the big bonuses are for a Black Shields army, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, do you want to talk about the um the the character the the character Graham? Go on, then I'll give it a go. So, um, see if your voice is recovered. So the Nemean Reaver. Yep. Um. Now, he's always coming up on Battle Scrub, and I often wonder what the hell he is. Now, I know. Um, he's a total badass, according to Michael. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Probably a former Dark Angel, um, who eventually becomes a Knight Errant in the story. Uh, he's a HQ choice for Outlander Black Shields armies. He's equipped with a Caliban- Calibanite Flambard, which is a two-handed strength one plus one AP2 greatsword. I've sure, ordered that at a cocktail bar at some point. I've had a Calibanite Flambard. I woke Have up you? in yes, I woke up in the Isle of Wight. Well, um, <laughs> what a terrible evening that must have been. It was. It was most disconcerting. Uh, anyway, great sword that minus one weapon skill to your opponent in the charge. It has a. He has toughness five, and his armor gives him Eternal Warrior, Adamantum will, and Void hardened as well. Uh, he also causes fear, and he can really hold his own. Um, he, Michael, has seen him take down Sigismund, and with those stats, I can see it, right? Lies. Yeah, it was on the table. Lies. No, it was on the table Thank next news. to me. At, it was on the table next to me at Blood and Glory, and yeah, this, yeah. And, and, and the guy, and the the Imperial Fistbite. I can't remember who who it was, but um, he he was sort of like, "How did that happen?" And, and it was Iron Warrior blimmin nonsense. This is it was spread around. I mean, it, it was seriously the guy took down Sigismund. I don't. I'm sorry, Michael. I can't. I, I can't write nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense never but, happens. Uh, Banana man took a took a slip. Um, he's 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 got some really good stuff there, actually. So he's also got the jealous commander rule, which means he has to be your warlord uh, if he's in the primate detachment. Um, so you can't take anybody else who's got jealous commander as well. By the way, um, so you, and you also can't take him in as an ally. Um, you can also take him in for 215 points as a knight errant for a loyalist army where he loses his Black Shield and Jealous Commander rules, but he gains Oath of Moment, implacable advance if he comes scoring, preferred enemy traitors, and by falsehood cloaked. So that, I think that gives him... Is that the deep striking as well? Uh, so, no, that's the rules. Is that the, is that the rule where he's got to do something 
um, like either protect that's, protect someone. That's the oath of the moment. Oath of the moment. Oh, um, by yeah. I think it's oh, from yeah. Deep Throat. If I credit from. Yeah. Okay. No, can you get a? Is, he, is there a figure for him? Yeah, so in no. the books, my, in the books, does he? Is that what happens? He gets recruited uh, in the same. Yeah, way yeah. Basically, he gets he gets recruited from the um, from the night from the Black Shields into the Knights Errant. Got you. Wow, and um, that's quite cool, isn't it? He's got some useful stats. Two hundred fifteen points, though, is quite a pricey. But yeah, um, yeah, there's good rules for him there. He's actually he's actually better than Garrow, isn't he? By some stretch of the imagination, I think, because so. he's got plus one strength and AP two right? So very good. So definitely one to think about as an add added ally for your loyalists as well. So that's him. Okay, so we'll do the next one. Uh, do you want to do this one, Chris? Um, but before you d- explain it, I'm just going to preface this by Endred Ha isn't part of the Black Shields list, but he is a Black Shield. Oh, is that right? Yes, you can take him. He's not part of the Black Shields list, but we're going to cover him now because it makes sense. Because he's the star of the Black Shields series. Yeah, isn't he? But you could only take him as a, a as like an agent of the throne, so he could come as a HQ choice for yeah, a loyalist. Only a, lo- only a loyalist. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But, Who would have thought but you that? can take him with any army. Any mm-hmm. loyalist army can have him. Yeah. Okay. So what isn't what there an alpha legion character like this as well? Uh, I can't remember. I'm sure this is possibly all, book six. All, is, isn't Orlok saw one of like? Doesn't he? A black shield. Well. No, yeah, no, Talon score isn't. I'm sure, there's one. He's just Probably. a dark artist. There, are, there are some very interesting characters in book six, and I have not even scratched the surface with them, to be honest. Um, okay. Right. Anyway, Hundred Ha of, of Black Shield's audio drama fame. Uh, mm. Agent of the Throne who could be taken as a loyalist list, but he isn't a Black Shield, nor is he a Knight Errant, uh, and he can be a Warlord if it's a World Eaters or Black Shield's army. His warlord trait gives him three infantry units in power armor without without sorry, a dedicated transport. His, his warlord trait gives three infantry units in power armor without a dedicated transport the ability to scout and ignore pinning. He doesn't benefit from wrought by uh, wrought by war traits. Um, when he destroys an enemy in close combat, he gets the furious charge uh, special rule. He gets plus one weapon skill and a challenge, and adds plus one to combat resolution if he wins the challenge. And any unit he joins re-rolls to wound against traitors in the first turn of the assault. He is carrying a Mastercrafter Power Fist and an Arco Pistol. And very importantly, it's tough as five. Yes, because if you've read the Black Shields, well, listen to the Black Shields audio dramas. Oh, my God, they keep dropping the hints about his background. And it's like, okay, I'll look forward to that. Um, you, 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 you just you said you'd re- you'd listen to them, Graham. First one, the first one. All oh, right. Well, it gets it, the, by the third one. They're literally screaming at you. They're putting in neon lights. This is what he used to be. This is what he used to be before he was a marine. Okay, right, fair enough. So, okay, completely lost on me. Um, not all that then, really. I mean, considering he's he's avowed to take down Angron, I think even Angron could probably deal with him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but could you? But but the the thing I was sort of when I reading the rules, thinking, hmm, I could put, um, I could give a scout squad, uh, I could give scout to some assault squads or jump pack destroyers, get them into combat in turn one. No, you can't. 
can't you? Not if you can make a scout move. Ah, oh, can you not assault? Ah, oh, never mind. Alas, no. But you can get them quite across the board. Oh, you could be, you'd be right up into somebody's grill. And destroyers yeah, yeah. may, but they would just get murderized. So, or yeah. tactical support squads, or even heavy weapon squads, get, making a scout move. Yeah, okay. I think they might count as moving, so just something to... I don't know, it's been long time since I looked at the rule. But yeah, there is certainly an aspect that three units, like you say, moving forward could be quite good if you had got the right balance of units. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm not. I'm not quite sure how you'd use him best, but I think yeah, there's not. You, I think they're taking the choice out of the two of them. Yeah, I'd go for the Namirian Reva yeah. every day of the week. Oh, the Reva, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the points difference? It's how oh, he's not on my list here. Yeah, he's, he's not in. Uh, he's he's, he's in. Um, he's page. Was it page two four? He's the one of the first characters in the, you know, the characters section in book six. Yeah. Because as I said, he's not in the Black Shields list. Hence why when mm. I was first putting this together, I missed him. And then uh, when speaking to Richie, it was like, oh, is he, yeah, he's a, he's a, he is a character you can take. But yeah, he's not, in the, he's not in the Black Shields list. So he's a bit of a weird one. Black Shield, but not a Black Shield. It's a weird. It's, yeah, that's a bit of variety. That's what we like. Yeah. So, that one's quite the same. He's quite cool. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's that's pretty much the Black Shields, you know, it's stuff. It's interesting with the myths. There's not a lot individually about them that stands them out, but you can do some really cool things with them as we sort of definitely. A Marauder squads are just oh, there's so much you can do with them. I mean, the coolness. I mean, as you were saying, when I was thinking about it, you know, a squad of Marines with auto guns just does sound kind of cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. Very good. Okay. Cool. Well, the, I think that's that's the crunch. So let's yeah. uh, we stroll on to the list challenge. Yeah, let's so we'll get, we'll uh, get on with that. We'll go we'll um we'll slot in our into our, 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 our talk with Richie here on them. So now we have completed our run through of what's available to the Black Shields. Let's move on to our list challenge. So uh, we were sort of suggested and requested by a by one of the listeners to do Black Shields, and here we are. And we knew just the man to join us in this uh, endeavour. Uh, we are pleased to welcome our friend of the show, uh, Richie. Hello, hello. Uh, you're, a, you, you're a hardcore uh, Black Shields player and lover of the army, aren't you? So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've kept them for a while now. And they are, they are a, a wondrous army to behold as well. Thank you. Um, right, so uh, as you, you're you a listener of the show, so you know how this works. We've got, we go through our lists and we mark them. Are we adding any extra criteria this time, uh, Graham, as I know you like to occasionally throw a... I do like a curveball. So like we a are curveball marking yeah. system in. We, yep, we here we a, go. Usually because it it flatters me and means that I can sometimes even get close to just a tantalising glimpse of victory, which is a rare thing. So normally, uh, those of you who are aware, we have three criteria normally, and the first one is uh, effectiveness. No, it's theme and general um, 
you know, nuance for the army? Does it what it does that list for you encompass what you think that army should be about? Does it take its best qualities? Does it use its uh, its legion? Can you make? Can you look at that list and think that is a atypical, or at least that uh, epitomizes that particular legion or army? So that is the first criteria. The second criteria uh, is the rather hotly contested one, which is around how effective that particular list would be at an average game. Um, you know, your normal blood feud style dawn of war 3000 points that you're going to get in any kind of uh, event across the country um but not just how good it is to play or how effective it is but also how good it would be to play against so a little bit more subjective than that one and lastly and the thing that i haven't done uh incidentally which there's going to be some frantic calculations as always is how much it would actually cost of your oh, yeah. shiny gold forget, coins yes to purchase this army today so uh, there's going to be some frantic looking at face uh, uh, the Forge World site for some prices uh, as we each try to uh, make the cheapest army possible uh, and usually end up with something that costs about £1,200. Well, I know I'm not going to win at this one because I've gone for... Exp- and, uh, 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 to make up my basic troops, I've gone for an expensive kit. Oh, so. I mean, mine would just... Yeah, mine's not going to be cheap. I know that much. Yeah, there's a, there's, there are yeah, three costly models in this list. Well, I haven't gone for a super heavy, which is my normal um, money sink. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, try a bit canny, but there isn't a lot in there that's plastic. Let's put it that way. So, without further ado, I guess. So, shall we, as, as to... Michael's got some oh. interesting choices, shall we start with Michael? Well, sorry, there was interesting one other, choices. Okay. Other small, small thing that we. So, uh, this the army itself has kind of piqued my interest, and I quite enjoyed um, listening to the audio dramas and thinking about Black Shields as a whole. And it got me kind of thinking, and I thought, well, why don't we do a little bit of backstory about our particular legions as well um, to sort of throw that into the theme mix. Right. Can I just point out that at what time and when did you mention this to everybody? I mentioned this uh, yesterday. Yesterday evening, I believe. Well, I've written four pages, my friend, yes. of a, a yeah. marvellous audio drama because I was that enthused by the whole show. Sure. So it's probably four going to be really yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I basically have. May, maybe they just are do a summary. Grade. That is it. Yeah. God. It's hard to get the first just... point for the lists if you don't do that bit because the nature of them means you don't ever know the history unless you've made it up yourself a bit. Yeah. yeah. Unless unless you're lifting the sort of the Endrin Haas stuff and so on. Yeah. yeah. You kind of. But that was yeah. Twenty four hours for people to do that good effort. Yeah, I, I'm just quite pleased. But sometimes the you know the creative, you know, like Van Gogh in a crazed. Um, opium-filled, opium-filled delusion. <laughs> There's um, an insight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, you know that manic creativity. I, I just have to write a little story. Well, we're going to have to take you back to the priory again. <laughs> well, no, possibly we can't afford priory, it this time around. Unfortunately, you know, this comes with the territory. If you want, you know, creativity, you've got to accept a little bit of craziness. I'm afraid, and copious amounts of drug taking, obviously. Um, so, obviously, it doesn't happen. Quite no. well for that nonsense. Um, so yeah, so that's what I did. So I, I kind of quite liked the story. So one thing I did find, I think for me, uh, which we kind of mentioned before we started recording, was there is something uh, quite appealing about this army because the reasons for that particular group of individuals turning from either the War Master or the Imperium is fascinating. 
it's an interesting story in itself. So rather than the normal, you know, us v them kind of thing, you're firmly into the grey areas of the heresy. Um, you know, there is no real right or wrong. There's no good guy and bad guy. These the black shows themselves seem to exist in that middle ground. And that's quite an interesting place to be from a dramatic point of view, I think. But maybe so, that's just me. So just out of interest, Richie, what was it that attracted you to Black Shields? I, I, I tend to always do an army with something in my head and then I build to that list. So the list I'll go through later is literally what I built and painted for these and it's never changed. So I don't go beyond what I've done. So for these, what the idea, first of all, was to do a loyal word bearers army, which as you go through the books, when the red books change, you actually can't really do. Yeah. They are a traitor army, which is mm. quite unique amongst all of the armies. They are basically said, you do not run these as, as loyalists. Yeah. Whereas anything else, Thousand Sons, Death Guard, there's always that smattering in there. So then it was looking at a, a way to do that without it being just a bit silly. And the Black Shields were the ones that sort of leapt out. So my entire basis is around that idea. And, and the Black Shields seem like the way to use it because they always will be the, the sort of the armies on the fringes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. So, shall we, shall we have Richie go last then, or? Well, I thought, why don't we go? Why don't we have Richie go first because he's given us his little history there. So, why don't you allude to oh, yeah, that? He's, and already, he's already done that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, if you don't mind, Richie. No, no. So, um, yeah. So, like I say, mind you, it's it's all based on the word bearers thing. So, it's based on um, the idea that they they eluded the purge that went on before the heresy kicks off, sort of properly, and um, you know, so they'd remained. Um, at the point where, you know, the, the word bearers are still feeling that um, they, uh, the emperor's a god and all that sort of stuff. So they become black shields because they're completely rejected by their legion, obviously. But what that also means is that they are also um, off kilter with all the loyalists as well because, you know, the yeah. imperial truth is going yep. against that. So they, they are that sort of outliers. So it was trying to keep some of the elements of... Um, sort of what would link them a little bit to the word bearers, but also sort of go with that sort of zealoty type idea. So the first starting point for mine was that they take the Chimera uh, wrought by war, um, but they take the Berserkers one. Ah. So because they're effectively, they're all absolutely fanatical sort of um, devotees and what they believe. So I, I take it you went through these. So the Chimera one was the one that gave them rage, fleet and fear. Yes, uh, that's right. One ballistic skill, and they must always sweeping advance. So, so there, you, yeah, you religious zealot types, um, which sort of plays into a bit to how they're built. So, for the HQs, um, there's one outlier in the HQs, which I'll explain. But the the main uh, two are there's a Reaver Lord and a Chapman. Basically, again, the Chapman linking it back to the sort of the word bearer type stuff. Yeah. Um, that sort of fanaticism and the Reaver Lord being, um, you know, your Praetor who's fallen sort of thing. So he's, he's quite standard build. Um, it was more the model that I wanted to use for it that sort of informed it a little bit. So he's in Artifice Armor, um, Iron Halo, Cyber Familiar, Digi Lasers, Melter Bomb, Rad, and he carries a Thunder Hammer and a Lightning Claw. Um, so I think Ooh. you've seen my model. Um, they're based on the two um, Red Scorpion characters. There's a Forge World set with a banner. Bear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're not heresy models, um, but they've got really ornate sort of um, armor plate and, and so on, which has a lot of skulls and all that sort of 
traditional chaplain-y type thing. So I've got the two of them, the two brothers, one's the Lord and one's the chaplain. So the chaplain and the, uh, the chaplain console that goes with him is Artifice Armour, Melter Bombs, uh, Bolt Pistol, but he carries a uh, single lightning claw and a power axe. So they've each yes. got the ability to sort of fight anything in a way. One of the yeah. things you, you don't have in a Black Shields army of any build is that Primark level character. Um, and with the nature of not having the, the Paragon Blade on your Lord as such, um, you, you kind of miss that punch a little bit. So I thought they can be a bit multi-use. You know, they, they, and they do, when I've played them, they've used both weapons. So they've gone in and, you know, that Reaver Lord, when he charges, he's got, um, he's got Digilasers for an extra attack. He's got the charge, but he's also got Rage. He's got his four base as well. So he, he can go into a unit of standard Marines and Muller, you know, six. Easy. Yeah, it's, uh, six attacks. Um, yeah, he, he's he goes for it. Um, and likewise, he can go into something with AP two. Yeah, he's a survivor. Maybe seven. You know? Wouldn't I? How much charge? I think there's four, four, four base. Yeah, four base, two for rage, and extraized combat weapon would be because he's got two specialist weapons, isn't he's got he? Got two specialists, yeah. And then you've got digital lasers as well. That would have been, yeah. would that be eight, eight attacks? Ooh. Lunatic when he goes in, like yeah. Four. <laughs> Not a lot's going to stand in the way, is it? No, he's he's done things by himself. He tends to end up, because I mean, I'll go onto the unit he stands in, he tends to end up running around by himself at the end of it. Um, And the only other HQ I've got, because again, you know, you're restricted a little bit on the HQs, is Edrin Ha, mainly because of the the conversations we'd had, and then I decided to make the model, and I decided, oh, I definitely want him in. And also, he's got that sort of lunatic fringe about him a little bit. So he goes in. Have you ran through him? Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which book was he in? Edwin Hart. He's in. He's in the main black book, the Conquest book. Oh yeah, yeah. There's him and the Reaver. So you, you've basically got three sort of characters that are. I mean, they're there to kill. The Chimera means they might just want to shoot anyway. So there's no point giving them anything of any real note. Um, and then into elites. Um, it, it built these ages ago, and it kind of did me for Durham because they dropped the points, and I had to build something else. But um, Destroyer Squad. So that's again harking back to the sort of word bearers, Ashen Circle lot. You know, they're all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got 10 destroyers. Uh, they've got one launcher in there um, and, you know, and a sergeant with a power fist, and that's it. And they've been good fun. Um, they, got the, they needed the points drop, uh, to be honest, because they do tend to die in sweat. Yeah. Um, they were massively they were overcosted, I think. Massively. Uh, massively for what they did. Yeah. Great fun though, and again, lots of counter, you know, counter attack, and the, you know they still get the rage when they charge. They still, you know, they, it, they're using bolt pistols or combat knives or whatever you want to think. But it's a lot of dice, and that's what this army in general is. It's a lot of dice when it charges. Gotcha. Um, yeah. um, and then sort of the big unit that Edrin tends to go in is the Terminator squad, um, ten Terminators, smattering of sort of power fists and chain fists, and quite a few Volkites. Um, just because I like that you can't really take them in a lot of armies and with a lot of options so wherever I tend to be able to put them on I throw them on and always the standard uh, paired lightning claws that goes to the front and dies first um, <laughs> every time um, and the third elite choice is a veteran tactical squad um, all with sort of combi they're my one um, well not my one but they're, they're the sort of the threat for the anti uh, armour to an extent 
as I played the army, I increasingly found that minus one ballistic skill really hurts combi weapons. Um, when you've got so it's a mix of uh, sort of melter and plasma, and you know when you are only getting that one shot, and suddenly you're only getting that one shot fifty percent of the time. It's yes, it's a big difference. Isn't it? Yeah, they they rock about in a rhino, and they tend to shoot up the board and sort of threaten a little bit. Um, I should have said if I don't take Endron Heart, I've got a, a command rhino that I put in just because I wanted to build one. Um, nice. Uh, and then the troops, which is Marauders, sort of all the way. So the main one, and again, going into that sort of lunatic, sort of zealoty type thing, is uh, a unit of 18 Marauders, all with heavy chain swords, um, and a sergeant in there who's got a fist. Ooh, just that sounds. There, and they just charge. That, that sounds tricky. Yeah, so they don't. I mean, they don't get the extra one attack for two weapons unless they choose to use the obviously their chain axes. But marauders, two base rage, two more. Say you've shot a few of them, you've still got ten to fifteen charging you with four attacks each. Yeah, it's happened to you, didn't it, Chris? Uh, I think yeah, 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 they've uh, they've caused me bother in the past, big. Mm. Big marauder. Yeah, yeah. He's nothing, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's that old adage of what kills, um, you know, what what kills terminus. Well, it's sheer weight of numbers. Yeah, a lot of numbers. Um, because you've got rad grenades. It, obviously, black shield is one of the armies that can spread them about, depending on what yes. by war you take. But you you know your lord can always take them. So he's now kicking around in a unit that their strength six on the base, and virtually every marine they're facing is immediately down to toughness three. So it's, um, you know, and, and it gives them the ability to fight something a bit harder as well. They can go into some mechanic and units and sort of drop that toughness enough that they're not just sort of... They'll be fighting custodies on, on par as well, um, you know, and that's always useful. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it catches people. The amount of... I mean, they never get there in tact, mainly because of the way I play them, but also because they're walking across a board. Even if you hit them, you, you're going to struggle. But it's amazing what five of them will do even just going in with their sort of stuff uh and then the second unit of marauders are in a rhino um they i, I built i built them because of what i started to make for them so it doesn't make a huge amount of sense so they've got four las cutters because you don't really see las cutters so i thought mm. <laughs> oh yeah i was tempted by some of them yeah don't, don't. for that reason well anyway <laughs> um they uh, um, i'm trying to think i don't think they've ever killed a vehicle yet yeah, they're um, a bit they're a bit difficult to hit, aren't they? They've got some weird rules. Well, they go last. They're hard to hit. They can't. I mean, if yeah. you fight Dreadnought or anything, it's killed them before this. I mean, it's just... Yes. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of double bolters just because um, I, I built a lot of models that I wanted them running around with two pistols. Uh, a few things look cooler on a, on a model than two pistols. Yeah, especially if you get some... I mean, mine's made up with a few third-party bits, sort of Cromlecky type stuff and so on, and they do a nice running... Um, sort of legs and running legs, two pistols out in the yeah, that'll do it. Like that, yeah. that, that looks the business. It does. Nice. Um, and Xenos Deathlock, which the other Black Shields army that I might build would be a much more heavily on them. But I just, as soon as I read the rules for them, I'm like, you've got to have it. Got to have one in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> they are. They're just. They're such a characterful sort of little weapon. Um, and like I said, I'd love to sort of maybe do something where you relied on them a bit more and use Outlanders. Um, but yeah, they're, they're quite fun for that. And then the only other thing in the list is a Glaive. And it was simply because um, I wanted to convert up a Super Heavy and uh, I went with the Glaive. 
Um, so there isn't a massive fluff reason for that one over anything. I don't like D weapons particularly. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a really hard tank. And it is a really it's hard a really tank. It's a really hard tank. I can attest. The professional's choice is the glaive. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's not a hard tank. It's a hard tank. It, it, you know, it's got a bit of everything. It can it, it can do anything to anybody. It's, it's, it's a great option. It increasingly because of the nature of Miles runs across the board, sometimes getting those angles or those lines of shot for the beam are just absolute no goes. I've killed more than fifty of my own models. <laughs> just by more saying than 50. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah. Over the all the games I've had, easily. Oh right, right. Not in like one game. I was gonna go. Going in. Um and, and if that means that a few of them are getting burnt out the back end of it, then well that's just sad. Yeah. It's the risk you take being a Marine in the Black Shields, I guess. So, and that's it. Um, like I say, I tend to build it to how I want it to look. So, you know, it's, it's, I've played it, I played it at Durham, um, and it was fine. You know, I, I think I won a game, two games. It was, it was fine. I, I took it up to Scotland and it did a bit better. It's one of these armies that immediately catches people out a little bit, even when you explain what it does, because you just don't see a lot of them. Um, yeah. I have played one of the Black Shield before, and we had a good chat afterwards about things in, in the list. But it, it, it reminds us of playing other games where you, if you played certain armies that you didn't see much, it just suddenly immediately people out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, um, definitely. And puts them on the back foot. And yet, actually, they are Marines. You know, view it as a, as a word there. You know, sorry, World Eater Army for how sort of combat it is or whatever. Um, I mean, when I took it up to Scotland, if you play it the way it should be played, which is what they want, you know, they are really after the traders. In the five games I played, um, in I think it was three of them, there was less than 12 models on the board total in three of the games because we just went. Nice. And that was playing like <laughs> World Eaters and things like that. And you just go, I mean, they'll stand up toe to toe with World Eaters, which they don't expect. Yeah. A sheer sort of, it tends to depend who gets the charge, but. Um, that's definitely the case with those armies that rely on that rage thing, because yeah. that plus two attacks is, makes such a difference. Like I say, your basic troops are minimum five attacks. Just like I say, sheer weight numbers, you're going to man- mince through most things. Frighteningly, yeah. Um, so very nice. Very nice indeed. It, it, do you do the costume bit? Do you want the costume bit? No, we'll, we'll do, do it that. separately. Yeah. Once me and Gary have time to work ours out. Again, you see my army it's, it's built out of bits from all over so it's yeah. not a world army but uh, I, it adds up as you would I mean, uh, so we can't get cold basically yeah. when we when we're doing the costing it's not like exactly it's you yeah. know it's an there or thereabouts because obviously yeah, you, when you're building an army you tend to there's all little secret hidden costs that you don't really and yeah. but this is just it's just the basis and, yeah. and things like the heads and things like that i wanted hooded heads on a lot of them yeah. and, you know and stuff like that mixing up the armor marks which i mean if you if some people, have, you know, if you consider black shields, you, like everyone's got that little pile of models that they haven't used in their other armies. Maybe you made a unit that wasn't quite full strength, or you did this, you did this. Black shield is an ace way to sort of use them because they don't. Yeah, have, yeah. They don't have to be the same armor marks. They don't have to. It doesn't matter if you've got some that are um, salamander, you know, sort of armor clearly, and then it's hidden down in the black shields because. You know, there's nothing wrong with them being what they are, if you know what I mean. So it's a yeah. nice. You want a thousand points on mortality, the great and zone mortality. Uh, I'm going to stop this, Graham. You don't need a black shields army because I can see how this is going to go. Given the fact you've already knocked out four pages of fluff for it, 
You don't was, need a Black Shields it was, army. It was one. It was just one particular story that caught me eye. That I was know. all. I can just. I can all. see how this is. I can. I can hear the cogs working from the, from the south coast. You going? <laughs> well, now Richie said that. I've got all these guys. They're there. They're, they're, they're the. You know. You, it's that. I play. You know. I play um, Death Guard. But by I don't half like those. Um, you know those uh, Phoenix Guard out of Empress Children. Oh well, hang on. Like, uh, yeah, well, there's nothing to say. I can't make them in the Black Shield Terminators and what have you. It's a nice way to use all the models you might not normally get a use for, or you're never going to put in your own other army. Yeah, no, that is true. Very good. Very nice, and a nice army there as well. Very thematic. Certainly. Um, yeah. So, what was the sort of story there with your army? Is it like I say? You mentioned that they. So basically, they are fiercely loyal so they're still kind of almost zealots towards the emperor you know almost worshiping as a god that's the that's the driver for those guys they're covered in sort of i've gotten from america in the end but the the sort of the transfers that they've all got are like vaguely mystical sciencey sort of okay Um, so and because they've then turned come back and seen what has happened to their legion that has just completely tipped them over the edge so you 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 know you've left, gone away, been doing your bit of the crusade, come back and not only found you know as many of the legions did you know you, you know oh my goodness the primarch's fallen all this but what happened to the word bearers to such an extreme the purging and the full on embracing demons and it's just I mean it just snapped absolutely snapped so they just have become and that's why they've become this this sort of rage filled sort of fleet you know. You know they're not going to fail a charge because they are going to they're going to absolutely butcher whatever traitor they can get their hands on. So it all fits in quite nicely. I mean the fear thing's a bit trickier, but it all fits in quite nicely for them. Yeah, very good. Okay, excellent. Nice. Who wants to go next? I can go next if there's no takers. I don't mind. I, I just uh, me and me and Battlescribe are having a disagreement this evening. So I keep... okay, fair enough. I'll uh, I'll fill in while you sort that out. So uh, I went. I really like the idea of pirates, which is yeah. where this kind of story started. So I got the idea from, so first of all, I started with pirates and I'm thinking, oh yeah, pirates would be cool. And then I thought, well, I want to do, if I'm going to do pirates, I want to do, I don't want to do pirates that are, you know, I want to kind of explore that gray area bit. And so I, I basically came up with the idea that this particular army was, they were just raiding, but they were raiding in the same space as Eldar or Dark Eldar. Um, who are all you know the a when you talk about sort of raiders in space, usually it's dark elder, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how if I've you know completely destroyed the fluff in terms of heresy, but the elder were kicking around, right? And the elder had a history, I think, of kind of raiding that sort of piracy. So, Michael, you you probably got more knowledge on this than anybody else on this call, but maybe Richie has. Were, were they? I mean, the fall from the Eldar from, you know, the sort of split of them going from one side going to the sort of craft world, the other side going to the Dark Eldar. Was that post-heresy? or uh, The Eldar falling? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, no, the was, Eldar fell. That, you know, uh, did, did they split into the Dark Eldar and the... That was before the heresy. Okay, cool. So it would work, right? Long before the heresy. Great stuff. So there was, you know, the history of the Dark Eldar raiding, you know, and then capturing people to use in their pits. So what I came up with as an idea was that uh, this this group called the Blackened Host um, would raid uh, Imperial space or whatever space happened to be in on the far edge of the sector, you know, miles away from anywhere, um, basically raiding, but they'd be raiding against the Warmaster. 
And the reason why I kind of did this, and what they would do is they would then sell all the people that they find to the to the Eldar, and they would trade goods with the Eldar. So I went for the Outlanders thing, so that we got all like the Xenos, you know, the Xenos, Xenos Lock, um, Laslock things. Um, and so the idea is that this is a group that um, have defected, if you like, from the uh, the Imperium and from the Warmaster, and it was made up of um, White Scars and Iron Warriors. Okay, so they I kind of went into a bit of history here, so you have to bear with me. Um, the idea being is that they were both sent to this particular sector to deal with the Eldar. The Iron Warriors went first. Their way of fighting is too slow for the Eldar. They can run circles around them. So the White Scars, you know, did detached or dispatched a force to help them work together and they fought together for years and years and years when the heresy broke eventually the news came through to both of the commanders both of them looked at the news which was basically you have to kill the other um you know the the emperor commands that you kill the iron warriors um perturabo and the world master command that you kill the white scars and they both decided they weren't going to do that they're that enough right on the far ends of the galaxy that they were just going to sort of throw their lot in together and say, you know, forget it, we're going to go our own way. And that was the where that was a sort of idea behind the army, if you like. So trading with the uh, Eldar, I thought was quite a cool idea, um, you know, and them being what they were, this sort of like fallen empire, uh, once masters of the, of the universe, now, you know, reduced to something far more inferior. And the same would also apply to the Black Shields. Once again, you know, the humans mastered the galaxy and they were brought low by, you know, internal sort of division. And eventually that empire itself started to crumble. So I thought there were some good parallels between the two and that would make quite a good story. So that was the the kind of basis for this particular army. OK, so it's a raiding force. Um, they trade people and stuff that they find and pinch and steal from whoever, but mainly from the War Master's troops, and they s- send these people off to be killed and tortured by the Dark Elder. I quite like that idea, if I'm honest. Um, the thing that I also thought is, one of the things in, that I liked about the Black Shields audio dramas was, how do you keep a group of people together um, who are so used to that kind of control and orders, and all of a sudden it's like, you know what, we're giving up all of that now, we're going to go our own way, but how would you keep them all together? You know, without them all sort of fracturing off and going their own way or killing each other. And so I got kind of the idea of this sort of code, they had this code of conduct, you know, that they used instead of the um, ways that they uh, decided from the emperor. So it kind of replaced that. They had their own code that they made up sort of thing. And that's what they stuck to. And they wouldn't hand over civilians, for example, to the Dark Elder, but only, you know, people who have been fighting. That sure. kind of thing. Yep. It was all good. Anyway, I'll shut up. I now. mean, all good seems like a a stretch of the sentence but yeah <laughs> what, 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 well you're all good in terms of that they not, I mean, none of it's good they're happy with it yeah, they're yeah. happy yeah they're happy with it. yeah i mean i think you know it's one of those things where you know it's an interesting thing to how would they react to the fact that they suddenly didn't have these rules to bind them anymore and how could you keep a group of people like that together all of them in their own rights you know superhuman um all of them thinking, well, if I've just given, got, you know, broken that oath, then what is sacred? So I kind of like the idea of that, but I do like the idea of also them being slightly a little bit evil as well, without being um, Warmaster level evil, if you see what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. How did you so visually then? As in, 
you were going to paint these up. Were, were they black black shields or were they? I was yeah. I was going to do them in a sort of like an ash gray ash gray color because it it's kind of a bit of a halfway house between the Iron Warriors sort of dark metal and the White Scars bright white. That makes any sense? Yeah. yeah. So you know, I think in the alluded to that you could still see underneath the armor the odd flash of the yellow chevrons and the iron warriors or the odd you know symbol from the world from the um white scars that kind of thing so yeah you know i thought it'd be quite interesting uh as a concept and that whole thing about actually rather than the reason why they turned their back on their respective oaths was because of their brotherhood for each other that makes any sense yeah so anyway i have talked way too much about I yeah, you know, I quite like the story. I might record it anyway, just for just for laughs. We can we can always something. It's it's sort of echoed. We it? can actually Got, going back to sort of this fan and things like that. It's kind of echoed with how um, is it when Sol Sol targets launches and he could have been shot down yes. by is it Garrow? Am I getting that wrong? Yes. And he knows, and his brother yeah. with him overrides. What he's being told, mm. everything is, and, and Black Shields, I think, really fit well in uh, armies like that as well. Using the Isfan type stuff, I mean, Shattered Legions, people tend to lean to, but that idea of that true brotherhood thing—it's it like plays out in some of the stories. Yeah, and I quite like the idea of them sort of, you know, sort of getting rid of all the the um, what's the, the what those priests called Dav Davenite priests, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the Davenite priest, you know, basically sort of this mantra of, you know, I think it does mention in one of the other sorts of rites of work, this sort of, you know, no gods and no masters no. kind of concept, you know, and I quite like that as well. So anyway, without further ado, I, I create these characters and I quite liked them. So not normally the level of detail that I go in for for a list, to be fair. So it obviously piqued my interest. So in terms of what I put in my list in the end, sorry. Um, so I went for a my leader, which is this uh, Black Shield leader called Gilcrux. Uh, he's a Reaver Lord. Um, uh, he's an ex-White Scar, so he's on a jet bike, obviously, because um, why wouldn't you be? Uh, he's also got a, a, what's the, I can't remember the name, the right word for it. Uh, the pistol, not the pistol, the uh, Xenos Lock, Xenos Deathlock. He's got one of those as well. He's also got, um, like I said, the, the, the guns on the um, jet bike as well as a cyber familiar and digital lasers and an iron halo. So he would actually be on a three plus, which is nice. Um, but like you say, he's I've, he hasn't got a paragon blade. I've given him that um, uh, our halo blade. Uh, oh, yeah. Which um, isn't quite as good as AP3, but it's, I think it's plus two or pl- plus two strength. So with rad grenades, it would be pretty useful, you know, tearing through potential characters if, you know, they've failed some saves. I suppose yeah, the thing is, most characters have got a two up, haven't they? That's the thing. They have. That is the problem. That is usually the problem, isn't it? Is getting through that. So to beat that, <laughs> I've got a Legion champion uh, with a Paragon blade also on a jet bike. So he would basically be his guard. What was your first HQ? My first HQ was a Black Shield Reaver Lord. A Reaver Lord. Okay, cool. Yeah, and the second one is because you you're only allowed one, one console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was the Legion Champion. So he's coming along, jet bike again, um, with the old uh, Paragon Blade Combat Shield, uh, just to give him something in close combat, because obviously he can jink till it's all day long from shooting in not in close combat, but he's got nothing really to help him in close combat. So I'll go for the uh, combat shield just in case. Um, and that's my two HQ choices. 
I then gone for an Apocatherian detachment because everybody does these days. So I've got one with a jump pack, uh, one with mm, uh, a bike because they can't take jet bikes. He's just got a normal bike, which when I thought about it, I thought that might look a bit funny. It'd be like, you know, the somebody's all these on a little sort of trike compared to people on a racing <laughs> bike, sort of following along behind, you know. But um, there you go. Needs must, I suppose. Um, Cycling around the Le Mans TT, isn't it? That that's kind of... it. Yeah, you know, all the others are streaking off on these really cool looking bikes, and then there you are on an old trike or something. Um, so yeah, so I just and then I've got one with um, nothing, so he's um, just on foot. Then for my troops, so that's the only elites that I've got. For my troops, I've got uh, two assault squads. So I thought these would probably be kind of like the Iron Warrior assault squads, um, with the white scars doing the majority. Sorry. These may be a mix of Iron Warriors and White Scars. I wasn't quite sure. Um, you don't hear a lot about assault squads in Iron Warriors, but they were clearly there. Um, so I've got two of those. Those are 10-man's uh, versions. Um, sergeants got artists for armour, um, got combat shields on them, um, and rad grenades as well, because, you know, like as Richie says, there's an option to do them on all of the characters, and it's one worth taking. Uh, a couple of power axes in there and a power fist on the sergeants. So... You know, quite a useful unit, I think. Would certainly fit the um, speedy uh, attack force that I was trying to get to. Um, I then got uh, Black Shield Marauders for two other troop choices. Uh, sorry, for one other troop choice. Beg your pardon. No, two Black Shields, one, um, two, two Black Shield Marauder squads. I'm trying to read Battlescribe on my phone. It's really bad. Oh. Uh, two Black Shield Marauder squads and what two assault squads. So the Black Shield Marauders, um, one's got 11, one's got 10. Um, basically Marauder Chiefs with uh, Pariah Bolters on everybody. And I also put the Xenos Deathlocks, um, as many of those as I can, into the group because I thought that's part of the theme, i.e. this trading with the Xenos is what they do and their sort of um, equipment's bolstered by um, the Xenos because he's using the Outlanders. Um, right, of, Not Right of War, but whatever the thing is called. I then got a Dreadclaw Drop Pod. And uh, to put some guys in, you can't take drop pods, normal drop pods, but you can take dreadful ones they can come back. And as as they were pirates, I think that would be a good thing. They'd probably have those to try and do boarding actions on other ships. Yep. Um, I then got um, some Sky Hunters uh, as well as my Fires Attack Squad. So um, just I count how many of those bad boys I've got in here. Quite a few. Uh, nine of them, ten of them in total, including the sergeant, and three with multi-mounters. So it's just nine, sorry, and one's upgraded to a sergeant, but three of them have got multi-motor screen. Do you have one in three? So, yeah, bikes are really cool, and they would definitely work well as a um, to theme out that sort of white scars thing. And obviously the sergeant and the champion would go with them, as well as uh, the old Apocatherian trundling along behind on the non-hover bike. Um, then, of course, I've got a Storm Eagle um, with last cannons and multi-melters um, to get troops in there. Again, that sort of piracy theme, they have flyers to get their troops around um, to, to sort of do boarding actions and what have you. And also the sort of lightning hit and run raids that they've been doing. And then for heavy support, I've got a fire raptor um, with the, um, what are they called? The Reaper auto cannons um, turret things um, on both sides of those. So I think they're better than the quad bolt, quad heavy bolters. And then for the final heavy support choice, I've got three. Uh, Vindicator siege tanks with the LAS cannons on them, the uh, sorry, the laser destroyer arrays to give me some a little bit of anti tank, but that's that's really about it for anti tank in that area. The rest of it would have to be, you know, 
a bit tricky on the anti-tank side. I'm hoping that the um, the speed of the bikes could get in amongst it uh, when needed. So that was the plan. That's my piracy force. Um, the obviously the the tanks in there would be Iron Warriors, you know, left over from their particular uh, legion, um, and all the sort of fast attack stuff would be coming from the White Scars initially. So that's that was my plan. Nice, nice. Okay. With any of it. I probably it's an option. Uh, I've got nuncio boxes kicking around as well, uh, but obviously they've got to be on the board um, in the the turn before, effectively, haven't they? So what I what I would put is one of the black shields uh, marauder squads in the uh, dreadclaw, and probably deep strike that in. Obviously, because it comes in first turn because of the or, um, whatever the drop pod assault rule. Yeah. So I bring that in, try and get the guys out, shoot some people up with the prior bolters and just cause a bother. Hope they can hang around for a turn um, to then potentially deep strike in the guys behind them. The only possible sort of problem I might have would be around reserve rolls, um, which I always, you know, I always fail. So yeah, I've already got a, a um, Storm Eagle in reserve. So putting other things in reserve always worries me a little bit because it means that you may not be able to get your full force on when you want it to and i think it's quite fragile in a lot of areas um so it could be without those numbers you could you could struggle how many units is it uh it is you're asking just because it plays into the whole disappearing thing yes it does there's quite a lot of units so uh one two uh three four five six seven uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve units in total. Awesome, yeah. So I suppose six of them would have to be still alive, basically. Otherwise, things start to get really gnarly really quickly. Nice, nice, Artu. Yeah. Okay. Shall Tasty. we go next? Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, I, my inspiration is iron iron hands because there's the there's a couple of stories in which the iron hands uh you know some some iron fathers resurrect um their um uh their 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 uh what you call it uh, uh brothers who've had lots of cybernetic implants as almost cyborgs and i thought that sounds really really cool um i normally hate the iron hands but um <laughs> uh, I, this so is you, the only you, way you, you have thrown back your membership card haven't uh, you yeah, yeah, yeah not to put too far a point on it this is this is my only this is the only way I would do Iron Hands. Okay. Um, okay. So it's a um, it's a Chimera list with the um, with the the Gene Rort. So that's the the um, extra toughness and uh, and strength and stuff. Because obviously, if these guys are essentially the living dead zombie, you know, zombie uh, uh, Iron Hands, um, they're going to be hard. They're going to be hard to take down. So that's kind of my inspiration behind this. So you've got an Iron Father and um, uh, and a few with a few um, troops. Um, you know, but the bulk of the army is basically this mindless horde of zombies. Um, but well, I say zombies, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're a little better than zombies, but anyway, so I've started with a Reaver Lord who'd be a stand in for an iron father. Um, and he's got, uh, an architect pistol, a cyber familiar, digital lasers, uh, halo blade, iron halo. So, um, he's going to stick around. Um, I've mastercrafted that, that, that halo blade. Uh, giving him Xenos pa- Pariah Power Armor, 
Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I think he, you know, he's gonna. I, the re, I've gone with a lot of prior f- f- power armor because I figure these guys are going to be. The, these guys need to be vulnerable. They've not got the same armor that's going to be the same protected. So high strength weaponry is just going to go for it like um, like paper. So there's a, a thematic reason for picking that. You know, it's okay. better against the, the 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 smaller arms fire, but yeah, it's uh, it's like that. Uh, I've got a chaplain who's going to be a living guy. He's on a scimitar jet bike. He's got a refractor field. And a power axe. I was really tempted to give him a power lance, but I didn't think that would fit in with the whole iron iron hands thing. Because mm-hmm. I'd just love to take a power lance at some point. I've never never taken one before. Never had much chance. Um, troops, I've got two big squads, two 20-man squads of marauders. Now, I've given them all chain axes. Because, um, you know, why not? That I think they look cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, chain uh, axes are, are great, and I've got mine chain axes. They're a great upgrade, actually, for that plus one, yeah, uh, plus one strength, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So, so, the, so they're already strength five, so they'll be hitting on strength uh, six. So these are going to be hard. Yep. Um, one squad has got um, four heavy flamers. Um, the chief in both has got a, par- a pariah bolter. They're all in prior armor as well, um, and the other squad has just got prior flamers. So I mean they're already you know bad you know they're already on the uh, the way, reason for giving them prior flamers and uh, and prior bolters is they're already crossed the line once so why not cross it again when it comes to weapons so mm-hmm. at least that, that's my justification mm-hmm. um, then in fast attack I've got one nine man uh, sky hunter squadron uh, with free volkite um, coverings a sergeant um, and I've given him uh, a power fist. So that's a big squad to go around doing that. They're, they're sort of the live, the live Marines trying to um, herd the, the zombies, as it were. Uh, at least that's the, the plan. But the zombies are going to be in um, two Spartan assault tanks, two identical tanks um, with armored ceramite, oh. those with blade and fair shield. So 20 man <laughs> squads, one with the, one with the Reaver Lord, just marching <laughs> down and then dumping out all these uh, high toughness, high strength. Uh, this, is, this is the sort of army that over the last two years is... from from the Iron Hands. Yes? Sorry, with your fast attack bikes from the Iron Hands. Yeah, well, and then um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just thought I just I just I like jet bikes. So his, really his, his zombie Iron Hands, nonetheless. Zombie, zombie, hand, zombie hand. hands. Okay. Zombies, iron hands. Um, the jet bikes. Two I figure they, they're going to they're going to want to be doing scout scout stuff. Uh, essentially um and as a lord of war i've taken a shadow sword uh with two pairs of side sponsons and a space oh, marine crew so two massive squads two spartans yeah. and then that a, as well a, the, one of the best super heavies in the game and so the shadow sword is that the one with that's the plasma plasma gun one isn't it yeah uh is it the plasma? Oh, not the d weapon one uh it might be the plasma one yeah might be. Did I, did I want the plasma? Is it the plasma one I wanted? I'm well, the D one. Which one did you? Want? Uh, it's the one that you've got. No, no. It's the shadow sword. Is the one with the um. Ah, it's it's the plastic one. It's not the plasma. The shadow one is the, the shadow sword. Is the one with the um the volcano weapon. cannon. Yes, the D weapon. Okay, D fair weapon. enough. Yeah. Because I figure, well, you, know, you know, Space Marines don't normally use Astro, you know, um, you know, Imperial Guards, uh, you know, uh, Imperial Army stuff. So I was like, they scav- they're scav, a lot of scavengers from the... Otherwise, yeah. I would have gone for a Falchion. 
if yeah, I'm okay, on fair enough. So you know, I, yeah, I think I can make this beat up, not color ma- not color scheme matching um, uh, tank. Yeah. And I'm okay, realizing like- as I've read this out, this is actually going to be a really tough list. So is it? Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you're in, you're infamous for your light, fluffy list, Mike. Yeah, you've really. Yeah. I mean, but, but to be fair, you know, every guy in the army is in rubbish armor. It doesn't matter, of course, because they're yeah, stuck but, in a sodden. Yeah. And, and there are 78 of them or whatever it was forty marauders so yeah. you've got what 20 in each spartan yeah and well 21 in one because one so, you, you, yeah, right. so you've kind of negated the prior armor quite nicely because they can only it's shooting attacks isn't it? so they would get a normal three plus i oh, know it's strength six doesn't matter yeah. if it's shooting or not isn't it but anyway, either way, nicely played, Mister B. Nicely played. That's quite a that's quite a quite a list you've got there. That's, that's the sort of list that over the last couple of years has caused me no end of trouble. Just it's yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough one to get through. Anyway, let's talk about effectiveness after we. Oh, yeah. So Chris may Chris may of course been throwing stones around in the glass house. Oh no, not because at all. we don't know we don't know which route oh, he's taking. No, so come on, you know, let's you know me. So let's I, I'm look, a. I'm as soft as, <laughs> fluffy a, as, a, as a fluffy as a blanket, me. Uh, yes. So I had a similar trail of thought as you, Graham, with piracy, but mine aren't mm. selling people because they're not monsters. <laughs> uh, mine are just <laughs> looting and grim dark, uh, my friend. Grim yeah, dark. I know, but I mean, I know we've done terrible things, but still, um, the it was basically they would be out just space piracy ultimately. So. Mm. This is all um, sort of. There's a, a a number of drop pods in this list. You uh, can't take drop pods. I can take Anvilus Dreadclaws. Ah. And I can take Charybdis Dreadclaw uh, drop pods. Okay. Thank you very much. I, I did check more than once. Yeah, the Storm Eagle and the Charybdis. To be fair, go on. Yeah. Um. So my yes, yeah, so that was the. So I have. A Black Shield Weaver Lord in Cataphractite Terminator armor with okay. digital lasers, a Master Crafted Chain Fist, uh, a Rad Grenades, and a Volkite Charger. Good. Uh, my second HQ is an Easter Terrorist, Master Level not... 2, Force Weapon, Melter Bombs. So basically, these guys have given in, so the rules don't matter anymore. Okay. So screw, ni- me screw, screw, screw Nikea. Right, Jeff, take your helmet off yeah. and let's unleash some power. Let's, let's, let's melt some face. Exactly. With your psychic mind bullets. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Good. Jeff, the space wing going. Do, do, do. Jeff, it's yeah. a good name. Yeah. Okay. Um, my elite section is two destroyer units. Uh, right. The destroyers have rad and psych out missiles. Cool. Yeah, uh, so using all the all the all the all the tricks, the, the, all the tricks. The sergeants have got a phosphex bomb each. Oh, lovely! Which I uh, guarantee you'll forget you have. Oh, case. of course. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's ten points that basically you're just spending because you can't find <laughs> ten points to spend anywhere else, <laughs> and you and always you forget just... you've got them. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, and they're actually the... quite useful, aren't they? Because they're, I think, yeah. are they AP two or AP three? Can't but, remember. They're pretty handy. Yeah, anyway. so, and they stay there, don't they? The, mm. the, uh, let me just quickly find that for you. Phosphex bomb didn't, is AP two. Yeah, didn't didn't help me on Sunday, did it, Graham? 
No, but that's because, you know, you were a word bearer player and you deserved everything you get. I think um, you missed with them, didn't you, if I'm not mistaken? You had my uh, fire drakes banged to rights. It was the perfect riposte to a gang of uh, marauding fire drakes. And I believe that under pressure, and you made that three plus three plus in one. Such a great unit. Anyway, Um, my third elite choice is a five man Terminator squad, all with chain fists and power fists. And they are in a bog standard box fresh Spartan. So no flare shield, no armored ceramite, no auxiliary drive. Basically, because all of that's been damaged okay, in the yeah, time nice. they've had it, so just oh, that's a good idea. That's stripped good idea. it back, stripped it down, yeah. um, just running it basic. Nice. Um, with that, so yeah, and that's just really to go with the Reaver Lord, and also to punch their way through stuff that you know we can't shoot our way through. Got you. Uh, I have two fifteen-man Marauder squads. With three power swords and 14 prior bolters. So those are the assault two, uh, strength five AP five or strength four AP five. Mm. Uh, I can't remember now, but yeah, they are basically designed just to. Oh, so mm. my, the um, wrought by war that I took was the plus one weapon skill, pl- plus one weapon skill, plus one blizzard skill, minus two leadership choice. Right. That, that is risky. It is, but I, again, pirates are not exactly influenced for their, their heroism. No, I suppose not. I mean, the Outlanders does give you, I think, plus one to your leadership. So, um, but, so yeah, there's like, a, have you ever slight. tried that? Have you ever tried that raw by raw, Richie? That Chimera? No, I've tried the Outlanders one before, and I've, I've tried the, the toughness and strength one before. Mm. Um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, plus one strength, plus one ballistic skill. You can make some horrible combat units out of this. Yeah, you totally can, can't you? And it's, yeah. considering the other one hurts your shooting, um, I suppose you could go all iron warrior on it and put, throw some heavy units in and so on. And yeah. then, you know, you're making sort of poor man's iron havocs at that point, aren't you, really? You are. That's true. Um, uh, where was I? So, yes, uh, so two 50 man squads, one uh, nine man squad, uh, and these have all got chain axes. Uh, and this squad has a single melter gun in. Uh, so they have taken an anvilus as their dedicated transport. And the two large squads will be going in Charybdis assault claws. Mm-hmm. And uh, my final option, final choice is a fire raptor. Mm. Just for Ooh, that. Yeah. 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 If, if I could have, if I could find, if I had 10 points, I would have taken the. Uh, what's the assault one? The one that Storm I can Eagle. Put, the Storm Eagle. That's it. I would yeah, have taken the Storm yeah. Eagle, um, just to sort of maybe put the uh, sort of one squad of destroyers in or something like that. But um, yeah, I just I went with the fire raptor just for the ten point cheap cheapness, really. And it's a good it's a good unit. It's yeah. it's a very good anti infantry unit, and sometimes quite good at taking out the back of tanks and stuff. Yeah, I um, mean. The, the, all the anti-armor from this army is coming from the Spartan and the Terminators. Yeah. There's okay. no, there, there are very, very few, actually there are no heavy weapons um, in the list really. So, Gotcha. 
But yeah, the idea, yeah, just with them sort of raiding the space lanes. Yeah. Not in the Spartan, but um, unless they're sort of driving it out of the uh, <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. A team style, yeah. just flying the tank through space at people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was I the sort of about trailer that. thought. Well, the yeah. A team where they fly the tank. Yeah. I can see why they didn't make a sequel. Okay. So, <laughs> other, than, other than that, I actually didn't mind that movie. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So that's very nice. So I suppose the next question then is who is the most effective on the backfield? So let's have a little recap of some highlights from that particular reel. Um, there was Richie's glaive. Certainly something to be considered. Uh, um, well, I suppose the thing is, we know Richie's is the most effective because it's the one that actually exists. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's beyond theory. It definitely. Yeah. Works. Exactly. It's. It, yeah. It, it works. I mean, it goes fifty-fifty, probably. I, I mean, Richie, and this isn't. This isn't like me saying your list is rubbish or anything, because <laughs> far from it. But I, your list strikes me as very much a glass hammer, uh, and it helps that I've seen it in action and seen its results. So, um, when it works, it works really, really, really effectively. Um, you do decimate opponents, but if it if you come up against someone who can t- handle you, then you have a, a very bad game. Yeah. I mean, it, it struggles with a Primark um, yeah. because the nature of having the glaive is you haven't got the D weapon shot that might just do it. So yes. All right. You might kill whatever is around him, but you, you're not going to get him off with a glaive necessarily. No, it um, doesn't cause enough wounds. No, nowhere close. And then, yeah, the sheer number of attacks when it gets in, I mean, it might chip a Primark to death, but with what they tend to be in and all this. I've never faced it against Space Wolves, where I imagine if a Spartan with Russ and even half a dozen of these pals came fleeing across the table at it, it would be over before it began um, for them a little bit. I, I think the thing with Russ in, in that situation is there, are, there aren't there are many ways of, of realistically countering that on mass, if that makes yeah. sense. It is a situation where they run at you, and you think you, you know you're trying to mitigate it as best possible. Yeah, trying to delay it or something. It's yeah. If it's played the way it's meant to be played, and all that sort, in the sense of what I've made it for, then you inevitably will lose a huge amount of models. But um, you know, it's got a few troops. It's it's got a big blob that can sit on an objective if it has to. Although it tends, they tend to charge off um, and so on. But it's yeah, it is quite. It needs the charge. And all that. So, I mean, things like with yours, Michael, throw in a couple of Spartans. I mean, even throw in a couple of Spartans, half the Marauders, and put them in it or whatever, you know, and get rid of the glaive almost. You can make it more effective quite quickly doing things like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But the glaive is a lot of fun to play with. Yeah. I think with two Spartans, is that's, you know, that's over a, th- you know, a quarter of the, the list, isn't it? It's at 600 points or whatever. Yeah, it's, I guess it's, so. It's a big, it's a big, um, was it? It's a big expenditure. And that's before you start putting stuff on them as well. I suppose the thing is, though, that you can you'd guarantee one of those units would get across the board because it's quite hard to take a, a Spartan out in a turn. Anyway, I think, and yeah. so at least one of those would get where you needed it to be, which is n- not a bad thing. If I was going to consider two Spartans, I'd take a Mastodon instead. Because yeah, Mastodons are cool. Yeah, delivering the soul, which is what they're all about then what you can yeah spartans are tough but there was always the one shot thing there totally is there totally is i mean go on richie sorry 
So at least with the Masters on, it should get there. I mean, there is always the one shot last cannon that might take out a Spartan or whatever because it's at the wrong angle or, you know, if someone comes down and melts it or whatever. Um, or you face Richie's Iron Hands and um, and Graham's Iron Warriors at the same time and then you're Masters on in the last one turn. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the, I think that, anything I would say about that is if you have two Spartans, you're giving your, your opponent has to make a choice mm-hmm. to, as to which one to shoot first, right? And you're right, they may get lucky with the one shot, blow it up on a six, but you've got the flare shield there as long as you position it accordingly. There's a you, you're limiting your chances of that happening in the first turn. Whereas with the Mastodon, every time that Michael's used it, it's just a enormous bullet magnet. Yeah. And it's one target that you can focus your entire army on. Whereas if you've got two Spartans, you know you've got to stop both of them, but you just can't. That would be my only slight um, caveat to that particular. You're right, though. It's a tough thing to get through, but and you can't stop the Mastodon, but you can chip those nine or ten hole points off if you, you know, with enough firepower. It's, it's, I think but, it's super heavy. I mean, the Glaive, the games where it, it's, you, either, you either kill it or ignore it. There's no point shooting two last cannons at a glaive every turn. Like either yeah, no, or, or yeah. you know, actually take out the rhino that's got the vets in or, or take out, you know, have a pot shot or something else. If you're going to take 10 shots at a glaive throughout a game with a last cannon, what's the point? Yeah, I, I totally not, agree. I mean, you're not going to kill it. Yeah, and, and that's what I tend to do to be honest with you, is if I don't think I can take it out, just, I'll just leave it and it sort yeah. of have a glaive tax. You know, yeah. and assume that you're going to use X amount of troops per turn to it, but you try and limit that number as much as possible. Yeah. Um, because I mean, when I was playing Michaels on Sunday, there was just nothing I could do about it until the fire drakes got close. So it was just, I'm not going to bother really shooting at it with everything else. I'll try and thin some other stuff down. But I don't know. I have quite a lot of firepower. Yeah, I do have quite a lot of firepower at it. And the laser destroyers are great because of that um, AP oneness. Mm. means that you can get an explode results on a five rather than just on a six so it still took some getting through like um but it's 12 hole points isn't it yep the glaive so it's a it's a it's a tough beast so have we made a decision then i think michael's on paper sounds the most horrific how many bikes did you have in yours michael your bikes uh nine in the squad and one on the chaplain that's a 10 toughness six but they'd be tough than six. Be the plus one tough. Yeah, plus one toughness, yeah. plus one from yeah, the, the there's raw a couple horrendous combos, and one of them is potentially you make an army of bikes and you throw the plus one toughness chimera on it. So you can't instantly kill them. I just suppose they're only one wound anyway, but that would certainly make your centurion and your praetor um eternal warrior for, in all sense and purposes. The, the praetor is um, not on a bike. Well, sorry, okay. uh, Reaver Lord isn't on a bike. So you could make him a Reaver Lord on a bike with a power fist, couldn't you? And he'd be strength 10, toughness 6. Yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. A, on a bike, so moving 12. With, with a hammer. Invon easily. Never needs to yeah. check. 3 plus Invon. I'm not going to lie. I was tempted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I suppose, is the rest of the, can the rest of this... Um, but you could make a sort of semi white scarsy list without the white scar special rule but with a lot of jet bikes um quite comfortably i mean just chuck a couple of cheap home marauder squads in a rhino just for your compulsory troop choices and off you go very good anyway i think given that um Mike, michael's probably got it with the double spartan it, filth does anybody disagree <laughs> oh. filth 
Well, you've got he, a D weapon. He said you've got, it. He you've said got it. bikes. You've got two Spartans. You know, it, it would raise an eyebrow if I got that across my desk when we're doing Company of Legends. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it would be. But well, yeah, but you okay? Does anybody think that anybody else's list is better or more di- uh, more diverse and therefore more chance of winning against a normal kind of list than that one? Um, I mean, I always think my lists are better anyway, so... Of course you do. <laughs> so, what, so what would you no, say, I'd, I'd, you I'd, say I'd, your, your strong point? No, I... That I can get in to people quickly. You can, with the, yeah. the anvilus drop pods in there. I can get, you know, 30 marines on the other side of the board. Sharpish. So you've got the... Uh, Charybdis can take 20, can't it, if I remember Yeah, right. so I've got yeah, two squads okay. of 15. In and you've got... Yeah. Each, in, each in a Charybdis. So, yeah, you could so you could get... How many other drop pods have you got? I've got one other drop pod. So you can get two... You can use two in the first turn, right? So you can put yep. both Charybdis down. Now, they, wouldn't, they couldn't assault on the first turn, but you could have nope. those two Charybdis hanging around waiting to assault on the second turn, right? Yep. Which would work quite nicely. So, yeah, turn two, you'd be in the back lines... Michael could do the same um, with a sort of kamikaze Spartan run, but with 40. And some bikes to back it up. Did you mention that with Chimera, you don't pick it till the start of the game, technically? Yeah. Chimera is quite interesting. You you don't, you pick that you're a Chimera, so you go, I mean, I don't imagine anyone ever would, because I'd like to think you probably built your army around that theme, but you, you basically put Chimera down on your your army list and it specifically says you pick at the start of the game i think wow. i may have missed that no it's 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 before the, uh, at the start of the game before setup that players oh sorry the model zoning player must declare which one of the following they're going to use and right. oh okay so so you could see what you're playing and potentially change it for better or for worse but um yeah it, it, it sort of it, it's not set in stone although Again, I imagine most people who are building awards, certainly something like Black Shields, they're probably they've got in their head what they're having and they're keeping it. Yeah, no, but that is good. I mean, you could use it is horses for courses. It does give you a little bit of added flexibility, doesn't it? Oh, so, um, that's that's no bad thing. Yeah, because I mean, mm-hmm. basically, change your entire arm, you try approach every game. Yeah, without having to change your I mean, entire you'd, arm, you'd have yeah. to set your army up so it was a bit flexible. Yeah, to you know to, to get the max out of all of it, but yeah. Nice. Okay, that is pretty interesting. Especially one and three, which is the fleet field range and the plus one strength toughness that models take. They're reasonably interchangeable because they just combat that stuff. But if you were playing, say you, you then landed up against a load of militia with 200, you know, those immovable cultists on the board, you might go, well, actually, why do I need one extra strength with my chain axes? I'll just mm. rage. Yeah, and just scythe my way through it. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good, good point. I mean, that's always ha- that ability to change those sorts of things on a per game basis is a, is yeah. a big advantage, isn't it? Particularly mm. in a like a five, um, you know, five game, um, two day event sort of thing. Very nice. I like that a lot. Okay. Um, so, so we're sticking with Michael, are we? Basically? I think so. I think clearly he's uh, he's his experience at the weekend is, um twisted him into the evil uh 
world, the, world, the dark, world dark universe version of, yeah. uh, of Michael. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the darkest timeline version. Oh, man, you don't want that, do you? Yeah. That kind of uh, alternate reality, Michael. Yeah. You, you, maybe he's come through through some weird portal and the nice Michael's gone and it's been replaced by whack Michael. When did it happen, anyway, people? That's the question. That when is the question. When did we notice? When did we notice this change? <laughs> anyway, all good in the hood. So, Michael, you have that clearly. So, um, did we pick a winner for theme? No, we did not. But I don't think I'm going to get it because my my mind's maybe a little gone off you, kilter a bit. Well, I personally, and again, this is just a view, and I know that there's many people out there who will probably disagree with me, always a little bit, where you have legions that generally are a bit slow, do do you give them fast things is my, so the Salamanders, for example, deliberately have slow stuff, right? Minus one to run, et cetera, et cetera. So would I give them jet bikes? I just don't think it would go with the theme, but that is purely a personal viewpoint. What do you guys think? I, I think for... I think, for, for yeah, with anything with Black Shields, because you have to start it with what your story is for you, it's not like comparing with other legions. So everybody's one fitted what they said. I, I kind of agree with what Graham's trying to say, which is for Michael's <laughs> theme of zombies... Uh, the jet bikes don't fit. The jet <laughs> bikes yeah, aren't really don't. along that. The jet bikes that are there trail. because I think they're cool. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And that's they're, that's they're all there good. because I think they're cool and I think they do a they do a job, but they're not yeah. going to fit in with the theme. And they would do a hell of a job. One hell of a job. One. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> you see a sudden influx of uh, bikes. Yeah. Coming. I've been coming look, I've of... been looking at a lot of bikes lately. I, I keep looking and I'm like, but it's thirty quid a bike. Um, I know. I'm just looking at. Just costing up my army now and thinking, yeah, that's that's like two hundred pounds for six bikes or something crazy, serious money. Get them okay. in the squads. Get them in the squads for free. Yes, save that's yourself I mean. three yeah, pounds. Three pounds, one hundred seventy-six pound. So for Golden Keshi, for example, six of them is one hundred seventy-six pounds. Pretty wow. good. Anyway, all good in the hood. So, so theme. So not Mister B. Nope, um, clearly not. I kind of like. I, I know it might sound silly, but I like Richie's theme. Yeah, I, really I like Richie's theme. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. It's 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 an interesting twist on the theme. Yours and mine, Graham, are very yeah. Your two are black very, shields. Yeah, pretty much. This is the black shields. They're space yeah. pirates. No offense, <laughs> but um, it's it's not very that original. It's been, said about, it's been said about our work before. Yeah, derivative. What derivative. That's, yeah. yep. that's, that's, what, that's what the review is. Derivative. Like, what if army? I mean, they're great. It's a, it's a bordering on historical game, and, and some people I think find Black Shield. The idea of them is it's a bit of a just a, a catch-all, or will we just let you do this? It's, it's like you can make your own chapter, isn't it? It's you, you yeah. Do yeah, yeah. But, I I really love Richie's theme. That that whole. Um, that whole and the, uh, the, you know the, the the loyalist word bearers, and then the and then the whole berserker element to them, it just fits really really well. Yeah, and I think that it works. Yeah, it works really good. 
that's not a, that's not really the most eloquent way of putting it, but yeah, but you know, derivative space pirates clearly doesn't. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm with I'm, not, with, I'm, I'm with Michael. Got, I, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that your um your your space no. pirates are boring. I'm just saying that it's something that's Umbridge been done before. Has been taken. <laughs> no, no, it's something that's been done before. Whereas Richard is like, a lot more original, and I, I think I, yeah, yours damage is done. Uh, if we were doing it purely on theme of what is a black shield's army then oh, it's traditionally yeah. it's what we've done but oh, i yeah, think yeah. there are other ways you can do it i think richie's is, is an, a nice original yeah yeah exactly. interpretation it's... of what black shields are and that's why i like it one of the other armies i've looked at for black shields if i did them again which i think i probably will was the piratey rogue trader every different color armor and all that sort of stuff but it's I mean, there's unlimited options for them. I mean, they're, they're, you're missing Legion list, you know, if you felt that way. Yeah. That sort of yeah. put people's heckles up. But they're, um, you know, like I said before, you, you know, you want your, your um, space wolves that have begun to go a little bit hairy, you know. Well, you know, you use the Chimera, you put them in or something like that, or, or you're, uh, something like that, your salamanders who are turning into, is it, what, what's the dragons in the 40k? Uh, black dragons yeah where they start to really warp and things like that it, it covers a lot of stuff like that that you could bring through beyond and because there's only i think there's three short stories on black shields and that's about it there's three audio dramas and one short story mm. yeah so, but they're quite traditional black shieldy thing as to what people think and i think some yeah. people painting black but some, they're anything it's the great thing about them they are anything and it's really nice to have the confines of a legion. I love doing that to the point. But this is your, well, hang on, this won't fit for anything else. So, but probably was out there somewhere. I, I must admit, sorry, I must admit for the weekend that, that just went in South Shields, I did have a, because we were researching this uh, this show, I was sort of almost tempted to take my Death, death Guard as Black Shields. Yeah. Uh, and sort of say, you know, they, they've rebelled. Because there is a, short story with death with death guard black shields and i'd read that and it was quite cool i'm i think what's good about this particular list is that it does because you haven't got the wealth of source material to call on to shape your legion it, it encourages you to do that for yourself which i think is a good thing yeah. right yeah. yeah which so uh which, which i think, I think richie's done yeah it, it, it you know you haven't you haven't got all of the, you know, myriad of different books to, to research your particular legion and say, I'm going to pick this aspect of the legion because this is what they were like after Istran 3. And they, and that, you know, there's quite a lot of flexibility in that in itself. But this, I think, gives you, you start off with an idea, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you build the army. Whereas a lot of the time you kind of, the, the army is based on a particular uh, variation of a well-known trope within that legion. Absolutely. So, I think that's really cool. So yeah, cool. totally. Yep. Richie so, has that one. Richie has theme. Mike has effectiveness. Well, me and you, Chris, are lagging slightly <laughs> behind. So we're going to hope that we can pull it out of the bag for the, well, old, the cost the cost thing. Right. Well, if it comes in less than eight hundred and fifty-four pounds, it beats me. Oh God, no! I'm way over that. I mean, uh, I am crazy I, territory. I am significantly over. Oh, I'm, um, let's have a look. So, I'm, I'm I'm under eight hundred ish. Cool. Then I'm not. Rich is going to win that one because I'm I'm eight hundred and fifty four, and I still have stuff to add. 
I've got no bikes or anything. I've got yeah. like a glaive and a couple of uh, one See, for me, it was the, the two Charybdis did for me, yeah, and the Spartan because and the Fire Raptor because they're all over 100 pounds. The Charybdis is about 173 yeah. quid a piece, one 1054 pounds. Because I'm, because I'm taking instead of taking plastic Mark Freeze, I'm taking resin Mark Free Iron Hands. Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, that's so <laughs> Plus £120 <laughs> worth of chain axes. Umbridge is still if, being if you take away sort of playing uh, Warhammer World, would, would you, I mean, Black Shields, would you buy Forge World for them? So no. the, I mean, the bike- not, well, not for the, not for, for the bikes, I would. Yeah, I think I would. I, there's a lot of stuff out there, cool parts from people like Cromwell, one, though, yeah, like yeah, Anvil, um, that, yeah, I definitely consider using a lot of, uh, a lot of third-party bits Absolutely, for yeah. this one. I think it's one of those things where the problem is, though, if you're going to a sort of list like this, you'd think, "Mm, you know what, I might just chance my arm and I may want to take this to a throne of skulls or something at some point. So that would be the only thing, I think. But you're right. It's it's always a decision to make, isn't it? When you start with an army, it's like, do I, there's some cool bits and bobs here that would make this look really different and interesting. But if I take them, they can never set foot inside Warhammer World, and it's that kind of thing, I suppose. But I think with this army, you you know, because you can do, you know, it's there for you to personalize it so much. People are going to want to spend yeah. that. Yeah, you know, you're going to want to put that extra bit of. Um, because right. I mean, Richard, you've got a load event, of, sort of for us. individual models, haven't you? Every single model's different. Yeah. Yeah. So either different combinations of armor or poses or everything. Yeah. Yeah. But that's quite the appeal of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to put that um extra effort into it. So I can, you know it sort of you know makes sense to do that, spend that extra. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um to answer the question in terms of cost, for me, uh my Forge World bill, and it's just the Forge World bill, by the way, uh that will that will be a princely one thousand and Hold on. 1,046 pounds is currently in my cart for that entire army from Forge World, plus a not inconsiderable 112 pounds from Games Workshop for the Mark III Marines and for a Scout bike squad, of which I'm using one. So there you go. How much, sorry? Um, in total, we have 1046 plus 112. Oh, okay. So one. One four six, uh, one one thousand one hundred and fifty odd pounds. Ah, okay, that's what I was, so I've just finished totaling my champagne up. tastes. He'd always, he he's gone back to it. This is the thing. He there were a few episodes, a few shows we did where Graham was like, "Now I'm gonna, you know, he's playing it cheap, playing it cheap." Suddenly the tastes come back. He's got that thirst <laughs> for ex, for expensive resin back. I think as, as soon as you put bikes in, jet bikes in, you, yeah. in, you the one jet, ten man jet bike squad is going to cost you the best part of two hundred and forty pounds, right? Yeah, yeah, or nine man at least. Then two characters. That's another sixty seventy quid in on bikes. It's a huge amount of cash just for just for a one of each choice, one fast attack choice, and two HQs. So yeah, it soon tops the heck up. Absolutely. Yeah. My so anyway, in total came in at 1,008. Awesome. Okay, so I came last in that one as well. So, so Richie wins overall. 
not unsurprisingly, uh, the actual expert won, which is good to hear. So uh, Richie won the theme. With I think his, I'm going to uh, go with a, a Michael Gove here. <laughs> Do we not have this problem with uh, with with, um, with Graham as well? Yeah, we've had enough of experts. No more experts. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Richie, congratulations! You win yeah. our, uh, the respect and admiration of your peers, which is no small thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we shall. Um, conclude it so in all in all what do we think of the black shield so is this something that you would consider doing in the future michael's already expressed an interest um what about yourself chris i i would need to sit down and really come up with a theme that i thought was interesting enough for me to want to put the effort in if that you know i yeah and whether i would want to do it in with space marines or whether I'd rather do it with like a militia or solar ox army because there's a lot of options. You can sort of customize things with that way as well. It certainly is militia wise. Yeah. Yeah. So it would just be so a, mm. having an idea on which avenue I'd want to take. I'd probably go down the militia army more than the black shields just because space marines, you know, they're cool, but it's nice to, variety. It's nice to do something different. Yeah. 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 I think for me, that'd be the only thing that puts, puts me off doing them, but I can see the appeal of them. I think there are, there's a lot of fun to be had there, but you just want to have that focus. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the thing that would appeal to me most is the ability to kind of create your own universe story, yeah. um, which is a big plus. You know, you can you could go to town on that story, and every individual unit in that would have its own story because you you'd created it. Yeah. So from that point of view, I really like the idea of it, but. I suppose the unit compositions and which which legions you kind of base it on in the first place. It's like, do I make you know? Uh, I would just end up making a white scars army that isn't really white scars, but black shields. If you see, what I mean, so why not have a white scars army? Yeah. So there is that, but I think that the the massive appeal to me would be that grey area of where they sit in the big scheme of things because I find that fascinating as a kind of narrative device. So yeah, I like the idea of them. Whether I would make an army of them. Not next year, but maybe the year after. <laughs> Just too much to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I can't see any reason why, because the, there was that really cool uh, Black Shield story. Well, poor Black Shield with the Death Guard, and I'm like, oh, I like the idea of this. Mortarian's a pretty crappy dad. Um, you know, I mean, some of his sons are bound to go off and still be traitors, just not. You know, yeah, working I'm, with him. So it, it's sort of like the idea that yeah, they look like Death Guard, but they're not. I mean, I think it's interesting for me would be, were there Black Shields before the heresy, right? Because let's take the decimation of the Iron Warriors, where they had to kill one in ten. I mean, would would everybody have followed that order? Could they have gone at some far-flung, you know, version of themselves, going, do you know what, you can poke this, Perturavo, we're off to do our own thing. Um, what's the, There's a character in 40k, I can't, is it Huron Black guard or something here on black heart yeah yes now he isn't he effectively a black shield yeah he's a space pirate who sort of he's yeah. very similar to the sort of things you were talking about he, he's basically a pirate uh, black yeah. Shield. yeah yeah and but he's yeah. kind of sort of set up his own little empire as well isn't he yeah he, yeah he, there's a whole two yeah. campaign books about it, isn't there mm. yeah, yeah the bad ab war yeah these group of people who are superhuman and, and all this who have massive psychological flaws, depending which legion they are, there is no way that somewhere one of them wouldn't have gone into business for themselves. 
I agree. Some, yeah. One would have found something and gone, oh no, I'm having a bit of that, something like that. And they, they, they fall into that. I think, I think as soon as you let, you know, a thousand Marines go to the far galaxy and they can't get in touch with who they want to get in touch with or whatever, you know, humanity's worst sort of traits would come out in some of them. Yeah, I mean, it does get a bit apocalypse now, doesn't it? You know, that's that's effectively the same story, i.e. Yeah. somebody's, you know, mm. away from the, the sort of command and control structure and goes completely rogue yeah. um, to the point where they start to believe that they're their own sort of god. Um, and, it, you know, that 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 is a sort of aspect of Black Shieldness, I think, that is quite interesting. And it's how would you keep them together and stuff like that. There's a whole, probably, I'm surprised, if I'm honest with you, I'm surprised that more authors haven't done more stories about them because I feel there's a, some you could they're more character wise there's there's more interest there because already your 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 curiosity your your curiosity is piqued by how they became a black shield in the first place i should you know? think it's it's more of a thing post heresy because mm. you've got the the sort of the shattering as it were of of the traitor legions when they try and take terror they fail um hashtag spoilers um and then you've got the, the, the separation of you know a lot of those legions things sort of have schisms within them yes you know i think at this point there's a there's enough of a mass focus yeah of, of those legions but once they have this and that finishes i think at that point you would see that yeah splintering much more go on, yeah i mean i think it's a really good point you make there richie which is you know that uh that cause all their human qualities are still there and yeah. they've also got some flawed psychic you know things in their psyche just by the genetic design it's almost an inevitability isn't it that, that the only thing that and i suppose that's why that whole thing about the only thing that kind of kept them on the straight and narrow was that kind of devotion to a cause you know the crusade and what have you um and yet you know once that oath was broken they had nothing to sort of anchor themselves i guess and it's not unsurprising they went some of them went completely nuts. Yeah. Well, they can't deal with it. I mean, you, you know, mm. the Japanese soldier who sits on an island for 70 years, the system yes. is still going on. You yeah. know, you, you go and try and tell these hundred Marines that were sent by their Primarch to a planet that they are gone, the Emperor's dead, and it's all, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just yeah. turn around and say, absolutely not. And just, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. When you look at a lot of the 40K stuff, there's a, you know, there's a lot of lifts that you can put in the, the Black Shield, so like I say, the Wolfen and things like that. But if you wanted to do Legion of the Damned, well, take the space pirate Rot of War, where they teleport in out of nowhere, give them all Xenos weapons because you make them vets, so they've effectively got some weird gun as well. You, you know, there's ways where you can take mm. a lot of hints from 40K and things. You know, the, the, um, the Raven Guard, when they started to sort of play about with speed-creating Marines and things, and some of them went a bit off it, you know? There's a lot of those little elements of stories that you can bring into the Black Shields, even though there isn't a lot of stuff written. You just lift yeah. them up to the other, um, the other uh, sort of stories and the other legions. Cool. Very good. All right. Well, I think that kind of concludes our uh, foray into the list building thing. So thank you very much for joining us, Richie. We really appreciate it. And uh, like I say, thank you for your valuable insight into the whole thing. And hopefully we'll hear from you again. We will certainly see you in a couple of weeks, won't we? A couple of weeks, yeah. No, excellent. Good cool. stuff. Looking no, forward really to it. Really good. I'd love to see more people making black shields because I think there's so much people can do with them. Like, I, oh, I agree. Definitely. I agree. Oh. Now that we, now that we've looked at them, I can see a lot of possibilities. So yeah. yeah. Hopefully, a few people pick up the pick up the mantle as yeah. uh, getting the ideas and go for there. Okay. Cool. Excellent. All right. Fantastic. So what we'll do now is we'll move on and talk about what events are coming up in the next. Uh, well, yeah. 
Okay, guys, it's time to talk about what events are coming up in the UK in regards to heresy. Now, as always, we keep a list of events on our website. Um, we had a couple of compliments about that from someone I can't remember recently um, saying that that was quite a good central place for lists. There's also the uh, Horus Heresy and Adeptus Titanicus events Facebook page as well. Um, but obviously, if you're not on Facebook, you can use this uh, our, our, our website or listen to this a little bit. So. First of all, we'll start off with the 13th of September. Uh, that's next weekend, isn't it? Um, uh, when this goes out, the London GT in London. So if you are interested in that, you might be able to get tickets. Haven't really heard much about it this year, have we? No. Who's running it? Greg's not doing the London Heresy. It's one of the London clubs doing the. I thought it was someone from Brighton. Oh, I thought it was someone from London. Mm, okay. I don't know. Either way, it, it, they've not really pushed it this year. It's not really been a thing, and I don't think the community was very particularly happy about the idea of doing it. So, um, okay, we'll see. Maybe somebody we know is going, and they can give us a report. Yeah, I mean, it's it a perfectly it's good some... event from a heritage point of view. Oh yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg uh, did I'll... an absolutely fantastic event. Yeah. It's um, it's just the, the event around it was was absolutely dreadful. Um, yeah. and it's nothing to do with Greg. You know what he did how he pursued that event, how he how he acted, what he did. Absolutely fantastic. And you cannot fault him for that. In fact, he ran an amazing event considering. So, yeah, don't let that uh, cloud Greg's events for you. You absolutely shouldn't. Right, so 27... 30K Forgotten Legion, that's who's running it. 30K Forgotten Legion, right. Okay, never heard of them. But then again, I'm not exactly the most clued up person in the world, am I? So... That's not entirely a surprise if I've not heard of someone. Yes. Okay, so 27th September, we have Company of Legends. Never heard of them. No, never heard of them. Right, yeah, Durham. Um, yeah, so that's that's a good event. Well, we really like to think it's a good event. Yeah, and we've had, uh, then we've got 28th of September, so the 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 um, day after, uh, the Deserts of Heliocentius 2 in London. I believe that's in the Dark Matter um store uh i think because they've got a nice new store down at um yeah dark matter meta mega store at shepherd's bush i, I you know i really want to go to london just to go to this store because i really hear good things about it yeah yeah um okay so then we've got the cataclysm of iron free on the 26th of october that's a polesworth a king fluff event um then first november and yay tickets are available we've got tickets um, it's, taken, it's taken a while to get them sorted out. Uh, I think um, Greg was saying that uh, Ben um, Ben Curry, the, the main guy behind it, um, has sort of accepted that that things need to change for next year because he's got a very you know he's got a very busy work life you know work schedule, and obviously you know he can't pursue every minute outside of work. He's got a family, um, so I think there's a there's an idea of putting a more professional committee level type stuff into place for for that so um you know if you've if you've been put off by us saying oh the tickets aren't out yet don't be because they're aware of the issue they're dealing with it the event is always really well run um it's very well very much worth going to we, one of our favorites we just wanted to go that's yeah really we wanted to go yeah it was it was it was more clambering at the bits to get the tickets oh what if yeah. they sell out you know i mean they might have um, sold out. <laughs> but we, yeah we have we have three tickets signed sealed I have an email somewhere saying that there are ours. Yeah, it's it's a it's an event that um, it's definitely a highlight in our our personal calendars. So 
yeah well worth going to um okay then 16th of november we've got the return to harmony 2 uh that's at boarding brum in birmingham um so uh yeah that should be a good one um Borden brum that's uh that is that the, the, the cafe or is it a, a center i'm not familiar with it um, um i know we mentioned it a few times i must admit i can't remember yeah no i think we've mentioned it in regards to certain events uh um it's a west midlands gaming center so okay cool um yeah i i, I really should all uh, it's on an industrial site so that means it's probably bigger and got more tables like, a bit like battle bunker that's good um okay 23rd of november is the titan death at gerolas no i'm missing something out here no i'm not it's it's after this uh titan death at um Gerolas station that's polesworth uh, that's a knight and titans event only that is being run by king fluff so that should be a good one i i, I always fancy doing a, a knights or titans of a, you know going to one not actually running it yeah, um, no, I but i just can't get the fun. time i just can't get the time of that time of year you know um the idea of it is though really cool something i definitely would be interested in it's just a bad time for me uh 30th november um there is two events on the 30th of november the first one of those is the fornak incursion <clears throat> in guildford now the guys this is the first event by i think it's guildford 30k um who are running this couple of guys running this so we've got a link to the event pack we'll shove into there there's no facebook page or any so 30k guildford yeah um so that is um so that's looking like it's going to be a, a good event um they're running three thousand points and one thousand point lists so um yeah if you want to if you want to do that have a look at the event pack you can have you can then email them and uh, send some paypal money to their way um so yeah that should be a good one it's always good to to, to call out for a new event organizers because we want there to be more events held yeah you know be nice if they were further up here as well um but uh, and obviously not at the not at the worst time of year for chris to get time off there is that yeah, yeah. there's zero chance of me uh it's a sad yeah. anyway, so that's never gonna happen yeah yeah uh okay so then we have 30th of november as well again the uh death throes of tirana smarag smarag it's in ruddy gaelic isn't it <laughs> They always do. He always does it to me, Kieran. I think he does it on purpose. Yeah. You made me say hello in Russian at the start of the show. So you Ukrainian, run. Ukrainian, oh, Ukrainian at the start of the show. So you can't go on about people you saying alienate eighteen percent of our audience if you do that. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, yeah, um, Scott, Um I would like to go. Um, yeah, I don't uh, think I'm going to make it. To be honest with you, yeah. I think if it's a shame because I really enjoyed last year's. Yeah, it's a good event. I I just can't make it work right now. Um, I mean, if you were going, it'd be easier. But um, yeah, I'll have to take it under advisement and see what the uh, she who must be obeyed will uh, let me know because uh, obviously we've got quite a lot coming up and lots of time away. Yeah, no, I mean that, that's fair enough. It's just a, it's just a poor time. I mean, maybe the summer one would be better in in general for next time but we'll see yeah. it just depends when other stuff lies but i i would like to go um i'm just gonna have to see how i can line it up i mean even if i can't go go i i i've give, been giving serious thought to actually just taking an early a late sorry a late train up 
spending the one night and then just hanging out on the Sunday. Because I actually like hanging out with Kieran and all that lot quite gotcha. a bit. So um, it'd actually be nice to just go up and hang out for a day, even if I even if I can't play. Um, okay, so um, then we've got 8th of December, the Merchants of Venetia, the Realm of Shadow in Stratford-upon-Avon. Was it nice. you who said last month, Graham? Uh, you saw what they did with the name? and Yes, like and the yeah. location. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good plan. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but last time they did a 30K event at the, this particular club, they actually held it in one of the Shakespeare sort of company centers. They did, didn't they? Yes. yes, yeah, yes so. I that. don't know if it's in the same place. I'm going to have a look. Uh, <laughs> uh, 20th of March. It's Company of Legends in Durham. Now, we are all sold out. But we do have a reserve list, and uh, and uh, um, no, it's in Stratford's Ball Club. Um, experience has told us that people will drop out over the next few months. So, if you do want to come uh, to Company of Legends, you know, give us a give us a give us a message, get on our reserve list, and if we can get you in, we will get you in. Okay. Yeah, um, no, nope. Three names. Sorry? There's I think it's about three or three names on the list already. Is it, I think two. Is it? Not? Uh, I think there was. A oh, did you add it to put? Someone added it last, and I put a third one on the list. Oh, did you? Okay, because we had uh, David David Simpson, Dave Simpson, and, and Jamie Harcourt Bellingham. Yeah, I think it was someone else as well. Yeah. Someone that Jamie knew, I believe. Fair enough. But Jamie's coming to his first one at the end of the month. So, yeah. uh, okay. And then 26th of April is Decimation in Eastley, a doubles event to which uh, Graham and Chris are going. Yes, we are. Yep. In uh, terms of other non gaming events, we've got on the 2nd of November the Citadel Color Open Day. That is a uh, painting uh, focused um, event. Um, so obviously probably lots of, uh, you know, opportunities to talk to the heavy metal team, uh, looking at golden demon, um, stuff. And that's where the, uh, winner of the ever chosen will be picked. So, uh, if you do fancy that, that, that looks quite cool. Um, but obviously that clashes with blood and glory. So I imagine a lot of people will be the heresy players will be there instead. Um, 30th of November, it's the Warhammer 40 K open day. We already spoke about that in state of the union. So there you go. Uh, 9th of November, it's the Black Library Weekender. We, we spoke about this last month in Nottingham. I think that's back at the Belfry. Um, so I think Greg will be very happy that it's not clashing with Blood and Glory. So, uh, yeah. Not, has I got those date right? Yeah, 9th of November. But for some reason, I put the 30th of November <laughs> before it in my list. Oh, I'm a plonker sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's something that's going to please a lot of people. Seventy five quid for a ticket. I'd love to go, but uh, can't afford it just after Blood and Glory. Um, mm. One day I will go to an one event. Day. One day. One day. One. It'd be the Heresy Weekender if I did one, but I can't afford the Heresy Weekender next year. So um, okay. So to quickly mention, actually, a quick quick Company of Legends update. We're all going well so far. You broke the website, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to um, get a bigger boat. Uh, yeah, in terms yeah. of uh, ability yeah, to absorb those, before we sell those tickets, tickets, I'm gonna have to upgrade the web hosting package just for a month to handle it. It, it was not pleasant. Uh, you know, I even got I got a phone call from the host, and they were like, "We think your site is under a stained, uh, uh, you know, DDS attack." I was like, "Is it?" I was like, "Well, it seems to be only coming from like fifty or so computers, but they, you know, they keep requesting refreshes." And I'm like. They all in the UK, yeah. 
All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we sold 13 tickets in like 30 seconds. And then the white side went down for like half an hour. <laughs> I'm uh, hoping that everybody could get a ticket. Did manage to eventually get a ticket. I don't, we haven't heard yeah, I, think we, I think we missed out. So. Straightened. We got as many sorted out as we could. A few people we had to do manually because uh, they were like, right, I was in the middle of buying. And it was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can actually see you're in the middle of the checkout there. Um, yeah. And it's gone down just as you were. So I, I did a couple of manual process, a couple of manual payments. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, oh, it, it's, it's all sorted out. Um, just, yeah, it's like, wow. Um, I know God, Glastonbury organizers feel now. Yeah, it's quite, it's very humbling. Um, uh, you know, when people watch the event that we run, um, uh, want to try and get tickets to it. So that is great. And we thank you very much for that people. Well, you know how I feel. I, I get really bad imposter syndrome. Um, it's like, you know, we don't, we, you know, we don't deserve this kind of, you know, we, it's ridiculous. But obviously we're doing something right, but. It's just like the same with you and awards, Michael. <laughs> well, if it's an, if it's a... <laughs> Anyway. No, I do have, I do have really bad imposter syndrome. It's like, when, it's like when we get that occasional, when we go to an event and someone's like, oh, can I get a selfie with you? And it's like, what? You don't want one with us. Yeah, that is slightly bizarre, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, but it's, it's but, okay. um, that was identified at a, a, a soft play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, God. It's, but, but obviously, I mean, 2,000 people listen to this a month. And it's like, why? It's really 2,000 now. Good heavens. Yeah, just, just under 2,000 uh, a month uh, downloading each episode. I've been underselling it by you know, <laughs> many. 50%. Wow, that is pretty impressive, actually. So. Um, but it's so, probably yes. nowhere near as good as some of the podcasts. No? I'm sure it isn't. I'm sure it isn't. But, but anyway, yeah, not that they obviously, not that everyone publishes. So, no figures. That's true. So yeah, I think it is worth mentioning though, that you know we are always grateful that our events are so well received, and we will keep trying to improve things as we go. And we, have... we get, it spurs us on, doesn't it? That's the thing. It's we, we don't go. <laughs> totally oh, does. Glad we go. Right. What can we do? Hmm. To make it as uh, sort of as good an event um, as is humanly possible with the resources that we have, yeah, I, mean, um, I think we try. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think we try. Well, I mean, there's yeah. a, there's some ideas. I mean, the next time we're bringing in Adeptus Titanicus, Don Mortalis. Um, I think the only thing we'll be missing then is, is Centurion. Um, but obviously, that's <laughs> I don't know if me and Graham are going to do the Centurion on the Friday night or not, but. No, I'm just saying I don't know if we will or not because uh, yeah, I mean it's a bit Friday like, is a bit ad hoc, relaxed. Yeah, and we usually need to prepare at least on the first one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to do Centurion, um, sort of what, replace two of the games of Centurion, but it's it depends. It, it it's a lot of work. I think it also depends on what is it that people want, you know, because yeah. some people do want to play Centurion, smaller style games, more skirmish based. Other you know, people want to play with big, bigger thing, games. So you, know, over- you need to find the right balance. It's, it's overcomplicating the event for players, having to have lists for eight different things. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, yeah, because they're already going to have for this one, they're going to need a Zone Mortalis list if they want to play Zone Mortalis. You don't have to play Zone Mortalis. Everything is. Yeah, we still haven't. I still need to send out the survey actually to see what people want for that. So I will yeah. do that. I will do that uh, tomorrow. Yeah, if, if, no one says, if, anyone, if everyone says no, I don't want to do Zomotalis, then you know. Yeah, yeah, if everyone says no, I don't want to do Zomotalis. 
But <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be reasonably popular, but we've got to decide, do we do it as in doubles, Zomotalis, or do we do it as singles? Yeah. Um, and it depends how many people want to play. Because obviously, yeah. if everyone wants to play, we've got to do it doubles. If only half want to play. Well, even, if, even if we do it doubles, I worked it out, there aren't enough game rounds. No. I think there are. No. There, are two, there are going to be two tables. Even there's five games. That's so, so, 40 people. Four um, time, yeah, 40 people. So that's, yeah, it's more than enough. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm singing about singles, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah no, no, doubles is, there's more than enough with do doubles. So that's, that's kind of the key there. Okay, right. So anyway. I think what we'll do now is we'll run into the close and Graham will see us out. Indeed, I shall. So there we are. The veil closes once again on another six weeks, six to four weeks of heresy. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show and we've certainly enjoyed doing it as always. And um, if you did enjoy the show and you enjoy the stuff that we do, then please do leave us some reviews on things like iTunes um, or follow us our webpage. Uh, put a like on our web, but not on our webpage, on our Facebook page, please. That would also be lovely. Uh, any feedback at all was, was gratefully received. So either Twitter, Instagram, YouTube um, and all of those things for our different channels and stuff will be in the show notes. Um, like I say, people think that I am a terrible narcissist who constantly craves attention. That isn't the case. No, they that's are, completely the case. They, they think, they know. I mean, they think because that's all the likely choice. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. They have The, the folks have spoken. Um, you can also, if you do want to get in contact directly with a few people have taken the opportunity to do so, which is lovely, and we really appreciate that feedback. Uh, you can email us uh, directly on um, the rush at edge of empire.co.uk or if you have got facebook messenger uh, you can message the uh, us via the facebook page uh, directly um without any bother at all and we do try and answer things as quickly as we possibly can yeah we uh, all see those as well so yeah the three of us are basically working pretty much around the clock um to, uh, to <laughs> someone, answer any questions that someone we have, so. on duty yes pretty much so um we also, if you want to help the show out a bit more, um, you, we've got an affiliate link with the Audible people. So you can sign up and get your Horus Heresy audiobooks through them uh, with a month's free trial. And after that, it's a mere £7.99 a month for one audiobook. And all the black libraries uh, are on there at this time. So it's really cool. You know, um, what's, you know what I've just ordered on there? No. Double Eagle. Double Eagle. That's the flying one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, you can also, of course, become a patron and join our exclusive club uh, of, of patrons, um, which we, how many have we we've got? About two or three now, haven't we? Uh, we have got, a, got, goodness me, nine people have, have, have given us money uh, as a patron. So thank you very, very much. That is very well appreciated. And, they, and, the, and, the, and the ones that signed up before the beginning of the month, uh, last month, that is, um, I can't remember what date it was, are getting some dice sent in the post for them. Well, there you go. Special special gift from us to you. So thank you very much for doing that. Um, we do appreciate it. It helps running the show uh, that much easier and also goes towards things like paying for hotels and the like as we try and travel the world, or at least the very small part of the world that we live in, um, to bring you all the latest heresy business and whatnot. So there you go. So um, 
failing that, uh, you can also go through our advert on our website if you want to purchase your wargaming uh, paints and the like, um, or models, in fact, uh, through Element Games. And again, we get a little bit of a, a cut on that if you wouldn't mind going via that link. That would also help us out immensely. So thank you so much for all of those things. So that does, in fact, bring us to a long and well-deserved rest. So next month, we're going to be looking... Oh my god, we're gonna have so much to talk about next month. So we're gonna have a roundup of Company of Legends, which would have just finished, I think, by the time we record next. Is that correct? Uh I think we're gonna the week uh we might, week have, we might it's the week after. We're gonna have to rejig if right. depending on how people feel. Sure. Um it might be good to get I down, can... get we'll we'll see. You're away on holiday, aren't you, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I'm a little tricky because I yeah I go away the day after so yeah there might be another five week gap between I can shows well and then have to yeah we might have to do we a can record bit. on the Monday I don't Monday. go until late Monday so Monday afternoon or something that's good for me yeah. uh, you'll potentially Depends still have to keep up with Dave. you yes that's true so we shall see we'll sort something out anyway we will get you something next month whether it's in a normal time or whether it's a little bit later we shall have to wait and see yeah but yeah we might so we might have to rejig our schedule a little bit to yeah to so take into that into account we'll be talking about all things company legends next month the lists the things we've seen um and how people enjoyed the event and what we thought of it as well and hopefully some feedback from the people that have been there and also you'll be able to follow the company legends uh every game um via the facebook page and where we'll keep you updated yeah. with and i'll be doing the usual and, um as the week as yeah. the progress goes on so mm. so you better see the state of the, the battle as it were or state of the war rather um what who's winning what and where and also the update to the story as the story gets written oh um, and live stream games and of course, the live stream games as well. So, be a busy month for us next month, and then we're going to a well-deserved break before we head off to um, uh, glory. glory yeah, the next one. So there you go. So anyway, we're really looking forward to. On that note, let us call this to a close. So, um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it, as we have mentioned. And uh, if thanks, anybody, thanks to Richie for coming on. Yes, yeah, indeed. Absolutely, yeah. Big thanks there. Uh, if we have inadvertently offended anybody, we do apologise. We didn't mean to, honest. Um, and we shall speak to you all next month. So it is a very good night, good morning, and good afternoon from me. Oh, it is the morning, isn't it? <laughs> it yep, is. it is this time. Uh, yes, uh, take care, everybody. Speak, uh, speak to you soon. Uh, yeah, have a good one. And, um, yeah, if you've got anything, drop us a line or whatever, and especially if you're in Ukraine. Especially if you're in the Ukraine. Yeah. Right. Au revoir, everybody, and we shall speak to you next month. Shall we not have made that the Ukrainian for goodbye? Oh, hang on. Oh, hang we're on not gonna. Oh, we're actually gonna do it. You you said it good. Hang on. Goodbye in <laughs> Ukrainian. You do realise how utterly foolish we're going to look if it does turn out this is some just weird analytics error in terms of our demographics could be yeah but we're trying we're trying to please the people oh for god's sakes that sounds very <laughs> okay whatever Dopobachinya. yeah okay you perfect just said i want to do something unspeakable to your brother no i didn't Dopobachinya. <laughs> There we go. Good Goodbye, wherever in the world you're listening to. And take care, folks. <laughs>